I guarantee you that at some point, everything's going to go south on you. Ready? You're going to say, this is it. What's up, buddy? This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go now. Now you can either accept that or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates and to NASA. But I'm alive. Surprise. <laughs> Here's the problem. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm in a hat designed to last 31 days. So I got to make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. He's 50 million miles from home. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. There must be some kind of way out of here. I know how to save Mark Watney. We need the Hermes crew. I'm not risking their lives. It's bigger than one person. No, it's not. NASA rejected the mission. So if we do this? We're talking mutiny. If anything goes wrong, we die. No matter what happens, tell the world, tell my family that I will never stop fighting to make it home. The Martian. October 2nd. I gotta figure out a way to grow three years worth of food here on a planet where nothing grows. Luckily, I'm a botanist. Episode 109. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats, and you're listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Thunder, thunder, Thundercats, ho! Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And we're the Leftovers. All right, that was fun. Yeah. Not to be confused with that HBO show returning tonight. <laughs> is that finally coming back tonight? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys watch any new shows? This week? No, not I watched the second episode of The Muppets. I did, too. And I think that is all. I'm going to be catching up this week because I wanted... I, I All my time was devoted to seeing The Martian this week, basically, so... Nothing new for me. I watched uh, the second episode of Heroes Reborn. Mm. Yeah. Worse than the first. Wow. Uh-oh. Um, blah, 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 trying to th- Gotham, the second episode. I did watch that. No Penguin, and it was horrible. Mm. Yeah, I bet. 
It's a, it's awful. That were, show is slipping. They were trying to really go over the top with this one. I thought, you know, trying to like make a statement about where the show is going to go. But well, it's just like I don't like I don't like the Joker character or who they're whoever he grooming is. to be the Joker. And I don't like Barbara Keene turning into Harley Quinn. Yeah, it's I don't either. A little over the top and stupid. So, and then I don't know. I just don't care for the show this year. Yeah. What'd you think about that second episode of The Muppets? I thought it was better than the first. It was better than the first. I thought the Jay Leno Fozzie Bear stuff was really funny. That was the best part of the episode. Yeah, the B story was good. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what I did watch. I watched The Grinder. Oh, new, I, I DVR'd that. Oh, I want to watch that. Rob Lowe, Fred Savage show. For a pilot, it was okay. I, I'll give it like a taste it hmm. for a pilot. I, what it has, what it has going for it is charm. It has heart. Um, because like you actually start feeling for these characters, mm-hmm. so it has that like that heart and that charm, and that's what keeps you coming back. I think that's so. impressive in a twenty-two minute pilot. Yeah, to get that across, but uh, it's still just a taste. It it wasn't like I had a couple laugh moments, but it wasn't like you know yeah. hysterical. I DVR'd that grandfather that I watched came it. on too. Was that was that good? Yeah, uh, you know what I that, um, that's. Uh, that kind of like won me over towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And another show with heart, so I liked it. Yeah, but. yeah. I was just going to do the grinder, and it was right there too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the Spock shows bleed into each other if you don't record both of them. Yeah. Like that last segment gets cut off, and on yeah. the next one, so I was like, I ah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, I watched uh, the new. I watched an episode of the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. Oh, wow. I've heard bad things about that. It's yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's okay. It's not horrible. It's not great. How are the voices? Um, I don't, the, the Drax is probably the worst and Drax is really nothing like the Drax in the movie. Okay. More like comic Drax? No, I don't, I don't know how to really explain him. Drax they, doesn't really have a lot of personality, especially in the one that I watched. Okay. And then, um, Gamora is kind of like a side character. She didn't do anything in the episode that I watched. Um, it was, it was a rocket the raccoon centric heavy episode. Okay. And he was like the main focus of that episode. Collector was in it. Uh, Fin Fang Foom was part of his collection and they fought him. That's cool. awesome. And, uh, it was okay. It was all right. Mm. Yeah. Fin Fang Foom. It couldn't have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. Um, trying to think. And then I watched that parasite show. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, it's called parasite. The maxim it's on, it's a new J- uh, Japanese animation show on adult swim. Oh, okay. That's it comes on I- Saturday nights. And that's a crazy show. I'm going to give it a taste. It fucking kid fucking starts flipping out at night and shit and thinking there's something invading his body. And then one night, like this fucking parasite crawls into his like arm and shit. And he like takes this like a like a cord and wraps his arm so the thing can't it was trying to go up into like his head Mm -hmm. and he wraps it off of the arm. It's like arms like fucking red and shit. And he blocks it and. Come to find out, like, this thing, it's, like, the next day it's alive and it talks to him. (laughs) And it was trying to burrow into his head to eat his brain and take over his body. Oh, jeez. And now, like, it works with him and Hmm. it can transform and mutate into different shit. Sounds pretty cool. It's like a male witchblade kind of sounds like. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I liked it. I liked it. It's a taste that I'll keep watching it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's called The Parasite and it's spelled P-A-R-A-S-Y. Oh, how cool. So, yeah. Too cool for school with that spelling. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I watched. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk about that when we talk about an email later, possibly. Okay. But um, 
Uh, this week, uh, episode 109, we're going to be talking about The Martian, the new Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. Um, everybody went and saw The Martian. Uh, did you, anybody else watch it in 3D besides me? I, yeah, I saw it in IMAX 3D. Okay. 2D. I saw it in 3D. So. Yeah, I'd like to hear how that played, you know, in 3D. I didn't think it was necessary. Really? I agree. I didn't think it was necessary. Um, didn't add anything to the experience at all. Okay. This was not gravity as right. far as... Like, you had to watch this in 3D, in my opinion. Because it was so many just, like, big open shots for the most part. There wasn't really much need for it, it didn't seem like. Yeah, I wanted to see it on the big screen, and it was you had to see it in 3D to see it on the big screen. I, I do wish I had seen it in IMAX, yeah. Uh, here is the synopsis. Uh, during a manned mission to Mars, astronaut Mark Watney is presumed dead after a fierce storm and left behind by his crew. But Watney has survived and finds himself stranded and alone on the hostile planet. With only meager supplies, he must draw upon his ingenuity, wit, and spirit to subsist and find a way to signal Earth that he is alive. Millions of miles away, NASA and a team of international scientists work tirelessly to bring the Martian home, while his crewmates concurrently plot a daring, if not impossible, rescue mission. As these stories of incredible bravery unfold, the world comes together to root for Watney's safe return, based on a best-selling novel uh, by and- Andy Weir. Uh, it was directed by Ridley Scott. Um, Andy Weir, he actually, I thought this was interesting, he first published this book for free on his own site as a blog for fun. Then people asked him to put it in a downloadable form. Then people asked him to put it on Amazon for Kindle download, which he did at the minimum price of 99 cents. Wow. That is cool. Mm -hmm. And now it's a fucking, I guess it paid off for him. Yeah. Yeah, That worked. (laughs) 55 million this weekend. Yeah, did well. It did did do well. Didn't beat gravity, but it did very well. Mm -hmm. Um, Screenplay by Drew Goddard um, uh, and produced by uh, Simon Kinberg. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Kinberg began developing the film after 20th Century Fox optioned the novel in March 2013. Drew Goddard then adapted the novel into a screenplay and was initially attached also to direct the film, but the film did not move forward. Ridley Scott then replaced Goddard, and then, Dan- uh, and then Matt Damon was in place as the main character. The production was greenlit. Uh, filming began in November 2014, and it lasted uh, 70 days. Hmm. Uh, around 20 sets were built on a sa- uh, soundstage in Budapest. If you were wondering where this was filmed, mm-hmm. Budapest, Hungary, and uh, yeah, stage in Budapest, Hungary, uh, one of the largest in the world. Uh, Wadi Rum in Jordan was also used as a practical backdrop for filming. Yeah, biggest soundstage ever used in a in a film. I read. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Andy Weir, who developed a relationship with NASA after he published the novel involved the space program in working with Ridley Scott to accurately depict the film's science and technology. I think I did read though that Andy when he when he like when he wrote the book, one of the things that he got wrong about like the atmosphere mm-hmm. on Mars is like the the storms on Mars. If there's a storm on Mars, the winds don't move as fast as they did in the movie. Oh okay. okay. It doesn't kick up that much dust. Uh, the gravity is like one third, I think he mm-hmm. said. And so, and he's also, sound travels differently there. So if like they were talking to one another, you wouldn't hear somebody's voice 
it's like 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 on TV, live TV, like a seven second delay or something. Okay, that makes sense. So you know, it takes a while for somebody else's voice to get to you. I guess a lot of Mars in the in the media this week with the whole water yeah. thing too. That yeah, it's good timing. Weird how that kind of worked out. Yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The movie, it stars Matt Damon as Mark Watney. Um, Ridley Scott claimed that Matt Damon's solo scenes were shot for five weeks straight, after which Damon was relieved from the schedule. Uh, Damon did not meet any of his co-stars until the cast was reunited to promote the film. Oh, so okay. he, I mean, there's a cut, there's the, like the one scene of him and, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jessica, Jessica Chastain. When they are together and it looks like they're in the same scene, well, it's just like the helmets. Right. Oh, so, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, they're not actually in that scene together. Wow. It's like basically flipping from like looking at, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s face in the Iron Man mask. Mm-hmm. That's basically the equivalent of what we saw here. That's interesting. Wow. So I never would have guessed that from seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. Me either. Uh, yeah, we all, we had, like I said, Jessica Chastain stars in the movie as, uh, Melissa Lewis. She's the, uh, Ares 3 commander. Kristen Wiig as Annie Montrose, and she was like the pu- NASA public relations yeah. lady. Yes, yeah, like the PR lady. Uh, Jeff Daniels as Teddy Sanders. Michael Pena as Rick Martinez. Kate Mara as Beth Johansson. Uh, Sean Bean as Mitch Henderson. Sebastian Stan as Chris Beck. Uh, Axel Henney as Alex Vogel, Chiwetel Ejiofor as Vincent Kapoor, and Donald Glover as Rich Purnell. So, um, yeah, I'm the, surprised when Donald Glover showed up. I didn't even know he was going to be in this. Yeah, there, there's a scene in the movie where Donald Glover, um, when the, when you first meet him and he gets out of his chair and he's walking and he slips and trips. Yeah, that was an accident. Oh, and that's they, awesome. They kept it in the film. So, budget for The Martian was 108 million dollars. Mm. Uh, the runtime is 141 minutes. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess it is time for a Pop Culture Leftovers movie review. Yeah. Pop Culture Leftovers movie review! Pop Culture Leftovers movie review! Pop Culture Leftovers movie review! Yeah! Jake sucks! <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Jake sucks. <laughs> Um, that, blah, blah, blah. I that I do. We're gonna we're gonna jump into this, uh, but we do have a rate. I guess we're gonna rate it first. Yeah, we right. do have a rating system here on Pop Culture Leftovers. If you're first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar with this rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, so toss it, taste it. Tupperware for the rating system. Uh, you know what? We're going to start with Jay. What did you think about Matt Damon, Ridley Scott, The Martian? Um, I'm and, gonna... then, and then my final question is, how would you rate this against Ridley Scott's other movies? Okay. Um, I, I'm going to give this a high taste it. Um that is as far as like replayability, like something, if I'm looking at it as something I'm going to watch over and over again, that's probably not going to happen. Um, still a, a good movie in my book. Um, but this is something as far as like going to see it in a theater, I would say it's a Tupperware. If you're looking for something to go and actually go to the theater and have an experience, um, I, I had like withdrawal after I saw this. I had that kind of like, 
you were you felt like you were there with Matt Damon's character. You felt like the way they filmed it, you felt like you were on a different planet. And I think they did that really successfully to the point where I I just I kind of came home and I was thinking about the movie, you know, just having a cigarette on the back porch just staring at the stars just thinking about the movie again, you know, as I got home. So, I almost had this almost depression. I was like, "Man, I had a fun time watching this film." So, as far as a great movie going experience, I think I think they pulled that off. Um, and as far as like an overall, like the movie itself, was it good? Yeah, I think it was good. I think the characters were strong. I think the story, the book's probably better. I know they go into a little bit more detail in the book on certain scenes, you know. Um, and I thought the characters were strong, and I really loved, you know, the, my favorite part of it was Matt Damon and his, you know, uh, you know, he had a lot of like one on one time. It was Matt Damon, you know, talking to himself or you know, talking to NASA. So you just saw a lot of that. It was kind of like Iron Man in a way where you have somebody in a suit and you just kind of see Robert Downey Jr. in the suit and interacting. So I really liked that. I really liked that part of it. Um, it, it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. And I wouldn't necessarily say this is a great sci-fi film. I think this is a good science film. So if you're really into into science and, you know, if you're really into NASA and outer space, then I'd say this is going to be right up anyone's alley that's into that. But as far as like a sci-fi film, I don't know. As far as like comparing it to, you know, like Aliens or Prometheus, yeah, I mean, it's it's got hints of that vision. I, you know, you could see it here and there, but I would say I'd rather watch an Aliens movie or Prometheus as opposed to this. But that's just because I'm more of a sci-fi geek. So I was waiting for you to go science. Science? Uh, yeah, that's Brian's cue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as soon as Jay said it, I looked at you like, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just really interested in what Jay was saying about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's – yeah. I, I would say Tupperware, if you want to go see it, like it's a great – Great time. I had a great time watching it. You're giving it. No, it's a high taste. High taste it as far as like, yeah, later. As far as. Uh, don't, you know, don't confuse our audience here. Yeah. Let, us, let, let them know. <laughs> what, are you, what are you giving it? What's your final? Overall, it's a high taste. Okay. There you go. All right. Yeah. I'm going to Tupperware this movie. I really liked it. Um, I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan. Um, the cinematography is always second to none in the Ridley Scott movie. And this was no exception. I mean, beautiful landscapes. You could really tell that it was a giant soundstage instead of a bunch of a green screen crap. Like, and that really helped the movie out a lot. I thought it was very suspenseful. Like, it wasn't a straight up action movie, but it had a lot of suspenseful, like, cause and effect stuff going on. And, um, I, I went through, like, the gamut of emotions while watching this movie, too. Like, there were parts that were funny. There were parts, like, that I got, you know, I was really, like, happy and excited. And, you know, and I felt like the public, too. Like, I really related with everyone's excitement about what was going on with, uh, Matt Damon's character. And, like, even at the end, like, when the rescue happened and everything, like, I felt flushed with relief. And it was, like, a, a real movie-going experience for me, you know? It, it wasn't your typical popcorn movie, but it, it did have a lot of that kind of stuff going for it. I, I really liked it. I thought the cast was great. I mean, Matt Damon was great. And I thought a lot of the supporting people were good, too. Um, I don't know. Like, it's not – I agree with Jay. I don't – I, like – Alien and Prometheus more, but I'm also just akin to like that kind of science fiction movie more in general than like your hard science movie. So yeah, it's a Tupperware for me. Uh, I'm also I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm leaning more towards Jay. It's a it's a high taste for me. This movie has has its faults in my opinion. Uh, the cinematography is gorgeous, and but I I just never felt like any fear for the character at all. Like I kind of was just like this is just gonna be like a. This is basically like Castaway meets Saving Private Ryan on Mars, <laughs> and it was, you know what I mean. Um, it was pretty 
cookie cutter in my opinion. There's mm-hmm. it's it's cookie cutter as far as the story goes, no. with a lot of cool shit in it. Right, a lot of cool science shit. Oh, I like. I I've agree. never been excited by anybody coming out and saying I'm a botanist. Right, and when he said that, I was just like, that's that's cool. That's fucking cool. Like he's talking about like the only way he's going to survive is if he makes food. But like you know, check it out. I'm a fucking botanist. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's the first time I've ever been impressed by botany. This is you're doing something <laughs> I agree. right yeah. now. So, but but on the flip side, I think the movie there's there's a stretch of the movie where it loses momentum by not including him in it. It goes back to NASA for a long stretch in the second act, mm-hmm. and I think the movie loses its momentum in the second act. And I kind of like was taken out of it. Um, thank God they have Jeff Daniels in yeah. there, though. Thank God. And thank God what they did with his character was amazing because he starts off as the villain. Oh yeah. Turns into a hero and then kind of is like, kind of like a gray character by the end of the movie, yeah. but still has good intentions. But he's just not, they, he's just not like your classic villain. No, I thought the same thing. Like I was like, is Jeff Daniels yes. a bad guy in this yes. movie yes. in the first act? Right. It was, right. It was like, whoa. But but the way they did it was great because like in most of these movies it's just like let's get our boys home let's get our boys home yeah, yeah. yeah. and in this one it was like okay yeah we want him home but he's kind of villainous at the beginning and and then yeah there's gonna be spoilers possibly in this review so <laughs> I just want to throw that out there but like I felt like uh, towards the end I, I don't know towards the middle of the movie he was more like a hero and then he was kind of turned more into like a gray character towards the end where I don't know yeah do, do you see what I'm saying uh, yeah I, I totally see what you're saying yeah um. I I would like to know if the movie's doing great. It's uh it's doing really well. 55 million so far. Mm-hmm. It's got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um it's doing really well. I want to know though. I, what I want answers on is did did Ridley Scott get a hold of this script? Mm-hmm. Because he does that. Um Prometheus. Mm-hmm. He got a hold of Goy- uh, not Goyer, Damon Lindelof's script. Yes. And then he changed a bunch of things. <laughs> And that's when we got those scenes of like you know Charlize Theron running as that th- you know she could have just <laughs> the ran- Wiley Coyote scene yeah she could have just ran to the left or right but instead she runs forward uh, when that when that big ship is going to land on her that big ring or right. whatever <laughs> big onion space onion ring <laughs> and so it's like you know he and he does stuff like that you know like the the fucking geologist that acts like he's a fucking mercenary and mm-hmm. the, and then the one the, and then later on. No, yeah, that was the that was the was that the bio and then the biologist being freaked out by a dead body. Right. Oh, I was talking about Prometheus. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that was fucked up. The biologist being freaked out by a dead body, but then he sees like those little cocoons and the living things, and he wants to pet it like yeah. it's a puppy. And I'm just like, this makes no sense. And that's like shit that Ridley Scott did to you know Damon Lindelof's script. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're scientists. Let's poke this unknown thing with a stick. Yeah, but <laughs> the dead space engineer freaks you out. Yeah, yeah. Makes, no, makes no sense. Yeah, but like this, on the other hand, I I would like to know if Ridley Scott got a hold of uh, Drew Goddard's script and made any changes, and if if I would have liked it, maybe if it would have been a Tupperware for me, 
Had he not, With I, just the Drew Goddard mm-hmm. script. Well, yeah. you're you're talking about the middle part kind of lacking, and I totally agree. When they were doing the whole Chinese thing, you know, we need the Chinese help, and the whole just the NASA interplay was way too much at that po- at that point. And you didn't get Matt Damon. And you, you didn't. Did, you get did Matt not Damon. get a lot of Matt Damon in that. You, you did not. And it, 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 the movie lost its momentum in the second act for me. Yeah. And, and I, if they would have kept more Matt Damon in there, then I would have I would have Tupperwareed this. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. Like uh, just a little bit more, like better pacing with the back and forth between Matt Damon and NASA. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like you said, Cookie Cutter. It went from a very unique movie to something that was just very typical. You knew how it was going to end. You mm-hmm. knew how all the pieces were going to fall into play about the middle of the movie. And I don't know. I'd like to know if the book did that or if the screenplay did that at that point. What Gravity had going for it, in my opinion, was that I didn't know if Sandra Bullock's character was going to live or die yeah, in that film. Yeah, you were just white-knuckled the whole time. That's yeah. a very good point. And in this one, I felt no fear for Matt Damon's character right. whatsoever throughout the entire movie. Yeah. None at all. I agree, Yeah. And, and they took away from that. Every time you started to kind of feel that, they'd bring it back to these NASA scenes mm-hmm. and they'd bring it back to the, you'd get to feel safe again and everything was going to be okay. So yeah, I don't, I, I think it was probably a bit different in the book, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to check it out. Just this made me want to read the book just mm-hmm. to kind of get a different feel on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested in reading the book. I wonder if you could do audio form on that. Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think that this, uh, I think this was not as good as Gravity, but it was definitely better than Interstellar, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I thought it was one of the better movies I've seen in the theater this year, to be honest with you. I, I, I was having a hard time thinking about what other movies I saw this year that I liked more than this. I think that relates to it just kind of being a feel-good movie. I think you know, you're know you left just kind of feeling good after it's done. And that's how I felt. I was like, yeah, humanity's great. Science is cool. And this this movie, I had a fun time with it. You know, it's just one of those movies where it could have been anything, but it ends as this kind of feel good film. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards it. I don't know if there's been a lot of those necessarily lately. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I ever since like even when I was a kid, there was Space Camp, and then yeah. you know a little bit older, Apollo thirteen. And this is like it's been a long time since I had a like feel good space exploration movie. Mm-hmm. And I really mm-hmm. had a good time with it. Like I, I enjoyed it more than Ant Man. I enjoyed it more than Jurassic World. I enjoyed it more than most of the summer. Popcorn fair. Right? Oh, for not sure. me. Jurassic World all the way. Yeah. Oh my god, I had so much fun in that movie. <laughs> I felt like a kid again. Yeah. It was crazy. Fucking Ju- Jurassic World for me. I don't know. I love that movie. I could say some things that would really piss people off. <laughs> I don't hold Jurassic Park in. I don't hold it as dear as most people. Mm-hmm. Like the first Jurassic Park. When oh. I saw it in the theater, I was like, that was cool. But it wasn't like I wasn't blown away like most people. Right. Oh yeah, I thought it, I thought it, I thought the dinosaurs looked great, but I the only it was the characters that didn't do it for me. I I wasn't bl- and I'm not saying the characters in Jurassic World were better. No, it, it was just it was, stupid kids right. in, in both of them. But for some reason, I went into Jurassic World not expecting much, and I left like, whoa, my mind was blown. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was so fucking awesome. I can see that. I did not dislike Jurassic World, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I, and I then Ex Machina. Oh, Ex Machina is the best movie of the that's year. That's the best movie I've seen all year. I, I I completely agree. I did not see it in the theater, though. That's why I... Jay hasn't even seen it in his own home. Yeah. He's had it here for two goddamn months. Here it comes. I'm about, ready to, <laughs> I'm about ready to take it home just so I can watch it again. Yeah, that was when I when I said that, I was like, well, if I would have saw Ex Machina in the theater, then I know that was better. Yeah. But, so, that didn't make the cut as far as... But it, that's by far the best movie I saw this year. Yeah. I mean, it's the smartest science fiction movie I've seen in probably a decade. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this kept you engaged. Um, the characters and the and the science, the problem solving. I, I love 
a good problem solving situation, which there was a ton of those in this. So it was more about the suspense was like more about how he was going to get out of this, not, you know, is he going to live or die? Cause you already know. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's basically, we're watching, uh, MacGyver on Mars. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what I felt like it was. Like I never felt any danger for the character. And I think it kind of like works to the detriment of the movie a little bit. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think you get that a lot in these movies that are based off of true stories. Like I think that helps gravity out. And that it's all fictitious. So, like, there's there's no media spoilage as far as what's going to happen to, the, to mm. Sandra Bullock's character. And, and the team, too. Like, they try and keep, like, introducing this, oh, the team doesn't know you're yeah. here still. Mm-hmm. But you don't really – there's, like, you don't really feel any – like, when they do finally talk, it's not really a big moment. I disagree. Do you? I think one of the things that um, – not that, that I don't like the team. That they did well in this movie was that they established that uh, that Matt Damon has a strong relationship with the team. Mm-hmm. They they could be, he could basically say whatever he wants to them. Yeah. And most like if I said it to so and so, they'd think it's offensive. But on the flip side, it's like they're like family because they've been on a mission. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and it was like vice versa. Yeah. Like the way Michael Pena was talking to him yep, yep. the first time, yep. like calling botany not a science. And, I was more yeah. moved by this. And I know this sounds crazy. You know, Matthew McConaughey, you can cry all you want to <laughs> in Interstellar when you watch the video of your son and daughter. But I think this was actually more moving mm-hmm. than even that. Just, just like him, uh, just him talking to his crew again. I agree. Cause they worried about him and they, and like even Kate Mara's character, when they're blasting off and leaving, she like looks over, you know, to her right and looks at the empty seat. Yeah. And that, that was huge. And it was like when they finally got to talk to him, I thought it was a big moment. I really thought it was a huge moment. I agree. It was, I had like, like happy laughter at it. Cause the stuff they were saying was snippy, but mm-hmm. I was just so elated that they were like communicating with each other again. I, I think I just got lost in the whole, we're not going to tell him thing, you know, because they kept doing NASA kept saying, oh, we're not going to tell him. We're not going to tell him. We're not going to tell him. And I got like wrapped up in that drama rather than appreciating the fact that he's finally talking to him. You know what I mean? They have to stay focused on the mission. Yeah. They, they could have done it's, that. It's, Jay, it's, it's, it's subjective. I mean, however you felt about it, watching it, you know, it's subjective. I, I, I mean, there's certain things that maybe I picked up on. Or maybe I didn't pick up on yeah. that made me think like it was bigger moment than it actually was. Right. But because uh, what movie is it? That, uh, Man of Steel is like a huge, a huge one for me because like there's in Man of Steel there's the kiss between Lois Lane and Clark after the destruction. Right. And you've it's split down the middle, man. You've got people on one side saying, "How can they be kissing at this moment?" Yeah, and then you've got me on the flip side who watched that movie and thought, "Here's a Pulitzer surprise, Pulitzer surprise, Pulitzer Prize uh, award-winning journalist who could have blabbed to the entire world that this is Superman, and she didn't. Right, and he's already saved her life, you know, and all these different things. And when your adrenaline's kicked in, yeah, people." React mm-hmm. and it made sense to me that they kissed. Now, for some, most people, a lot of people, no, it didn't make sense to them. Lois is a whore. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just David S. Goyer and Zack Snyder are horrible uh, writer and uh, director duo because there should be no kiss with all this destruction behind them. Right, right. That's a horrible time to kiss. Right. But 
it all it's all subjective on how you view the events that lead up to said kiss. True. And so in this, I may have picked up on some things and you didn't pick up on those things or vice versa. Yeah. Maybe there's nothing there for me to pick up on. Like it shouldn't have been as like such an awesome thing for I me. I kind of want to watch it again just for that reason cuz otherwise yeah, it would have been I don't I don't know like, you know, that's definitely the main thread of the of the of the story that they start off from the beginning. Here's this tight-knit crew and somebody gets left behind i just i don't know i think if they would have done it differently maybe but i can't think of any way to do it differently either. i got emotional that they were willing to we knew how much they wanted to see their family again yeah. and they were willing to add on the extra 500 days and then when they after they they agreed to that and they showed like kind of the montage of each of them talking and it to wasn't their even a question members. there yeah. was you didn't yeah. have you didn't have like the one asshole crew member right. that you always have yeah. in every fucking science fiction movie saying no, guys, we need to go home. Like the, like the, even the guy with the, the family, the or, Bill Paxson character. Game over, yeah. man. Game over. We're all yeah. gonna die. We're all gonna die. You know, we didn't have that guy. Yeah, yeah. They were all just like gung ho. Let's do it. I, I think I wish I would. I wish we had have seen more of the crew and less of NASA. I guess like you, they just kind of disappear in the middle. Um, you know what I mean? And then, then they come back and we're finally talking again. So I kind of lost my connection with the rest of the crew because they just kind of bring them back in. After all this politics and shit, mm-hmm. so I think that was the main thing that took me out of it. I mean, not that I wasn't there. There's definitely a ton of emotional moments with with Matt's character, but I love the disco music. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought it was funny. It was that, very interesting yeah. in a space movie to hear that kind of music. I laughed very hard at when uh, Jessica Chastain is that her name mm-hmm. when she talked to her husband and he had bought her the uh, double Alba. vinyl Alba album. That was a big laugh for me. What, what didn't make sense to me, and it's just a small minor nitpick, is uh, th- during the trailers though they'd always play the Jimi Hendrix uh, along the Watchtower, yeah, and. It went really well with that trailer, but yet the Jimi Hendrix song didn't make it to the film. It no. was just like for that trailer. So that, yeah. the disco music, I was just kind of like, okay, it's used for that joke, and it kind of connects him to Jessica Chastain's character, and right. that's kind of funny, I guess. But I also felt at the same time it was just like they were trying to do the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing, and like here's a bunch of songs that you know and disco songs, and we're going to – Here's our soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, I think in today's like iPad generation though, I think it kind of works. It's fun to hear music that you wouldn't normally hear in a setting. Yeah. Well, something setting. that he absolutely hated too was pretty funny. Yeah. That was all he had, you know? <laughs> that was yeah. pretty great. I just, I, I think like if I'm comparing this to other, you know, science fiction movies or, or whatever, or just movies about people being stranded and alone mm-hmm. it's not the best one i've seen it, uh, castaway is a tupperware see i liked it more than Castaway. oh no not at all tom hanks is in a league of his own when it comes to when it comes to, i don't know there, there's something i was so much more emotionally invested in i could watch castaway now and i saw castaway in the theater <laughs> yeah me too. i could watch i could watch castaway now and still i'm a huge robert zemeckis fan huge tom hanks fan um, something about the ice skate in the mouth scene makes me like I ha- I cannot watch people fucking their teeth up in movies like it like <laughs> it's like nails on a chalkboard mm. to me so it's just like a bias that I have where it's like I just can't do Castaway a second time because I don't want to oh, smack man. that coconut onto that ice skate and smacking teeth out of his mouth again mm. <laughs> like ever like that that just like stuck with me it's yeah. like it's like I might as well go watch Saw Four <laughs> like I have a thing with teeth and nails too yeah I the only reoccurring dream that I have is that my teeth are falling out mm-hmm. but it didn't 
it didn't affect me like that. Ooh, <laughs> just I, when you say Castaway, the first thing I think of is that yeah. ice skate in his mouth, and it's just like ooh. Like I respect. Mm-hmm. I think Castaway is a brilliant movie, but it's just that one little thing about it that just yeah. like gets me with it. You know, yeah. it's not. It's not like the movie's fault or anything it's just my own personal insecurities with what happened on the on the screen you know they should just edit that part out for you the, I, the jake elliott safe edition <laughs> I, would, I would love that doesn't even happen i would love that very much <laughs> yeah so no i yeah I, and then i'm trying to think like even like uh it like the whole matt damon thing let's bring him home kept, kept reminding me of save it private ryan oh yeah too, yeah sure. i could see that and it's it's funny that it is matt damon mm-hmm. too yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> what did you guys think about uh project elrond and oh that, yeah, was, that was, was a good laugh the secret meeting i definitely like looked around kind of smiling to myself well, in that moment and you've got sean bean who is who yeah. played boromir who was actually in the meeting yeah. the, of uh the meeting of elrond that so. was very funny i like that I yeah that i did was too really really good <laughs> when uh when the um definitely the other guy on the screen recognized what it was too was the moment i laughed at that at that joke yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was great. I did. I did really like that. Got a little tingly. <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, Kirsten Wig in this movie? Uh, she had like her one moment. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really memorable about nah. her character at all. Nope. Yeah. Nope. She had that one moment, and that was about it. She got flicked on the head. Everybody <laughs> laughed. <laughs> you, yeah. I can't complain. I mean, anyone could have done that part. Yeah. Agreed. Know. Yeah. There, nothing special there. Um. Jeff Daniels though loved him hands down yeah hands down I think I think you look at Matt Damon and then I think you know right behind him is fucking Jeff Daniels yeah. if it wasn't for him and 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 his character portrayal because mm-hmm. he could I was just worried that he was just going to be the villain like the whole time mm-hmm. oh yeah and no it's very I don't know man he's got you man like he delivers his lines mm-hmm. everything about his character is very compelling and you're definitely paying attention to him the whole movie. Now, what about uh, Invisible Woman and Winter Soldier? I mean, is this movie enough to save Kate Mara? She's got, I mean, you know, she stunk it up in Fantastic Four. Um, there's another movie that she's got coming out that's got really low ratings. It's actually out in theaters right now. I, I don't remember the name of it, but I remember it's, seeing trailers for that. It's too. not doing well. The ratings are really low. Okay. And then this movie, so she's got three movies that are out. You know, kind of like back to back to back. Is this enough for her, or is no. this like? Yeah. I don't think she stunk it up, but I don't think she was much of a presence. Exactly, it was a super safe, like likable character. She didn't have much that you could dislike about her, you know. Yeah, and on the opposite, I think it did make me like Michael Pena more. Like I was a little bit anti Michael. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of his Ant Man stuff. He was horrible in Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. And I, and this made me like respect him as an actor more. Like mm-hmm. I did a little bit of a 180 on him. He had a cool, he had a nice attitude that he brought to the team. I, I enjoyed his attitude. He was good in Grace Point. Yeah. I haven't seen Grace I, Point. Yeah, I only watched the pilot of that. He was good in that. But Sebastian Stan, um, I think he was, he, he was a cool character, but he was kind of, he was kind of a background character. Very right? background and, character. You know, yeah. Not much going on with him. But Kate Mara was just kind of this cutesy, fun-loving, you know, you just, people would latch onto that. So it wasn't a, she didn't poop on the role. I just think she's lucky to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. After, after the horrible fucking summer she had. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So she's, she should be thrilled that she's in this fucking movie yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Chuetta for I thought he was great. I he thought was, he was really compelling. I, th- I, I th- what I'm doing is I'm saying Matt Damon, Jeff Daniels, Chuetta for Yeah. You know? Who was the Who was the other woman? Um, 
uh, she seems so familiar to me. I'm trying to remember what her role the was. The NASA girl. The NASA girl, yes. Um, um, blonde haired. Oh yeah, is she is she from uh, uh, Halt and Catch Fire on AMC? The it's um, Mackenzie Davis. Is that her? Yeah. Huh, yeah, yeah. Is she the is she from Halt and Catch Fire on AMC? With that doesn't do. I've never seen that with Lee Pace. Let me check. Let me pause it while you're doing that. Unpaused. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's from that Halt and Catch Fire show okay. with Lee Pace. It's on AMC. So. Is that a good show? I've heard it's good. I've never seen it. Okay. I'm just I've I've seen so many fucking ads for it that her face really just when I watched the movie I was like, oh, she's from that commercial I always see on AMC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's funny. And I've he- I hear it's a great show. We've actually had listeners like write in before and say you should be watching it if you're not watching it. Yeah, huge um, cast. I mean, they really stuffed the cast of this movie. Yeah, they, they did almost to its detriment in the second act. I think it, when it pulled away from Damon, I think like the momentum of that movie it kind of stalled for me and took me out of it for a little bit. I started to I started to get sleepy. Yeah, I started to turn into Dave when he's on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit surprising, especially with the trailers being so Matt Damon centric. You really thought it was Castaway in Space mm-hmm. that, that maybe yeah. you'd have bookends with the other characters. And that's what I liked about Gravity that they didn't do here. This was more of like your Apollo thirteen movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Where Gravity, you don't even see anybody at NASA. Yeah. You never leave space. You're there the entire time. I'm not saying that this movie should have been that movie. But I think there could have been less, a little less NASA. Yeah. And like even the stuff with like the Chinese program was kind of. Just seemed thrown in there for no reason. Well, they need the booster. And then like they tie it in at the end of the movie when one of the Chinese guys is in the shuttle with them yeah. on their, their next mission. It very much felt like a NASA commercial in that aspect. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. Like, grow up to be NASA, to work for NASA children. Or a United World kind of. <laughs> Commercial. Well, I mean, even 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 uh, they. I read that Andy Weir talked to NASA working with Ridley Scott, so I'm sure that they did have their hands in this. Like, oh yeah, every Michael Bay mo- Transformers movie oh, also yeah. feels like it be it could be a commercial for the military. Every Michael Bay movie is that way. Yeah, yeah. like from Pearl Harbor and The Rock, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's he's very close with the military. Yeah, and you feel that in his absolutely. stuff. absolutely. So his next movie is a big military movie. Uh, what is his next movie? Oh, it's like a big war flick. Oh, crap. Well, the last ship series is all military, too. That was Michael Bay as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's barely involved in that, though. They just, they attach their names on there just to. Yeah. Yeah. But I wish, like, you know, like you said, Donald Glover's character was surprising. He was kind of thrown in there, too, and it felt like it would have been cool to see more of him as well. Who? And, uh, Donald Glover. Uh, the scene that I loved him in was when he was doing the sound effects with his mouth yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. he was talking to like, you know, the director of NASA, yeah. which happened to be Jeff Daniels. It was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Hilarious. I wish Very we had good. a little bit more of him and less of some of the other stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he stood out. He actually stood out really well in that scene. 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi uh, okay. is the next Michael. It actually looks very good in my opinion. Hmm. So, really great trailer. It's got John Krasinski from The Office in it. Right. I liked how, and I'm not too familiar with, like, the the NASA stuff. Was there really a, uh, 
a Pathfinder probe that got yeah, lost? Yes, yes, okay. that really happened. Okay. Was, I kind of figured that they, they actually... They made a lot of jokes about that on the uh, late night circuit. Okay, that it, them losing it? Yeah, or? yeah, it was big time. Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien, yeah. David Letterman fodder about okay. how ridiculous NASA is. Yeah. So it felt like a little bit of a like, ha-ha. It was a fun moment NASA. for him. He's like, Pathfinder. I, I did like that moment a lot when yeah. he found Pathfinder. It's well, like his friend. And, <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was interesting how they used the Pathfinder, and then they... they, they uh, <sighs> I, I like how he had attachment to things. Yeah, yeah. Because that's all he yeah. had while he was up there. Like, he left the little note, you know, for the next person that finds the rover. You get sentimental about the rover. Because yeah. he's like, he's like be, you know, take care of this rover because it saved my life. True. You know, and it's just like, I liked his attachment with certain things. I did too. Um, the, with, um, I, I thought it was very cool, the, the, the making potatoes. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, that was how, fun. that, how that whole, that whole scene of him, like you know, uh, creating water um, and then using like the the tarp to catch the condensation that drips down that 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 feeds you know the plants, and he's using like human waste yeah. to, along with the <laughs> Mars you know Earth and that shit's emotional as fuck. Those potatoes. That was one of the most emotional scenes in there. I think when when we saw the fate of the potatoes. Oh yeah, I got. I was just like, too. oh mother fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting fact about that is they they had on the studio a real potato farm with potatoes in all stages of growth, so they could be used uh, for filming. Oh cool. Oh neat. So that's to the extent of what they did. I liked also how. Um, when you got the first sprout of the potato, they tied it in at the very end. Yeah. When he looked at the ground when he's back on Earth and saw a similar sprout. Oh, that was cool. And it made you think back to that. Like, you know, he's come a long way from yeah. from that. I I, I did there, – there, there were some emotional beats that I did connect with, but – but then there were times where, like, I think I would have connected more had I felt like the character was in danger. Like, with Sandra Bullock's character, I was like, holy shit, is she going to make it home or not make it home? Right? Yeah, I didn't know. When she when she survives at the end of the movie, you have, like, a washing sense of relief from it. It's, you're just yeah. like, oh, you're, like, washed up on that beach with her. Yes, yes. You're just like, oh. You feel God, like you've yeah. been through hell. It's yes. really weird. Like, you are wanting to, like, grab a hold of you know, the beach, it's beach yeah. too. Like, yeah. wow, we've been up there for a long time. This has been a long time coming. And it, yeah. And it, I, I like, and because you're in space, the entire movie, when she's seen blue skies again, you're seeing it again for the first time in, in 90 minutes. Yeah. And, and you're, you're like, I'm like, glad oh. I'm on earth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad I'm not in outer space anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gravity is really powerful. I think, I think gravity though loses loses more in watching it at home than this movie will. It does. I, like, tr- I, I, I tried. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I feel like if it's not on the big screen, then I'm not as invested. I like, kind of feel the same way about this though. It just you do feel like you're on Mars. There's enough of it where I did feel like, man, I'm right there with you, man. I, you know, and you're going through what he's going through, but. Not as much as Gravity, no. That was a full immersive experience for sure. Yeah, Gravity's more of a white knuckle thriller to me, where this was more of a you know, like cause and effect type of movie yeah. with hard I, science. I like too how they they tied up loose ends. They were really good with the science, like the the part where he got stabbed in the abdomen, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like that's going to fuck up the pressure in the suit and that's going to kill him. And they explained that the blood had dried around the 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 suit and the, the that spear or whatever mm-hmm. went into him and that's what sealed that's what kept him alive yeah it sealed up that it like basically patched that suit yeah that dried blood 
And I was like, okay, all right, you're, you're explaining. It made sense. You're explaining yeah. things. I was freaking out when he was taping his fucking mask when his mask got broken. He like, did really well with those scenes. I felt like, man, with the spear and the... I wasn't freaking out, though, because I, I I can't be... I, at that point in time, I was just like, I know that there's an additional like, yeah. you know, 40 minutes in this film or whatever, and he's not going to suffocate and die at this point. True, yeah. true. But I guess, like... Maybe I wasn't putting myself in like your shoes, like you're like winning that next breath or something mm-hmm. like that. I yeah. just wasn't that invested in the that moment. Yeah, I was. I was really all in. Like I just jumped in the pool for this movie. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I didn't really think like that. For me, it wasn't that moment in the abyss when she's drowning. Oh man, that's oh, yeah. like that 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 moment right there was, that was like rough. fuck. Yeah, you know what I've always wondered about that moment. Mm-hmm. Is like so she's gonna drown anyway, right? Mm-hmm. He sit there. He sits there and waits for her to drown. Right? Couldn't he have just started swimming with her and had her drown on her way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that that <laughs> yeah. just doesn't make for as cool of a movie though, right? Yeah, it I was for dramatic impact. James Cameron's all about the dramatic dramatic impact. impact. Yeah. I think I said one of the dumbest things I've ever said this episode. I think what? I, I what said did this you say? was based off of a true story. Oh, no, you, you did. did. We didn't correct <laughs> you. I did. I didn't want to get into that argument with you. <laughs> I wish you would have. I would have immediately realized that. Was Jake's dumb. thinking the no, whole time, "This is I, real." <laughs> on the flip side, on the flip side, I thought that you were basically what you were saying is it's based on a book. Okay, that's what I thought you meant. I was like, it must have been because I, I, I because we had just gotten done talking about Andy Weir. Okay, and I so I thought you were talking about like it's based on a book. So we source are, material, source material is yeah. already mapped out. Because yeah, I don't remember this. You know, the colonization of Mars. I'm just glad. I, I'm just glad I corrected that now yeah. before I was attacked on. But, uh, hey, hey, I didn't even know what the fucking Pathfinder was. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, this may have fucking happened. <laughs> All right, I'm just glad I corrected it on, on the episode. That's yeah. true. Before, before on Facebook, I was corrected. Yeah. Um. The. I guess I think what I'm hearing is that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says that the science in this is pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. Um he that guy. really he really like lashed out against gravity. He did. Yeah, he did. And he said that Interstellar was better, but he says this is even more accurate than that. Mm-hmm. So That's cuz gravity was not necessarily like uh, it wasn't a science movie. It was a, it was a white knuckle knuckle thriller and that yeah. was its point. Its point mm-hmm. wasn't to like do everything. Yeah, what are you going to what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? Alien? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gravity it was the Shut the fuck up, Neil. <laughs> gravity wasn't accurate. Yeah. Who cares if it was accurate? It's not like the majority of movie going audiences are gonna be like debunking the science yeah. happening yeah. in space movies. I love how like anytime like a science movie comes out now, he's yeah. like oh, he's the, the you gotta authority. get you gotta get his opinion now. Yeah. yeah. The sun doesn't set that way or gravity it's debris wouldn't be flying in that direction. That was one of his criticisms of gravity. Yeah. It's like nobody's thinking about exactly. that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It looks beautiful, Neil. Yeah, it's that's scary. all that fucking matters. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, it's a suspense. Yeah, but he did all. enjoy the science of this, which I, I think it's very cool. Like I, man, I, I, it really got my brain going, you know, and in, in that, that, the part of my brain that I seldom use that regards to science. For me, math. this this movie, you know, I talked about the momentum and 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 I think that. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a clunky movie at all, though. I think all these parts work well. Yeah. But on on the flip side, it loses momentum. And then also, I think like one of the problems that I and I'm not trying to compare it to Avatar, but it takes from a lot of different things. Okay. It takes from a lot of different movies. Yeah. I think it takes. Uh, you know, I, I feel like 
you know, it takes from Castaway. Yeah, I agree. Apollo 13. Apollo 13 with them working with back and forth and trying to figure out, you know, different ways to get out of different situations. Like, oh, you've got a, we've got a toothpick, a thimble and a, a butt plug and we've got to get, <laughs> you know what I mean? We've got to get back. Like, how am I going to get back on this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and anytime you're cutting to people behind computers cheering, I can't help yeah. but think of Apollo 13. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I agree with that though. I'm surprised Ed Harris wasn't in this one. You're no kidding. It is surprising. <laughs> he was in Apollo 13 mm-hmm. and he was a voice in Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Hell, he was in the fucking abyss. True. He must, he must have been busy. He must have been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I did enjoy the movie. It's, I'm kind of with Jay though. It's not, it's nothing that I'm going to go out of my way to watch, but yeah. if it's on, maybe if it's on HBO and it's a Sunday, I'll, I might watch it. I think I'd watch it again if maybe I'm with somebody who hasn't seen it yet. I might be like, hey, check this out. Let's yeah. watch this. But I agree with that. I, I'm not – the day this comes out on Blu-ray, I'm not there that Tuesday to sure. buy it. Yeah. But I still I, – I, I, I am hard-pressed to think of a movie that I enjoyed more in the theater this year. Oh, man. I really am. Jurassic World for me and Ex Machina. And trying it, to think. I would agree with you, like I said, if I saw Ex Machina in the theater. Yeah, you didn't see that in the theater. Yeah, like, yeah it's right. better. I, I t- Ex yeah. Machina, best movie of 2015. Yeah, Ex Machina, you don't have to see it in the theater, though. It doesn't make the movie, I guess, better if you see it in the theater. Yeah. But it, I don't know. For me, I enjoyed it in the theater. If I'd have seen it in the theater, it would be a no question that was the best movie I saw. Okay. But I'm hard-pressed without seeing Ex Machina in the theater to think of a movie I enjoyed more this year. I didn't enjoy the movie more, but, like, honestly, I think it took more advantage of the 3D was San Andreas. Yeah. See, I've not seen that. See, like, if you're, if I'm going to compare the 3D between one film to the other, I'm going to say San Andreas' 3D was ten times better and hmm. more immersive than this. Yeah. Because, like, I think the 3D in this, I paid, you know, the 3D upcharge, and it just was not that impressive. Yeah. Um, so much of it was on video screen where they washed out the 3D anyway. Yeah. Like, it was purposely not 3D. Right. right. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess uh, it's uh, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's doing really well. Uh, I did get an email uh, from uh, one of our listeners, Joe Martin, okay. whose last name is one letter off from Spelling Martian. Right. Whoa. Weird. Is that a coincidence or not a coincidence? <laughs> Cue the Twilight Zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if his name was Marvin Martin? Oh, shit. Whoa. I know. <laughs> one letter off, and it would have been Marvin the Martian. And Kills. he has a disintegrator gun. And he has a disintegrator gun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Joe Martin, he wants to chime in uh, with uh, his thoughts on uh, on uh, Ridley Scott's The Martian. He says, hey, leftovers and left outs. Hope you've all had a good week. I just got back from seeing the latest Ridley Scott film, The Martian, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you guys. I want to start off by saying this movie is a Tupperware. Ridley Scott has earned back my respect with this one after the Snorefest that was Prometheus. Uh, the cast was, I think, are we going to disagree there? Yeah, Joe Martin just lost my respect. I enjoyed Prometheus. Yeah, I love Prometheus. Yeah. I, 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 I did really like Prometheus. I did like it a lot. It made me. It was one of those movies when I left. It made me think. You'll yeah. watch it again. And I again. thought about that movie way more than I thought about this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that pissed me off about that movie. A lot of things that pissed me off about that movie. Oh, I agree. I got out of Prometheus. Though, I did love it on the flip side, and I too. searched for every podcast I could find where people were talking about Prometheus. Yeah, mm-hmm. like in that week, I listened to like six podcasts of yeah. people talking about Prometheus just to find to... out what stuff meant. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to hear. I just wanted to think more about it. Yeah. Well, shit. I was going back, and I was just like, I was like, uh, once I left the theater, I was like, that's not the same planet that they were on. I was like, okay, so that's LV. 
421, this is all be 242 or whatever the fuck. I was like looking at the different planets trying to figure out like, you know, where they were and, yeah. you know, and, uh, I still think that, um, automated, um, baby extracting machine is the best 3D I've ever seen in any That was crazy. Too. Yeah. That was fucking nuts. <laughs> that yeah. shit was, it was hard to watch too. Yeah, it was hard to watch. <laughs> Jesus. Shit was freaky. Yeah, she, Numi Pace and uh, Fastbender are coming back for the next yes. one. So, yeah. yeah. Love, love her, yeah. Well, I loved him, too. I didn't think I'd like another android uh, uh, other than Bishop. He was nefarious. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Michael Fassbender as, yeah. was it David? Yeah. Yes. Android? Yes. Holy fuck. So damn good. The introduction cool. scene with him really right away yeah. made him really charming. He was almost likeable. scarier than the aliens, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, he goes on to say the cast was absolutely incredible with Matt Damon, Donald Glover, and Sean Bean giving the standout performances. Um, there were times early on in the film when I was beginning to get tired of all the comedic bits and one-liners, but then I began to realize that Mark Watney was only acting this way to keep himself sane. I was still left wishing that the jokes had been a bit less forced, but in the end, the film was meant to make the audience happy. This was most definitely a feel-good type of movie, and I found this welcoming after all the dark and gritty movies we've been seeing popularized by Hollywood in recent years. Joe, are you not watching any of the Marvel movies? Let me introduce you to <laughs> – I'll be honest with you, Joe. I mean if you're watching – I don't know what other types of movies you're watching, but like if you want feel-good you know, uh, movies that aren't dark and gritty, let me introduce you to the MCU. Yeah. That Ultron stuff's pretty dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good that, one. That AI takeover could happen any moment. Sheesh. Uh, honestly, fucking Yellow Jacket was a darker character killing fucking lambs yeah. than Ultron was. <laughs> Sad. Uh, I can easily say that I enjoyed this much more than last year's Interstellar, although it was a bit of a bummer that we only got to see adult Murph in this one instead of the award-winning actress of young Murph. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good callback. Good callback to that episode. Uh, yeah. Can we can we talk about that here real quick? Yeah. Young Murph made the Tupperwares. Yeah, young Murph was the best supporting female. Frank. <laughs> Isn't that what it was? Yeah. She Frank. Would, I would be and you would just instantly attack. We would yeah. attack. I was like, Young Murph was terrible. <laughs> no. <laughs> but of all, out of all the supporting. Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding me. I brought up Macy Williams right away and like yeah. Frank was like hitting himself. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the rumor about Maisie Williams? Uh, Guillermo del Toro sat down and talked with her and they're talking about Maisie Williams being in the Pacific Rim sequel. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. That's, that's, it's not confirmed that that's why they met. But he did get on Twitter and said something about sitting down with a with a really awesome young lady and blah 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 blah. And I think he made a joke about her controlling her own Jaeger. Cool. <laughs> and so um, that would be fucking awesome. Sounds fun. Because like what I'm hearing now about Pacific Rim is the fact that it's put on hold, but they still have intentions on making it. Yeah. It's on again. It's off again. It's on again. It's off again. I think they're wanting to see. I think they're wanting to see how Crimson Peak's going to do. I yeah, agree. I agree. When's that coming out? When can the trailers end? That's pretty soon. I I'm not seeing the trailer as much as you are. I've seen the trailer maybe twice in theaters. I and saw I've it seen one it time, two times on TV. I've seen it at least six times. Huh. Yeah, but uh, it comes. I think it comes out uh, later this month, or is it the sixteenth? It comes out, no, it comes out mid this month, I know that. Okay, good. But, um, yeah, he's, I think what they're gonna do is Maisie Williams is gonna be somewhat of a, uh, like a Jaeger, like a prodigy, and like, she's like, 
when it comes to the drift, she's going to be like fucking like Keanu, like mm. the one, the right. Neo of she, drift. She can she can control the drift just by herself. That'd be really cool. And she doesn't need to go tandem with somebody. Yeah, kind of like Idris Elba. Like he could do it, but it fucking mm-hmm. kicked his ass. I think she's going to be like an evolved fucking human being that can like handle a Jaeger all by yourself. That would be badass. Great concept to explore too. The drift was great. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of the drift was part of the reason that movie was fun. I think she'd be another reason the movie would get made too. She's very popular on Game of Thrones. I agree. And she's going to be even more popular because she's going to be appearing on uh, season nine of Doctor Who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Making a big deal of that. Exactly. So I think she's going to have even more popularity by the time Pacific Rim Two comes out if he can get her in that role. Yeah. It's going to take a lot more than Charlie Hunnam. True. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that he's like. I honestly, I think Charlie Hunnam is like fucking Jeremy Renner light. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with you on that. Yeah. I I'm seriously mm-hmm. at this point. I'm. And Jeremy Renner's not very not very strong. <laughs> but but on the flip side, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a uh, fucking uh, was it Sons of Anarchy guy. I'm not. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not me neither. Me neither. Not my subject matter. <laughs> I'm with you, Jay. Bikers. <laughs> I got a motorcycle. I'd, I'd knock it over. Yeah, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I think the humans in Pacific Rim did take a backseat to fucking the robots, though. Oh yeah, yeah the robots you know? and the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, it was more of a spectacle to kind of see these things on screen, but yeah. it was cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, blah, blah, blah. He, he enjoyed it more, yeah, than Young Murph. I appreciated the Lord of the Rings and the Iron Man references as well. Oh, yeah, the suit, the Iron yeah. Man suit. I want to be Iron Man. I want to be Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, that was that funny. Was, that was funny. <laughs> Although the film could have used less jokes, the stakes still felt high as the world watched to see if Watney could be rescued safely. I felt like they made those scenes very well. I yeah. felt like, like Jake said, like, you know, you felt like you were, uh, uh, like a spectator as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like yeah, I was I was watching them do a new like news coverage very well. Like this is like what you would see as news coverage, and like yeah. the whole world is watching. But I never felt like any fear for the character. Right. I'd also like to be one of Darth Brian's Imperial tributes. <laughs> oh, here we for go for the PCL Hunger Games. <laughs> My stats include a wide range of camping and cooking skills, as well as extensive training at the Imperial Academy. With a blaster at my side, I believe I could take down every last rubble scum of a tribute that gets thrown at me. And when I say thrown, I mean someone literally throwing a scrawny Fendit's Creek at me. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for the awesome podcast. Keep up the non uh, keep the nonsensical crap coming, Joe Martin, Imperial Officer. Nice. So thank you, Joe. Good email. He gave it a Tupperware. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see that people. I mean, I think I. You know, when I when I give it a high taste, it I mean that's a that's a that's a B plus. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. a go see it rating. Yeah, I see that as an eight on the one to ten scale. Yeah, with the nine and tens mm-hmm. being the Tupperwares. Yeah, I think I think if you're gonna if you want to like see a feel good movie, then yeah, this would be a good one to see. And if yeah. you want to see some really cool cinematography and feel like you're on Mars for a little bit, watch it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a red box rental at the very, if you're going to, if you're not going to spend the extra money to see it in the theater, you got to rent it when it comes out on a red box. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and, uh, we're going to come back with a trivia game. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Cue the music.
right. Hey, we are back. Welcome back to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, hey, <laughs> All right. Uh, what we're gonna do next? We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna do a little trivia game. It's gonna be between uh, Jake and Jay. Yeah, you're going down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the trivia game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bruno Mars. Okay. I don't know. It has nothing to do with <laughs> I Bruno like it, Mars. I like it. The pop singer? But these are these are about movies. Mars and movies. All right. Mars and Oh, man. I've seen Martian Needs Moms like 800 times. I'm going like, <laughs> to kill at this. There you go. And you got – okay. The goal is to beat each other, number one. Mm-hmm. But your other goal is to beat my score. Okay. And I'll, I'll give you my honest score when I took this quiz. I, I scored a 90%. Oh. 10 questions. So I got one question wrong. Fuck. Oh, well. So you, I just want to beat Jay. You gotta <laughs> try to beat Jay. Try, try to get a 90%. A lot of these are really, really simple. Okay. So I know that you're not going to fuck up on some of these because they're really fucking simple. Oh, man. I'm going to look really dumb here. <laughs> <laughs> or look really dumb. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> the pressure's on. These are really, really simple. Oh, God damn it. I got a fucking ad. Give it my plan. This is our first plan. Sounds intense. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yes. You guys ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia. Really weird. Is it too loud? No, no, good? no I love it. I love good it. volume. Yeah. yeah. All right. First question, and you guys have they have they have little pieces of paper here. Wait a minute. And they're going to write down their answer. We're going to the first five questions. We're going to stop after the first five, and we're going to check our answers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you hold them up, and then we're going to score you for the first five, so you guys kind of like know where you are. Okay. Awesome. All right. Here we go. Don't and you, you can play along at home if you're a fucking loser. <laughs> And you got nothing else going on in your life. <laughs> That's 80% of our listening audience. <laughs> All right, here we go. The first question. Which movie with a Mars theme sees Jack Nicholson play the president of the USA? Don't say it out loud. Don't be one of those assholes just because you know it. It's Is it Spider on Mars? Mars Attacks? Biker Mice from Mars? Or The Martian Chronicles. So, A, Spiders on Mars. B, Mars Attacks. C, Biker Mice from Mars. Or D, The Martian Chronicles. Are we ready to move on to question two? Ready. Question two. In which film does a character played by Arnold Schwarzenegger take a trip to Mars? (laughs) A, Eraser. B, Twins. C, Total Recall. D, The Running Man. A, Eraser. B, Twins. C, Total Recall. D, The Running Man. Moving on, question number three. In which film does the first man to set foot on Mars return to Earth with deadly microbes that cause him to mutate and go on a killing spree? A, Spaceballs. B, 2010. C, Species 2. D, Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. Can I get those one more time? A, Spaceballs. B, 2010. C, Species 2. D, Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. Question 4. Which film, based on a H.G. Wells novel, 
sees a ruthless Martian army invade the Earth. <laughs> wow, that song really came in. <laughs> a. B. <laughs> All right. A. Martian attack. B. Princess of Mars. C. The War of the Worlds. D. Alien Invasion. Can I get the question one more time? Which film based on an H.G. Wells novel sees a ruthless Martian army invade the Earth? A. Martian Attack. B. Princess of Mars. C. The War of the Worlds. D. Alien Invasion. (laughs) And question five, the final question before we take our mid-check break here or whatever. Check on the score. Number five, in which movie does a character played by Val Kilmer set foot on Mars? A, Red Planet, B, Top Secret, C, The Doors, or D, Mission to Mars? In which movie does a character played by Val Kilmer set foot on Mars? A, Red Planet, B, Top Secret, C, The Doors, or D, Mission to Mars? Damn, fucking two of those came out like the same month. I always get them confused, That's too. a tough one. <laughs> yeah, changing my answer on that one. Jake is like, was Jim Morrison on Mars? <laughs> yes. He was. I just forget which of the two Mars movies that came out the same month he was he was in. I'm just fucking with you, Jake. <laughs> it was a joke. All right. We're gonna, you know what we're going to do he now? He did lots of drugs. He, was, of course, was on Could Mars. Could have been on Mars. So right now what we're going to do is we're going to check our answers to see where we are in this first half of this riveting fucking game. Ooh. Oh, man. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> All right. The first question was, which movie with a Mars theme sees Jack Nicholson play the president of the USA? Jay, hold up your answer. Jay said, B, in the smallest writing I've ever seen. You've got an entire... glasses, Jay. Jay, you have an entire fucking... You could have filled the whole thing with a, a large B, but you write it down... In the smallest writing I've ever seen Holy crap. in my entire you got, life. <laughs> you got Ant-Man playing this game show Jesus over here. Jesus Christ. All right. Jay gives us a tiny B. We get a larger, much larger <laughs> B on Jake. So you are both correct. The answer is Mars Attacks. Yay. Number two, in which film does a character played by Arnold Schwarzenegger take a trip to Mars? Jay, Jay, lost, his, Jay lost his answer. He wrote it too small. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jay wrote down C, Total Recall. Jake, C, Total Recall. You are both correct. We're both tied two to two. Moving on, question three. In which film does the first man set to set foot on Mars return to Earth with deadly microbes that cause him to mutate and go on a killing spree? Who I had to guess on this Jay one. Yeah, says, I didn't know. Species 2, C, and Jake... Says C species two. You are both correct. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's good guess. <laughs> three three. Ooh, guys, remember 2010 was the John Cusack movie, right? Yes, yes. Not the same. The end of the world John Cusack yeah. movie. And if you don't know what Spaceballs and the Wrath of Khan is, you're a fucking idiot. You shouldn't be listening to this show. And you should probably just take a gun and blow your brains out. Right. You're a piece of shit. You should be fucking dead. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> Which film, based on H.G. Wells' novel, sees a ruthless Martian army invade the Earth? Jay, show us your answer, sir. Jay says, see War of the Worlds. Jake also says, see War of the Worlds. We are tied Ooh. at 4-4. This one's going to 
This next one, it was mm. a tough one. Tighter than a nun's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to number five. <laughs> I'm just trying to say something like a game show host wouldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> you, would, you, know, you know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah, hear Trebek yeah. say that. No. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> That'd you be know? good. Or Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak, yeah. <laughs> like, not not coming know, out with that. Chuck Woolery. You know, <laughs> he's not going to come back in two and two. With, you might hear Richard Dawson say that. You may. One <laughs> 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 his drunken nights before. <laughs> in which movie does... It, number five. In which movie does a character played by Val Kilmer set foot on Mars... Jay, what was your answer? Uh, D. Jay said D. Jake said D. Neither one of Red you are Red Planet. Right. Red Planet. God damn it! I always get those two fucking confused. The answer was Red Planet, and the only reason I knew that was because every time I went to Family Video and saw Red Planet DVD, or the VHS, no one had rented it, and I <laughs> laughed at it, and I actually... Did rent it and I hated that movie. <laughs> I saw I saw them both too. I just couldn't remember which yeah. was which. Damn, son of a bitch! All right, so we're still tied at four four. Fuck, I had A written down first too. See, and I mm. crossed it. Doesn't out. count. Mm-mm. I know. <laughs> if only I'd written it as small as J, I could have just told you it said A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have been able to see <laughs> it correctly. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're gonna move on to question six here. Question six. In which movie does a character played by Tim Robbins captain the second manned flight to Mars? A. Mission to Mars. B. On Mars. C. Red Planet. D. Life on Mars. We already know it's not... (sighs) Choices one more time. A. Mission to Mars. B. On Mars. C. Red Planet. D. Life on Mars. Locked in. Number Number seven. Which musician is featured in the film Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars? Is it A, Sid Barrett? B, David Bowie? C, Keith Richards? Or D, Roger Daltrey? Once again, which musician is featured in the film Ziggy Stardust and the Spider from Mars? A. Sid Barrett, B. David Bowie, C. Keith Richards, or D. Roger Daltrey. All right, locked in, Brian. Locked in. Moving on to question eight. In which film does Christopher Lloyd play a Martian? A. Contact, B. The Martian Chronicles, C. My Favorite Martian, D. Back to the Future 3. Oh, read those again. In which film does Christopher Lloyd play a Martian? A. Contact. B. The Martian Chronicles. C. My Favorite Martian. Or D. Back to the Future 3. Ugh. Begrudgingly locked in. (laughs) Number nine. Which film sees a character played by Ice Cube set foot on Mars? A. Invader from Mars. B. Ghosts of Mars. C. Little Green Man. Or D, Mars, Inc. Once again, which film sees a character played by Ice Cube set foot on Mars? And it's not straight out of Mars. (laughs) A, Invaders from Mars. B, Ghost of Mars. C, Little Green Man. Or D, Mars, Inc. Is it Mars, Are We There Yet? No, it is not Mars, Are We There Yet. Next, Mars. Friday after Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, final question. Which of the following movie titles does not exist? 
A. Robin Hood and his Martian men. B. Abbott and Costello go to Mars. C. Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Or D. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Wow, one more time, please. I will definitely read this one again. Ten, uh, which of the following movie titles does not exist? So this movie does not exist. Robin Hood and his Martian men. Now, you could make this movie afterwards if you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. But it does not exist Currently. right now. Robin Hood and his Martian men. A, B, Abbott and Costello go to Mars. C, Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Or D, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Locked in. Locked in. Locked and loaded. All right, guys. We are going to do the final score. We are tied at 4-4. So here we go. We're starting with question six. I'm going to get your answers. In which movie does a character played by Tim Robbins, Captain the Second Man Flight to Mars? Jay, your answer. Jay gave us A. Jake gave us A. You are both correct. Mission to Mars is the correct answer I was looking for. Number seven, which musician is featured in the film Ziggy Stardust and the Spider from Mars? Jay, what is your answer? Jay gives me B. Jake also gives me B. You are both correct. It is David Bowie. All right. In which film does Christopher Lloyd play a Martian? (sighs) Tough one. I didn't know. All right, guys. Jay, what did you give me? All right. All right. Jay went with C. Me too. You both went with C. You are both correct. My oh, favorite Martian is correct. Nice. Whew. So we are tied. Oh, we're on track. We're on track to at least tie Brian. Yeah. 7-7, seven, seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, we have, what is it? Two more questions <laughs> left. No, so, yeah, it's 7-7. Seven seven. Which film sees a character played by Ice Cube set foot on Mars? Jay said B, Ghosts of Mars. Jake said, B, Ghost of Mars. You are both correct. God damn it, this is too tense. That's my favorite John Carpenter movie. That's the question I got wrong. Okay. That's so, the one. Saw it in the theater. I never seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen John, it either. It's John Carpenter. It's, it's his worst movie. Uh, I've never seen it, so uh, that's the one I got wrong. All right, number 10. Which of the following movie titles does not exist? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Jay, let me see your Okay, answer. I don't know. I didn't know any of them existed. Okay, Jay said C. I said A. Jake said A. One of you got it correct. Okay. One of you got it correct. The answer is not C. Oh, God yeah! yeah! God yeah! yeah! <laughs> you son of a Yeah! Ty Brian, too. Fuck! Robin Hood. Yeah, you're Robin fired. Hood. Robin Hood, <laughs> Robin Hood and his Martian men. Oh, damn it. It's never been made. Guys, the funny thing is, is that Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Riff Tracks has already made fun of it. Okay. So I knew that one. I, I, I knew that the Abbott and Costello had made I knew a that. movie. Yeah. I, I figured that one. And I, I knew, I, I was thinking to myself, Robinson Crusoe was, is so popular of a character that there'd be no reason that they wouldn't have made that. Right. So, God damn it. Yeah. So, Fuck me. <laughs> wow. Jake just ba- barely, barely gets the win there. Squeaked by. Squeaked by. That was a, that was a fucking nail biter, gentlemen. Oh, that yeah. was good. That was good. That was a fucking nail biter. And then there's Jay. Wah, 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 fucking wah. hate myself. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> 
Guys, we have some time. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go over emails, but we have some time. I think. Did you guys want to do a little bit of like uh, shameful plugs and news and things like that? Yeah, Might as well. Sure. Okay, guys. Uh, you know what? We did the shameful plugs, Jake. I'm gonna have you explain the whole shameful plugs thing for people. Like, like how did this happen? What's going on? Because like there have been some developments this week. Yes, the shameful plugs thing. It started out with um, we got an iTunes review, and it's not the first time this has happened, but. In the iTunes review, the person leaving the review brought up their own podcast while leaving us a review. Right. And so we asked, we, we took it a step further and Brian came up with the idea that, Hey, leave iTunes reviews for other podcasts where basically you just plug us the whole review. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought it was a great idea myself. I've already helped out with the shameful plugs myself. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, and I mean, yeah, a lot of people have stepped up. I gave out some names last week. I'm going to give out some more names this week. I've got, uh, I think I've got a couple. Uh, I'm going to thank Andrew Garola for doing it. Uh, and then also Eric Marable. Now, Eric Marable, uh, he <laughs> let me know that he does not have um, an iTunes account. So Eric Marable was just like, well, since I can't do it on iTunes, I'll just do it. On Amazon for products. <laughs> and yes. he, the funny thing is though, <laughs> is that we have a, we have a listener, uh, Sean Lahazet, um, who wrote a book. Yes. And his book is called Introducing West Columbus. It's by Sean V. Lahazet and you can get it, uh, through Barnes and Nobles, uh, Amazon.com. Arcadia Publishing, uh, Target, and Walmart right now. Can you believe one of our listeners is smart enough to write a book? <laughs> he's not, he's, you know what? What's what's crazy is that he's not he's not the only one. Yeah, that's that's smart enough to write a book. We have another listener, Chris Hahola's wife, mm-hmm. is also a published uh, 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 fiction author. Wow. Yeah, and so he's actually sending us copies of his wife's book so we can read it. Awesome. Oh, that's exciting. And uh, she sent me an email this week and. It in itself is also a book because it's the longest email I've ever received in my entire life. Like that, that means like besides this show, like in my personal life, yes. I've never received an email this long. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. She's definitely an author and likes to write because <laughs> my God, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. yeah. We'll take a break halfway through the email. I did. I did. I, it took me, it was a three span. It took like a span of three days. Email, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took forever to get through that email. It was, it's long. It's very long. But yeah, Sean Lahazet, he wrote a book called Int- Introducing West Columbus. And it's, uh, it's a history book about West Columbus. And well, Eric Marable left a review for his book that says, I first found out about this book on Pop Culture Leftovers. The showrunner, Brian, really does a great job delivering pop culture news, reviews, and information. Co-host Jake provides subjective views, and Jay has a great laugh. <laughs> Thanks, Pop Culture Leftovers. So, That's awesome. So that was his shameless plug, and it wasn't even on iTunes. It was yeah. on another Army member's Amazon page for his book it was a yeah so that <laughs> poor, was poor sean was, no it's awesome very <laughs> creative but yeah definitely you know what yeah if you're into history pick up sean's book that's awesome congratulations sean that's yeah, congratulations yeah, not cool. many people get published man no hey sean if you need someone to read your audiobook hit us up <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> we'll take jay will laugh while we read it <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like the book does wouldn't it have like a lot of pictures in it if it's like chronicling 
Well, describe the pictures. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like you've <laughs> got to be really good and descriptive there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a white picket fence <laughs> and some trees blowing in the wind. <laughs> I believe it's, it, believe it's fall. I'm not sure. <laughs> I could be wrong. I kind of like That's very soothing. Yeah. Soothing. <laughs> Don't listen to that while driving, ladies. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. look out, ladies. <laughs> no, you might get too relaxed and drive into a fucking tree. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what I that's where I was yeah. saying. Right. <laughs> Fall asleep. Yeah. All right, guys. So yeah, those. Oh yeah, shit. I've got more for shameful plugs. Like, okay, this it, the, it, the shameful plugs did not just affect uh, this podcast. It affected other podcasts. Uh, you know, a lot of our listeners went on to other, uh, you know, iTunes reviews and podcasts and things like that. But it, I think it affected one quite a bit because they actually mentioned it in their episode. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Um, and it, this comes from. Uh, TC and uh, Karina Michelle from the Epic Comic Cast. TC actually gave you some money for your uh, Nintendo Wii and your TV. Nice. But um, apparently one of our listeners went to their page, their iTunes page, and plugged us <laughs> in a not-so-favorable review. Oh. They plugged us not favorably? They pl- no, they plugged us oh. on their page and giving them... A not so favorable. Oh, that's review. Nice. Wow, that's harsh. Yeah. Um, it was a review that he did say he was going to leave anyway. Oh, okay. But um, he he incorporated it with the old shameful plugs, and so like we get now we're I don't know if we're being blamed for this. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're a little to blame. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we're, we're the inspiration. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and play this. Okay. I'm gonna, I asked TC if it was okay that if I could play this. Okay. And he said, "Go right ahead." Cool. So right now, hey TC, I'm plugging your podcast. Right. Listen to Epic Comicast. Yeah, listen to it. Here we go. We're gonna listen to it right now. Here's what Epic Comicast has to say about said review. Come on. Is from Basil two five. It's, it, Let me go back. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, so we also got an iTunes review this week. So Tony, why don't you go ahead and pull up that iTunes review? <laughs> Alrighty no. then. So this iTunes review <laughs> is from Basil two five. It's it, I don't know if it's Basil or not. It's spelled B A S E L. I think it's Basil, like Austin Powers. And it says it's a three star review, and it says not sure if I should listen anymore. Dot dot dot. Oh no. Here we go. It says, I gotta say, I had such high hopes for this podcast. I liked the sister-brother banter. I loved how you guys would go through old movies, cartoons, comics, and talk about them. TC, you seem like an awesome guy who made this uh, podcast pop. And he put pop in capital letters. Mm-hmm. I'm the, sure you were the pop factor. The culture, which is in pop uh, capital letters too, and atmosphere that you guys created was fun. I would listen to you guys while eating my leftovers, which is in capital letters too. But after your Fantastic Four episode, I knew this podcast wasn't for me. I just couldn't believe how much Karina liked and defended that movie. That's when I knew that I was done here. This is goodbye from Leftover Soldier, Basil or Basel. P.S. I have you. Have you guys heard of pop culture leftover? <laughs> now these guys have a good Fantastic Four review. You need to check them out. I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care about what. I don't like if you're gonna give us a bad review based on what I think. What I thought about the Fantastic Four. Bye, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 honestly, no hate, but like something like that. 
it's like that's the reason why you tune in for a show is well the reason why i tune in for you know tune into to shows or podcasts is because well you know the chemistry of the host obviously if i agree with them or not that doesn't really make that's not really deciding factor for me is if I- okay what's okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the rest of it but like what's different from like right now she's like she's like defending herself mm-hmm. and she's actually going about it in like a pretty constructive way and breaking things down you know what i mean yeah very intelligent like i i honestly karina like i think 30 seconds ago i would have been like fuck you i would have said fuck you probably 20 times oh for sure to to the listener if they left us like uh, but do we like a three star is actually pretty good for us yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah three yeah. stars like i, I, I actually that. i'd be like wow that's a pretty damn good review yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i mean because you know we're used to getting we we get some one stars in there peppered mm-hmm. in there yeah <laughs> you know what i mean sprinkle a little basil in there yeah. <laughs> basil or basil yeah. <laughs> we we don't know apparently <laughs> <laughs> all right let me i'll play the rest of this yeah but i would already said fuck you right yeah, yeah. yeah like you know see a pals and i'm just never gonna listen again or i'm just gonna maybe skip that episode and listen to a different one uh we're being ribbed here I don't know what that means. No, we're being ribbed. Because freaking Brian of Pop Culture Leftovers, which freaking this guy's talking about in this uh, review, he wanted to, uh, he had, their newest episode was called Shameful Plug, where they told their listeners to go on all the podcasts and plug their episode, or plug their podcasts on someone else's podcast in th- through the iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so fuck you, Brian. <laughs> this guy's actually saying, because of, because of our Fantastic Four episode. I know. No, no, but see, um, yeah, whatever. He, he can stay in the leftover army. We don't need him. Part of the <laughs> Diesel, so we don't. Epic you know Comic what? Crew. Did you just pull that out your ass? Because that's pretty cool. Epic Comic Crew. That's that. Those are our listeners. Oh, okay. That are faithful to us and us only. I know we have a lot of cross. But you know what? The, the fact that he said that he enjoyed it. No, like, but Brian you... himself said it was his mission to become one of the most hated hated podcasts around. Like, why? Just, why would know. anybody want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Wants to do that? It's not funny to me. It's because <laughs> people recently have been plugging their shows through his iTunes reviews, and I did it too. Mm-hmm. Like I left, the, uh, I think I left uh, a review after Fire Night Fandom. I was like, "Hey, this is from Go guys." <laughs> so what? I know it was hilarious. Who cares? I think this whole thing is hilarious. So do you think they're actually genuinely upset that people do that? What do you mean? That they go onto their reviews I don't and think they, they give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you rub a lot of people the wrong way when you do stuff like that. Like what? I don't know. So it seems pretty shady to me. (laughs) As podcasters and as like this, you know, podcaster unit and family we've got going on here, we got to just start lifting each other up. Why? Go ahead. What's it called? I what's it called? I think that there. I don't even think there's any rivalry at all with any of the well, podcasts I, I, in the family. I'm not saying that there's rivalry, and you know what? This one side? probably just came in here <laughs> with a genuine opinion about an episode we did. Yeah, and like, I don't took, think he's bullshitting. Yeah, he and he opinion. took um, what pop culture leftovers had to say, and was just like, "Well, I'll plug them too while I write this bad review." But <laughs> it wasn't bad. It comes three, off a little sour. It's like three it comes, stars. It's not but, bad. Yeah, no, because you know what? Your reference is you pop. You know what I mean? And I know he's just living in that pop in there so he can it all comes back to pop culture left there. <laughs> but I mean he's saying you're the star of the show, which is all fine and dandy because you know hey, you, you do wonderful that. things. Yeah. I was fine with but that. But just it just bothers me because like so you're basing whether you want to listen to us or not on a review of a movie that I happen to like 
Like, oh, man. You know what? That's a little too much. That's a little dramatic for me. (laughs) I don't like to surround myself, or I don't like to, you know, listen to the drama queens. Okay, so, uh, whatever. This guy, Basil or Basil, can can stain the leftover army then. All right, have fun over there. (laughs) They must be putting out something good, right? Hell yeah, they they do a great podcast. But anyway, yeah, back to the whole podcast thing. Like, there's a show for everybody. Like, someone's someone's gonna... Alright, so yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. I just wanted to play that for you guys. It's had ripples. Yeah, it's had it's had some ripples in the old podcasting community, and yeah. it rippled over into Epic Comic Cast. <laughs> she seems pretty surprised that people uh-huh. would be taken aback by the fact that she liked Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I got news for her. That's not shocking that people are taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, they they, they had. I don't know. She gave it. She gave it really high praise. Yeah, too a little too much. I think she gave it like an eight out of ten or something. Whoa! Yeah, so can't agree with that. Whoa! No, in the slightest. No. But I might know. go give him a three star review for that too. <laughs> Jake from Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to hear that episode where she gives it an eight out of ten. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Want to listen to it? I, yeah. just, I can't believe it. I haven't heard one podcast say anything like you know what I mean. Was like, she on LSD when she saw the I, movie? I, don't know, dude. <laughs> I haven't listened to one podcast that like listened to it that like watched the movie and was like, oh, we love this movie. It was great. Yeah, I've heard people defend it and say it wasn't as bad as people say they are, mm-hmm. but I've never heard anyone go so far to say eight out of eight 10. out of ten. Yeah. Holy crap! That's like an A minus, basically. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What movies is she giving Fs to? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's awful. What movie gets a two out of ten? Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I want to know. It's awful. Awful, awful movie. I'd like to know what her least favorite comic book movies are. Hmm. <laughs> Naked Punisher in the sewer, maybe? <laughs> No, that was a, that was, she thought that was a nine out of a ten. <laughs> Don't fuck it. The, the 90s Captain America movie? Yeah. Oh man. She's a big fan of Ben Affleck Daredevil too. Yeah. <laughs> loves that, loves that. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Electra movie. <laughs> Ghost Rider 2? Mwah. Ghost Rider 2? Way better Mwah. than the first. Yeah, way better than the first. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, making waves though. Batman and Robin, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, that's Cinemicio. Right cool there. out. Hashtag yeah. more bat nipples, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see what the big deal about the bat nipples are. That was great cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so detailed. Uh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's shameful plugs. We're, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back, and then we're gonna do news. <laughs> reveling in the fact that I whooped Jay in that game. (laughs) (laughs) Shoving it in my face. Life achievement. Wham. (laughs) Trophy. The stakes were high. Yeah, they were high. You know, bragging rights. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I won the 
Mars trivia. Yeah. Yeah, Bruno that Mars. Bruno Mars trivia. You know, that's something that, you know, tell your non-existent grandchildren one day. <laughs> I will. I will. You know? I'm going to leave them these slips in the will. <laughs> <laughs> I won something. <laughs> and they're going to be like, fuck you, Grandpa. <laughs> old piece of shit (laughs) why don't you go to that retirement home on mars (laughs) all right guys yeah you know it's kind of an abbreviated show this week because most of it we're going to just we wanted to talk about the martian and uh you know and honestly we just kind of want to wrap early this week yeah we don't give a shit yep (laughs) right yeah we don't care very true yeah yeah send us those one-star reviews yep go for the show started we're like fuck fuck the listeners this week we want to get home by seven yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'd like I'd like I'd like a night to myself. Yeah, yes. nice relaxing Sunday. Exactly. Mm. I don't get that with you motherfuckers. No. Demanding. <laughs> Ain't no relaxing happening yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, <laughs> oh God! I think he was talking about us. Right? Oh shit! That's the thing. Once it hits like once it hits like five thirty six o'clock, if I haven't gotten through your fucking emails, yeah, it's I'm, over. It's over. I'm, yeah. I might get to him next week. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Or maybe you should just shorten them. <laughs> maybe I can fit them all in if they weren't so goddamn long. Right. That's what she said. But, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Frank. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, joke from 1993. <laughs> Still relevant. God damn it. A great one, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we will move on to the pop culture leftovers news. Do I have that? Do I have any of these fucking. Bumpers ready, queued yeah. up. No, I don't. <laughs> I hate this stupid fucking show. <laughs> Where's the news? Where's the goddamn news? Yeah. Yeah. Speak up. I'm, you know what? I'm going to play you again. You yeah. speak up. You are quiet as fuck, yo. Yeah. You need to speak up yeah, when you're talking about gangster as fuck news. You're not hearing, hearing. Don't use your fucking library voice for gangster as fuck news. Read all about it. Yeah. It's leftover news. Speak up. Jesus. Grab your fucking nutsack and talk about gangsters. Fu- if you're gonna call it gangsters, fuck news. Speak the fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? That guy. We're gonna get a new guy to do that. <laughs> Someone that can speak up. It's fuck y'all. It's gangsters. Fuck. <laughs> it works for Marvel news, if not you, for gangsters. Fuck. Gangsters. Fuck. If you'd speak up. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Collider and Variety have confirmed that HBO is in talks with Zack Snyder to make a Watchmen series. Mm. <laughs> like I'm, Jake is just, woo! <laughs> yeah! I know, big, all my favorite fan. things in one story. <laughs> big fan of everything I just said there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually, that's, that story broke and it made Jay hate Cli- Jake hate Collider, Variety, and HBO. <laughs> Tossing them. It's true. It's true. I saw that story. I was like, "Oh, I hope Brian didn't want to talk about this." Uh, I couldn't. I could, hey, I couldn't wait to bring it up. Could not wait to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> that made my dick hole hurt. Well, 
Yeah, this is news that's supposed to be going straight in your dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> I think one person referenced it last week. Oh, nice. I saw Pete Neen reference it. He, Did told, he? he told me to stay the fuck oh, away yeah. from his dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to be protective of your dick hole. Yeah, it's definitely me you got to watch out for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, okay, I don't know. I mean, what are you guys thinking? Like, people have always said that it would be better as like a like a series because there's like it was really hard to condense it. That would be better as a series, but like they're already talking about like rumors of like them using because like pretty much if you watch the movie, you know the story. Yeah, yeah. If Zack Snyder's involved, I can't imagine him wanting to like redo. The original source yeah. material. Well, that's why that's why they're saying that they're going to be taking some of the stories from. They're they're kind of guessing, but the before Watchmen series that came out three years ago that wasn't very well received, though, was it? Not every book. It wasn't like it was not like the Watchmen itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally liked only the Silk Spectre story. Um. By Darwin Cook. Yeah, I was going to say, whichever one Darwin Cook did was the only one I was interested in. And then everything else I didn't really care for. Yeah. So, but that's that's what they're saying they could do. Hmm. But I don't know, man. I it's I, I would watch it, absolutely. I'd be cool with, an, with kind of an origin or like, you know, a backstory on any of those characters. I'd totally watch that, you know. Yeah. I don't see any reason not to. Yeah, I I don't know. I like the movie though too, and I love the book. I love so. it when you try to say Rorschach. Roser, yeah, Roseratch. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't fucking say it. Good call, Brian. <laughs> yeah. He's in fucking bewilderment. That was great. I love it. Too. I don't, I don't understand it. It's like it's I, something with yeah. I can't do it. I can't. Jay Jay cannot say. Rorschach. He's one of my favorite characters, and it's I can't like fucking. A, it's it's like thing. Jay's like taking a Rorschach test when he like has to pronounce a word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I see, I see images. Yeah. <laughs> he calls Rosherish. He got Rosherich. 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 I'd be cool to see the backstory and the guy with the mask. You know, I'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Thank God name. he doesn't work at Radio Shack. <laughs> Jay, Jay would be like, "Welcome to Rosherich." <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> Sir, are you okay? Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> no, but I, I would I would love to I would love to see the backstory on those characters. Even when I read the read the graphic novel, I was like, man, I'd love to see kind of the backstory on these characters. So if it's done correctly, yeah, and I don't see why it wouldn't be, you know. Well, I, the I, if if they're gonna take it from the source material of before Watchmen, it wasn't all great. Yeah. So, I think that maybe that they would need to take some liberties to make the story a little bit better. Yeah. So, I would. I would I'd be more interested in that because like, the comedian book sucked. Yeah. If it was just gonna be like, if it, I'd be more interested in it not having any source material than I would be in it. Like basing episodes off of before Watchmen, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd like to like to just see like original stories in that universe. Yeah, I think I would actually tune in for that and see if it's something I would like. Take what they liked from before Watchmen and everything else, just fill in the blanks. Yeah, you know, and still see it. I would, I would still like to see kind of a team effort. I, I wouldn't necessarily like to see like okay, this episode's about this guy, this episode's about this. I, I think that's what they would do. I don't know if I want to see that necessarily. 
I'd like to see them as a team kind of working together with the kind of, you know, individual stories woven into it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's ultimately what you'd see. It's like you'd get your individual stories here and there and then then they'd culminate at the end of the season or something yeah. like that. I mean, how many seasons could this go? I, is One. It, I don't know. HBO, they'll make it if it's popular, it'll go as many seasons as they want. Uh, yeah, I don't HBO. How many seasons did Sopranos go? <sighs> Three too many. Yeah, nine. Was it like nine? I want to say it went like six. Yeah, maybe six. But it was only supposed to go three. David Chase only wanted three. And I don't know if I see this like being like a huge hit though. I mean, you know, the the movie was critically received well, but like it did not make that much money in the box office. I think it was like I think the movie cost a little over a hundred million, and I think it made. Domestically and internationally combined, so globally it made 185 million. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. And yeah. so, I mean, it it kind of tanked. Yeah. So it's like for them to say, "Oh, okay, well, you know, it was critically well received," but on the flip side, it's like, "Oh, let's make a whole series out of this movie that nobody really watched in the theaters." It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. No. Yeah, you never know, though. Sometimes people come flock to that HBO shit. Mm-hmm. It might find an audience that the movie didn't. HBO is like the image comics of TV. It's yeah. like you always got to watch that first episode. Just like every image comic, it's like I'll always pick up that first episode because you know you don't know if you're going to get something special or not. I agree with that. Yeah, so. and a lot of times you do get something special from yeah, the original series. Yeah, um, unless it's that fucking Tim Robbins fucking show. What was that fucking shit called that you and fucking Dave raved about? That fucking comedy that you like? Jack Black, Tim Robbins? Oh. You can't even remember the fucking name of it and you Tupperware it. <laughs> you fucking Tupperware that it's fucking true. show and it's you can't true. even remember the fucking name of it I, now. I haven't watched it since. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it called? He, he doesn't even fucking know. It's like The Brink or the something. The Brink. Yeah, The Brink. Yeah, yeah The brink. Stink. <laughs> I think this is a cooler idea than, you know, most of the hero shows that we have have currently mm-hmm. so i'm kind of interested in that aspect of it but you know this this was never written to really have that much else explained than the actual story that we got from alan moore so. i love i mean i don't know it's like i i i, I really like hbo i love the watchman I, I love the graphic novel but the thing is it's like the casting i thought was so fucking good in the movie mm-hmm. you know what i mean i thought they did a great job with everybody True. it's like they gotta like they gotta like nail this casting down yeah and that'll be weird. Is too, it going to look recast at all? And are they going to try to make it look visually different than the Watchmen movie, or are they going to make it look the same on purpose? Right. I feel like if Snyder's, if Snyder's involved, involved yeah. yeah, but yeah, they're going to try to make it look as close, like close to yeah, yeah, and then to tie it into all of the themes. I mean, I, it just seems to me like that was the pinnacle of the theme. The theme was, like, who watches the Watchmen? So, like, before that, what was it? Was it accepted that these people were running around being vigilantes? So what's the actual story? Is it as compelling as that? Because mm-hmm. that's basically what it was all about. So I don't know if they could pull that off, you know, yeah. and tie it in. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I've got all the before Watchmen stuff, but I, like, dropped off most of it, mm-hmm. except for the Silk Spectre book, because, like... But I picked them all up. Mm-hmm. I dropped the comedian because I like this is horrible. Which should have so. been great. Which one did Jai Lee draw? I don't remember. Yeah, I remember it looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers Television is wanting to bring a Lethal Weapon TV series to Fox, says The Hollywood Reporter. Hmm. Wow, that sounds like a pile of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so a pilot has been ordered. Oh, okay. Just a pilot. Doesn't okay. mean it's going to make it air. 
Hmm. I'm too damn old for that show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in that at all, you no, know. Me neither. No. Me neither. I mean, okay, last week we talked about an A-team. Yeah. Now they're talking about Lethal Weapon. Um, two years ago, they were supposed to make a Beverly Hills Cop TV show, and mm-hmm. that got ordered, and they made, like, one episode, and it never went to air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I don't understand. Like I, I, I don't understand. Like what did they did they do a Charlie's Angels series? Yeah, like a few, a new one. Yeah, I believe so, and it totally bombed. It bombed. It was. Yeah. With, oh yeah, uh, you're right. They did. Yeah, with Mika Kelly and some uh, a couple other actresses, and it bombed. Yeah, it did bomb. And I don't understand. Like I think they're just going off of like name recognition. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'll, I mean? I'll watch it. Some some shows it works for. Like Hawaii Five O has a huge audience. It worked for that. Yeah. So it's like. The one show that it works for, they feel like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then they're wanting to do like a Taken TV series now, too. Oh, Fuck Jesus. that. That, that, the idea itself, even in movie form, has been played out through the movies. So but why would you want to see a series? But on like it? a Lethal Weapon TV series, like what, what made that series so special back in the day was like the interaction between Dan, uh, Danny Glover and fucking. Uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah, without that, what's the point? Exactly. Like, who, like, who are you gonna cast that's gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, such and such guy, that's my fucking Martin Riggs. Not gonna happen. Yeah, not gonna That's happen. my Murtaugh. Mm-mm. You're not gonna replace Danny Glover. You're not gonna replace fucking no. Mel Gibson. So, no. what's the fucking point? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, here's, here's a, fu- you, you remember the name Lethal Weapon? Well, we're gonna repackage it to you and give it to you on, uh, Fox and it's gonna suck. Enjoy. And then three years from now we'll be like, did they make a Lethal Weapon TV series? Yeah. <laughs> just like we just did with yeah. the Charlie's Angels thing. And then I'll be, hey guys, can you look it up on IMDb? Did yeah. they do it? Yeah. Jay will be like, hold on, I'm looking, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. Like the story itself is not as interesting without those two characters. Yeah, the yeah. story is those actors. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been lackluster and I still would have enjoyed it because of those two guys. Yeah, two of them were lackluster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you enjoyed it because of those two I did. Guys. I did enjoy it, yeah. All right, guys. Uh moving on. Uh I got two really quick things for Marvel News and then we're gonna move on to emails and wrap this bitch up. Marvel News. Marvel News. Oh god, I gotta play that fucking thing. Yeah, you I? have to. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get pumped. <laughs> Slow week for news. I don't know if it was a slow week as to I was just like, let's just do the Martian. There wasn't a lot yeah. of news. There wasn't a ton. Marvel news. <laughs> All right, Marvel news. Uh, Ryan Reynolds stole a souvenir from the set of Deadpool. What did he get? He said, uh, I loved wearing the suit, and I have run away with one. Oh. Uh, I'll probably get into trouble for saying that, but I've waited 10 years to do this movie, so I'm leaving with a fucking suit. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so he stole a suit, just like, you know, uh, was it Pratt stole the jacket, the Star yes. Wars jacket? Yes, he did. So I, I, see, I see Ryan Reynolds uh, being arrested. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I see Ryan Reynolds. I see him like basically just using this as the same the same capacity that Pratt does, and going to like you know children's hospitals and yeah. stuff like that, dressing as Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so that's nothing what I wrong see. with that. That's Dropping weird. some f bombs for the kitties, <laughs> <laughs> taking that mask off and looking like a fucking wrinkly vagina, yeah. <laughs> scaring the hell out of them. <laughs> You think your cancer's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Look at mine. I'm going to go through the burn victim ward. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, we're killing it Hey, this kids. 
<laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Those kids love Deadpool. They love him. Uh, that was a burn on top of a burn. Oh, no. yeah. I see what you did there. Shit. Yeah, I I was very distasteful. <laughs> I, I think you can joke about anything. Yeah. Really. Oh, I, I agree. Don't give a shit. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, he stole the suit, and I think that's awesome. I'm still looking forward to Deadpool. Yeah, Cannot me too. wait for fucking Deadpool. What I want to ask you guys, what's your most anticipated uh, comic book movie of 2016? It's going to be a huge year for comic book movies. We've got, let me just refresh your memory, Captain America Civil War. We've got uh, Batman v Superman. We've got X-Men Apocalypse. We have uh, Deadpool. We have, um, shit, uh, blah, blah, blah. Gambit, mm-hmm. if they can get a director. Um, and we have another Marvel movie. What's the other Marvel movie coming out that year? Is it Doctor Strange? I think it is Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange yeah. Yeah. Which movie are you looking forward to the most? Uh, Jake, which Marvel movie? X-Men Apocalypse. Really? Shut yeah, the fuck up. For sure. I, I'm so high on Oscar Isaac right now. Awesome. And then the last movie was the last two movies in this franchise, in this kind of rebooted X-Men franchise, have just been so great. That, that answer surprises me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jay, uh, Marvel movies would be Doctor Strange. No, overall, <laughs> overall, overall. Uh, Batman, Superman, mm. hands down, hands down. Any, anything with Batman, I'm a fucking sucker for that shit. I also forgot Suicide Squad's coming out next year too. Oh well, that makes it tougher, but still, Batman, Superman. Yeah, I want to see a flex Batman. I want to see mm. what they're doing with this story. There's a lot of unanswered questions, so I, I think to me this is the most compelling story. So you know, and of course, fucking Dark Knight is my favorite fucking comic book of all time. So Frank Miller's series. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. I'm ready for an R-rated Deadpool. That's mine. Yeah, yeah. R, I'm going R-rated Deadpool. Number two, Batman v Superman. Number three, Suicide Squad. Number four, X-Men Apocalypse. And then your your Civil War and your Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. I don't know. I'm just with the Marvel movies. I know what to expect. I got to tell you this much. I'm I'm more excited to see what happens with Batman v Superman than I am for Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'm so low on Benedict right Benedict now. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. yeah, that I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> like it's gonna take a really good trailer for me to like get excited for this movie. I, I'm, I I think what soured me on Civil War is the fact – it's not the Russo brothers. It's just like coming off of Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, OK. Here's a huge spectacle that's Avengers Age of Ultron, which I'm still – that's a Michael Bay fucking Transformers movie in my opinion. It's all flash, no substance. It's just pretty fucking – here's pretty visuals. Yeah. And and I stick by that. Um, and then – um. I watched it again this Friday. What'd you think? I had a good time. Mm. I liked it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> Jake's holding on to a Funko Pop and watching his Avengers Age of Ultron. It was fun. Yeah. Good action sequences, like the road stuff. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I hate Avengers: Age of Ultron. I uh, really? I hate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I really? tossed it. I, I, I'm being, I'm I joking. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, yeah. It's like yeah. When you say you hate Man of Steel, it's the same reaction for me. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Really, Jake? You hate Man of Steel? Tell us how you really feel. Hey, I mean, on that note, I would say there's nothing that's made me excited about Civil War at all. Even Spider Man does not make me excited to see it at this yeah. point. 
I just I just don't see it as being anything. I, I see Batman versus Superman as being kind of this you know juggernaut of a movie, but I don't see I don't see this as being anything different than what we've already yeah. seen. Yeah, you love the Winter Soldier though. I did like the Winter Soldier, but not enough to be like, oh, this is the saving grace of the series, and they're going to continue to do that. Oh yeah, like like if if you put a gun to my head and said. Do you want to watch Batman v Superman or Civil War? I'm going to choose uh, Batman v Superman yeah. every day of the week. Yeah, I could. Care. I know. I know what I'm going to get from a Marvel movie. And there was a time when Doctor Strange, I think, would have topped this list. I agree. I agree. But Benedict Cumberbatch as the fucking lead does not do anything at all for me. So. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, when they first made the Scott Derrickson announcement, I was like just on the edge of my seat for this movie, and then I was put back on my seat with the uh, Benedict announcement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're taking they were taking the movie seriously, and I think that they wanted to they wanted to get Joaquin and Scott Derrickson, and that like that's like what they were going to do. And it's like, oh shit, Plan B. Yeah, <sighs> got to put a Benedict Cumber patch on the old movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super hyped for Apocalypse, though. I can't wait to see it. I am excited about that just because it's unexpected. I don't know what what I'm going to get from that necessarily. So that is a little more exciting. Yeah, I can't wait to see it because like like uh, Jake, I have seen Ex Machina. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How long is it going to take to watch that fucking I'll watch movie? it this week. You'll, watch, you'll sit down. Hold on. Hold I'll watch on. it this week. You'll sit down and watch two hours of fucking Scream Queens. Yeah, well, I had can't. to for the show. That was re- I no, needed no, no, to watch that for the show. You need to watch Ex Machina for the fucking show. No, I need to. Every no. episode that we do it requires you to have seen It was fucking Fall Previews Week. It wasn't Ex Machina Week. Every week is Ex Machina <laughs> Week. Ex Machina is the basis upon I the will show. watch it this week. All right, but we did have fucking fall previews for that, or fall yeah. premieres that week. You watched it with the girlfriend because girls like shit like <laughs> they did, and that's like why it. you like that show because that show is just a low taste. It man. is. It is. Did not you watch low it? Taste it, is, it. I, I watched. I enjoyed the it. first hour of it before I was just like, I can't really. I don't really. I don't hate it, but I don't love it, and I don't really want to watch any more of these mm-hmm. girls being catty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I. It just wasn't my thing. It just, I agree. It, it's something that I, I don't. It, it didn't keep me on the edge of my seat. Like, oh, I gotta watch this next week. Or, and I mean, some of the jokes were funny, and then, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great. It, it, but it, it wasn't horrible though either. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm in the same exact it's camp. Like, like, like low taste it taste it range. It mm. just wasn't. I, I don't it's know. It's not garbage, but it's not like oh god, I can't. It's wait. not must see TV yeah. for me. Who who was the killer? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that devil, and then I was thinking about deviled eggs, and then I was like, man, I'm going to eat some eggs. <laughs> High pro. And that's, I, I, stopped, I had to stop watching. Yeah. Ex Machina will change your life, Jay. I know. I'm going to watch it. I never said I wouldn't watch it. You'll be a new man next week if you're if you if you're It's no Scream Queens, it. but it's... <laughs> I never fucking compared it to Scream Queens. I, no, I am. I am, sir. I watched it for the fucking podcast, goddammit. I'm saying it's no Scream Queens. All right. I will watch it this week. Done. Hollywood Reporter, more Marvel <laughs> news, more Marvel news. Hollywood Reporter has found out that uh, the uh, had the word that Daily, the Daily Show and the Colbert Report's Ben Carlin is uh, making a TV series for ABC that is going to be based on the comic book series Damage Control. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, the Marvel, yeah, it's – I don't know. I, I used to read Damage Control I when I was too. a kid. I did too. Loved it. And it's like – like you know, after superheroes 
and supervillains fight in the city and they trash the city, yeah. somebody's got to clean up the mess. <laughs> Hence the damage control. Great concept. Very great concept. Um, is My question to you guys, though, is that is this going to tie into the MCU as far as the films and also the TV? Do you think, like, do you think it's going to tie in directly? You know, like... I hope sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I want a little bit of both. I want fantastic things that we'd ever see having happened and then just showing up. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be fun every now and again if they're cleaning up an actual mess that mm-hmm. happened on a big Marvel movie or whatever. I want to see them get some great comedians in this and some really good jokes as far as, like, you know, just, like, trashing on the Hulk or, like, yeah. you know, something Thor did. Like, oh, yeah. Thanks. I want to see a giant Hulk turd. <laughs> uh, yeah, people have been asking for that one, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Age of Ultron. You're not, yeah. <laughs> yep. Some some of us enjoyed that turd, though. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it's the perfect concept for a new series. I, I think it's great, and I think it probably will tie directly into things. I don't know if they're going to do anything outside of that, but yeah. I think it'll tie directly into those into the movies. It could told. be my favorite Marvel fucking show. Yeah, where the jokes make sense better than Daredevil. Ooh, oh no 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 tough. no 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 the answer's no. <laughs> no 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 it's not going to be better than Daredevil. <laughs> I didn't th- I wasn't thinking of Daredevil. It's I, I've been I've been thinking about all the shit Marvel's been doing, as opposed to the you know the one saving grace that they had last year, yeah, in my opinion, for sure, which is Daredevil. But uh, yeah, fucking Agents of Shield. Like I, I was supposed to be I was supposed to review episode one of season three this week, and I still can't finish the last six episodes of season two. <laughs> and I don't care what anybody says about Agents of Shield if they like it. I it's awful. Yeah, I can't defend it. Mockingbird and Lance are my two favorite characters, and they're the only bearable thing about it. And then I think they're going to be leaving the show and doing their own show. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what's left? Will you watch that show? I will watch that show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, I, I may try to get through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. When I sit there and I watch it, I am so fucking bored. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I get distracted. I start playing with my phone. It is so goddamn boring. I used to like Coulson. I hate Coulson now. Oh, yeah. I don't like Agent May. She annoys the piss out of me. Fitz and Simmons are annoying as fuck. Yeah. I can't stand them. Um, Sky is annoying. <laughs> I, they, they have to make her an inhuman to make her interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other guy, I can't remember who, who turned evil on him and works for Hydra now. They had to make him go evil to make him interesting. Mm. Because he was so vanilla and fucking boring. <laughs> this show's awful. I don't know. I don't understand why people like Agents of Shield. It is. It is awful. I still toss it. And people. And everybody will tell you, "Oh, keep watching. It gets better." It's a slow it's burn, like, Brian. I've been watching it for. I've watched the the first season and then half of the second season, and then. People are telling me, oh, Brian, you need to watch the last six episodes. It gets so much better in the last six. It's like. <laughs> I've been, I heard that the season before. You gotta watch 30 episodes for something to get good. It gets better after the Thor episodes and you, and then once you start watching the Captain America Civil, uh, Civil, uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier episodes, the ones that happen after that, Mm. then it gets better. And it got a little bit better, but it wasn't like enough to like just, you know, like blow my dick off. Yeah. I don't know. It's a shame. I don't understand people's obsession with Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So. Yeah, I, I can't defend it. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, this uh, this uh, this show could be good. It just depends on like 
it de- I don't know, but it's ABC. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My favorite show of all time was on ABC, so. What was that? Lost. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. You're going to compare damage control to Lost? <laughs> you're, you're just, I'm not, but you're saying because it's on ABC, it, it can't yeah, be good. It's, I, I'm saying it's Disney, and I'm saying it's in the MCU, and I'm saying it's coming from the same people that are developing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is coming from the same developers as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I would imagine. Yeah. I, I imagine oh, it's Ben Carlin no. from the Colbert and the Daily Show. But, I mean, it's, 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 it's still the same people that are in charge of ABC, the, the Marvel uh, Entertainment for TV. Yeah, low I, I don't people. see. I don't see. I don't see them doing anything like uh, it'll probably come on at 7 o'clock or mm-hmm. 8 o'clock or something like that. And it'll probably be a summertime show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be. It's a single camera comedy. Um, so they're going to be tuned kind of like, uh, it's going to be like, it's going to basically what we're going to be seeing is the, the office mm-hmm. for damage control. Right. And it's, it, I mean, that's what we're going to see. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. It may be fun for a couple episodes, but I don't know. Is it something I'm going to watch every week? I hope. So I, I want it to be good. Hope for the best. I, yeah, I like the comic book, but I, I just think it's going to be like another like repeat of like, Okay, yeah, single camera comedy, like, you know, fucking, they're gonna have like little confessionals, it'll be like, it'll be like The Office, it'll be Life like, Life in Pieces, Muppets, uh, The Muppets, Muppets, Life in Pieces, yeah. it'll be like, uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> exactly. It's just gonna be another one of those, there's nothing like really original about it. People look at the camera and go, hmm. It's a shame too, cause it's such an original idea that they're, putting that they're doing such an unoriginal format to adapt yeah it's like you take something cool and then like you're like oh let's turn it into a found footage film or like yeah. let's, or let's do a single camera comedy with it but like on the flip side like i don't know i wouldn't want to see it be i don't think i don't i don't know how else it would work though maybe just narration though you don't need like the confessionals can't we just get narration yeah. while something's happening i think they're gonna do that whole confessional thing though oh for sure mm-hmm. for it, sure it also sounds like they're just gonna be making fun of the movies and the, and whatever else they're cleaning up they're mm-hmm. gonna be making fun of it oh look at this <laughs> you know so <laughs> a lot of it depends on like the casting too i mean they could cast some some really good maybe unknowns mm-hmm. and it could be really good but i don't know I think it will tie into both like Agents of Shield and the and the movies though. I yeah. think it'll all kind of tie in there and Yeah. I think that's the plan. You got anyone you can think of that you'd want to throw in this show to make it funny? Uh like actors? Yeah. Uh Adam Pally. I'd like to throw Donald Glover in here. Okay. Yeah. That'd be, great. be good. Mine would be Adam Pally. He was uh I remember him from Happy Endings. Uh he's also in the Mindy Project. Um, you guys would remember him as the guy that worked for the news station in Iron Man 3 that okay. was in the truck that okay. kind of like fanboy geeked out when he yeah. saw Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Tony Stark. You've been watching the uh, Hulu episodes of Mindy Project? No. No? No. I don't care to watch Mindy Project. Okay. Not my thing. Gotcha. I don't know. Do you watch it? No. No. No, Hulu, I use Hulu to watch Empire and The Flash and... What else? Do I watch anything I miss, I go to Hulu for. And Deadbeat. It's a Hulu original. Mm-mm. Oh, and Doctor Who. I usually watch it to watch like Doctor Who episodes. I do that on Netflix if I was going to do that, right? Don't they have it all? No commercials? Mm. Doctor Who, they're, they're always like a season behind. Yeah. Oh, to watch new Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Yeah, like gotcha. like Doctor Who, Like if you want to watch season eight, you can't do it, I don't think, on Netflix. You can watch it on Hulu, though. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, I guess we're going to move on to emails. Emails. Emails, and then we're going to wrap this bitch up. <laughs> so I'm going to go home. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm already there. Oh, God, I could go home sooner if, it, if I didn't play fucking Kevin's bumper that takes... <laughs> I can dream that I'm at home. I want to go to Brian's house. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all so go to Brian's house. <laughs> you guys are going to ruin my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here, you fuckers. <laughs> he says he's not using that room. That I know. Yeah. Sounds like an ideal room. Massage chair? Yeah, I do have a massage chair. <laughs> Comic books? Comic books? Yeah. Hello. TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven. It's a nice room. Yeah. <laughs> Put it to use. Yeah. <laughs> All right, first email comes from... Uh, there's there's guys that send emails every week. Yeah. There's one of them. <laughs> Wayne Brunius. Another one is Finn Dietz Creek. He, mm-hmm. loves, uh, he loves he loves sending in his emails every week. Likes he, to hear he's, himself. He's, he's in here himself. this week, too? Yeah. We got, oh, yeah. We got more Finn. Uh, good old Jay's tribute. Yep. <laughs> God, don't blame it on me. <laughs> it's, all, it's all Jay's fault. <laughs> this, first one comes, this first one comes from Wayne Brunius. Forgot to email you before the last episode. Oh, did we? Oh, did we not <laughs> it read an email? Seems like yeah. it. it's, it's... No, I did read some of his shameful plugs though last oh, episode. Oh yeah. So, forgot to email you before last episode. God forbid you forget to email us. <laughs> God forbid we don't get an email from one of you one week. You know, I toss and turn it. When I don't, yeah. When I don't get an email from Wayne or Finn, I'm like wondering if they're like dead in a ditch. <laughs> Me what? Too. Is Finn okay? What's going on? Oh my god, Finn, are you okay? Did somebody like pick him up and throw him? <laughs> <laughs> Add something. Did 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 Wayne's shelf of Funko Pops fall on top of him and, and kill him? Oh man. Like a fucking Funko avalanche. It's a ton of Funko. Funko lanche. <laughs> you just got Funko fucked. <laughs> Forgot to email you before the last episode, but I wanted to know if any of you saw our new Aunt May on the Empire premiere. I have not watched the new Empire premiere. I, I apologize. No, yet. I'm currently watching season one of Empire. That's right. What do you think so far? I love it. It's, it's a great. Tupperware. Tupperware, man. It's fucking great. What a great cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was... I, oh, I think that didn't... Didn't they announce that um, the one woman... Two of the two of the two, didn't two of the characters in the show aren't they getting married in real life? Oh, I did not know about that. Yeah, I've been like, if I see any Empire headline, I just yeah. like zoom by it because I don't want any spoilers while I'm trying to. Uh... No, this is like in this is like the oldest son mm-hmm. in the show, the guy that plays the oldest son, and then the guy the the the, the woman that is uh, that plays uh, Lucius's girlfriend in okay. the show. Okay. I think in real life they're getting married. Oh, that's that's I wild. Think. But uh, anyway, yeah, back to Wayne. <laughs> uh, we, we got interesting for a second. I, know. I forgot we were talking about Wayne. Wayne's more interesting, apparently. <laughs> Wayne's got a lot to say. He says, I thought it was the best episode of the series, and Marissa Tomei was so good as Mimi Whiteman. And now I'm thinking that she could do a nice job as Aunt May in the 15th Spider-Man reboot. <laughs> Although she'd be more like Milf May than the past two Aunt Mays. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Wait, you're not giving Wayne big laughs for Milf May? No. no. <laughs> I think we made the same jokes already. <laughs> also, I watched almost every pilot that aired on Premiere Week, and I have to say the only pilot I thoroughly enjoyed, besides Heroes Reborn, 
which I don't count as a pilot, was the NBC show The Player with Wesley Snipes. It was like Fast and Furious meets Ocean's Eleven, the most recent one. And uh, yeah, he's, I guess he's not talking about the original Frank Sinatra film, <laughs> oh, right? With the original, or Ocean's Twelve with the Rat Pack. He's talking about Ocean's Thirteen then, the most recent one. No, he's <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, the Rat Pack one. Have you ever seen that one? No, uh, I've not. No, I, I've seen it. Yeah, it's actually good. Yeah, Sam I'm sure Davis. it is. Sam, I'm sure it's got a great cast. Yeah, Dean Martin and yeah. all of them. And of course, since I liked it, it'll get canceled in six weeks. <laughs> so that I, is that all you put there, dude? Is that it? Yeah, that's it, man. Nice. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah! Hey, woo! <laughs> good job. Hey. He didn't even say goodbye. He didn't say thanks. Perfect email. He didn't say thanks for the show. Yeah. He, he just got, he's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Heroes were born. Good show. The yeah. player, I liked it. Uh, the Ocean's Eleven, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Your thoughts, I don't care. Yeah. Get out. Fuck off. <laughs> None of us watched the player, huh? No. I didn't watch the player. It's on demand. I can watch yeah. it if I want to. Yeah, I've heard yeah. good things. I have too. I heard them from my dad, but he likes anything. <laughs> my dad will watch anything. He loves it. He's like, ah, oh, Stargate season 10? What the hell? <laughs> Yes, please. I I can play like TV Russian roulette where I just like grab his remote and I hit any channel, put it to anything. I love it, Brian. Brian is good. Oh, hey, there's a new Lethal Weapon show. I'm going to check this out. Yeah. Oh, man, he'll love the new Lethal Weapon show. He's not picky at all. Yeah. He he always gets on me for being too picky about shows. Man, I wish they wouldn't have canceled that Charlie's Angels. He's like, you and your mom, you're the critics. Yeah. He's like, he's like, it doesn't take a lot to entertain me. <laughs> Does he watch daytime soaps? Uh, no. no. Dad's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next email. Hey, leftovers and left outs whenever they show up. First off, my name is Mark from Florida. Okay. Hi, Mark from Florida. Hey, Mark. I am an old man. He says he's 54. Oh, oh wow! But I really do enjoy your show, especially like when you talk about something that I hadn't picked up on yet. For instance, Kung Fury. Thanks for putting out a great show. I want to bring attention to a cable station that I stumbled upon. They are called El Ray Network. I found them all the way at the end of my cable channel's 1940 channel number on Bright House Cable. He's plugging Bright House Cable. Yeah, that. Yeah, that is a shameful plug, right? Shameful plug for it? Bright House Cable. Yeah. There, <laughs> yeah. never heard of it. Jeez. Now you know. Fuck it, Mark. I'm not going to let you get away with that shit. <laughs> huh? You going to give him five stars, motherfucker? <laughs> Do you work for Bright House Cable? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I work for El Ray Network. Yeah. <laughs> and I just discovered El Ray Network. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. We are on the Bright House Cable. Anyway, <laughs> he says they are mixed. They they are mixed and with Spanish channels. Everything is shown in English, though. Here is a sample. Some of the stuff I found there. Brass Knuckles Monday is showing movies like Taxi Driver and Equilibrium. Creature Feature Fridays is showing Godzilla movies from the original and on. Get your kicks Thursday and they, this guy works for El Rey. He's got to. This man. guy works for fucking. Sounds El Rey very Network. compelling, but he definitely he works for. He knows all the catchphrases for each night of television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double feature Friday and get your kicks Thursday. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Shocktober. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Brass Knuckles Monday. Taxi Driver Equal Equilibrium coming straight at you. But you know what, guys? TGIF. It's Creature Feature Fridays in your Godzilla. Nickel. 
<laughs> yeah, motherfucker. You may not know about El Rey Network because it's at the end of your cable channel lineup. <laughs> but it's time to get your kicks on Thursday and Sunday. Here he goes. He goes. He, goes, he says, "Get your kicks Thursday and Sunday." These are ones I am really enjoying right now. They are showing Shaw Brothers movies, a ton of them. This is not my favorite type of martial arts movie, but I am finding out these are really good. Also showing early Jackie Chan, including a role as a bad guy with a really big mole on his face. That was something to see. They said they're going to so, show some Sonny Chiba movies. I am looking forward to that. So I, I'm going to read the rest of his email, but I'm going to stop right here for a second. Um, have either one of you, he's talking about martial arts movies, mm. and you know I'm a big fan of Jackie Chan yeah. and Sonny Chiba, but have either one of you like watched Donnie Yen? Yes. I, I fucking love Donnie Yen. Okay. Donnie Yen's the fucking man. Uh, what, what Donnie Yen movie did you see? That was Yip Man, right? Yip Man. Yeah. Yip, Yip Man. Man. Yeah. I, uh, I, Jay knows the right pronunciation. <laughs> I do know that one. Don't well, correct no, it. no, no, no. <laughs> on, on, uh, on, if you go to Netflix and you look at it, it shows like the, I think the original print translation was Yip. Yip. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's spelled IP. Yeah. It's called, on Netflix, so I call it Yip Man. I don't know. Fucking man. He is, he is one of the best martial artists that we've got right now. So mm-hmm. fucking watch his goddamn movies. Well, I did. Yeah. So I, this, this, actually this weekend, yesterday, uh, I watched it because I was listening to Star Joe's podcast a few weeks ago, and one of their hosts was talking about Donnie Yen and yeah. fucking Ip Man and shit. Or excuse me, Yip Man. Yep. Man. And, um, <laughs> yip yop hooray. Uh, <laughs> yip 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 yip. yip. Um, but yeah, like so, he was talking about it and how much he loved it, and so I was like, I'm gonna watch this fucking movie, and I watched it, dude. And dude, fucking Tupperware. Yeah. That fucking movie. It's yeah. so good, and it's like it's it's basically it's it's about uh, the dude that. Uh, in, that invented Wing Chun. Yes. Um, which is, uh, kind of like where Bruce Lee started his Jeet Kune Do. That's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it's like the, the foundation of like, he, he, he taught Bruce Lee yes. later on. They embellished on this. I mean, this, this movie is not, it's not 100% historically accurate, even though it deals with like certain things in history mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, like, um, you know, the Japanese uh, putting like you know the Chinese in camps and stuff like that, but yeah. I like how it had like that kind of like Gone with the Wind feel, where like you know you see like you know a dude at the beginning of the movie and he's all like rich and shit living in that house, and then like he loses everything just like you know once a war starts and yeah. he loses his house and like the military takes it, just kind of like Gone with the Wind and shit, and he's like poor and shit, yeah. And then we just get to see him kick ass. Yeah, kick some fucking ass. Oh my god, does he <laughs> kick ass? It's some of the best martial arts you'll ever watch, dude. When he was like, when he was in that fucking movie, and he was like, uh, the one dude, um, what was it, Master Lou? It's mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'll take, I'll take on three fighters. Yeah, and he takes on three fighters. Yeah, but then later on, fucking uh, Donnie Yen's like, I want ten. Yeah, <laughs> I want ten fighters. Yeah, I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And man, does he fucking kick ass. Dude, 10 guys and he probably beats him in fucking less than two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Is this a more recent movie? Because I know you were. 2007 is when the first one came out. The second one came out in 2010. And then I think the 
last one that was not Donnie Yen. It was an Ip Man movie. Yeah. But it was like Ip Man The Last Stand or The Final Fight or whatever the fuck they called it. It's like a colon movie. Mm-hmm. That came out in 2013. They are coming out with a part three, New though, one. with Donnie Yen. Yeah. Okay. So more recent than like the, the Sonny Chiba stuff. By oh, far. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and you don't like fucking, you don't do the wire fucking crouching higher tiger hidden dragon shit with no 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 no. wing chung is like a straight on fucking punching and kicking there is no flipping around kind of shit you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it is the best martial arts movies i have ever seen ever man it's up there dude i have a hard time because i really love the raid and the raid too the raid's fucking great too i i will not discount from that you're fucking right the raid is fucking phenomenal as far as the martial arts yeah as far as realistic martial arts without all the bullshit that is legit yeah but yip man is also watching yeah watching him like in that in it's hard to like compete against that scene where he's taking on 10 dudes yeah and when he does his like lightning punches yeah it is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen because that's fucking real. Like, yeah. I don't think he, I, he's he's punching as fast as they're showing it. He's not hitting them, of course, right? Mm. But he is punching as fast as they're showing it on the screen, and it is fucking impressive. Yeah, you're talking about a hundred per second kind of shit. Like yeah, that's like, what you train. Like when for. he's hitting these guys, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Just like. <laughs> Rapid fire, like punching these guys in the face and the chest, like just oh my god, it was badass. It's lovely, yeah, it's fucking lovely. Yeah, yeah. he's one of my favorite martial artists of the of our current time for yeah. sure. Oh, definitely, I like him more than Tony Jano. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's the name again? Ip Man. No, the, of the artist, the martial artist, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be in uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah, wow, which I'm fucking excited about too. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Yep, he's legit. He is legitimate martial artist. Yeah. Uh, but back to our uh, L. Ray network correspondent here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mark from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Should be Mark from fucking L. Ray network. L. Ray. <laughs> Isn't that where they go at the end of From Dust Till Dawn? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Funny thing is, though, this network, yeah. that's the show. That's, they are the ones that um, that have the uh, From Dust Till Dawn TV series on their network. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he talks about Get Your Kicks Thursday and Sunday. They also show TV shows like Miami Vice, Dark Angel, From Dust Till Dawn, the series, other stuff that has come up, a lot of Stephen King TV series, including The Stand and others. There was the animated Wizards. Also, they are showing Kung Fury, hmm. a really cool channel. They have commercials, but I have seen the sign that the movie was uncut on at least some of the movies that I watch. I really think that you would all enjoy it if it is available in your area. Once again, thanks for putting out a really great podcast. Thank you, Mark. So, like, I'll call my local cable provider and find out if they have El Rey. They do. Um, uh, Comcast has El Rey. I, since I read this email earlier, I went to my Comcast and I saw that they do offer El Rey Network. Okay. And I did flip through there. I have recorded quite a few things on there. Um, you know, I, let's see here. What did I, what did I watch recently? Enemy Mine. Oh, I love Enemy Mine! Shit! It's okay. I hadn't seen Enemy Mine since I was a teenager. Fuck yeah. Enemy Mine is one of my favorite science fiction that movies. That is so good. I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. Yeah. And so last night when I got home, uh, no, yesterday before I left, I went out last night, but yesterday before I left, I started watching Enemy Mine. Once I got home last night, I picked it up again yeah. and then like passed out and fucking woke up again this morning and finished it. Oh, I man. fucking, that movie is so good. It is a good movie. Have you ever seen it? I don't think so. It's like an 80s science fiction movie. I, I know, I know of it, but I don't know. It's, uh, um, Dennis Quaid and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Okay, um, and it's it's set in uh, the tw- like the late 21st century. Yeah, and it's 
there are two basically two different races of uh, it's a human and like a, an alien mm-hmm. species and like the humans and these aliens the drax is what they're called yeah. they are battling for you know different planets and shit like that and like they they, they play to space pilots hmm. and they both crash on the same planet they both survive and next thing you know is like they save each other's lives. One captures one, the other. They, they eventually, they eventually form a friendship. And it's like the Hatfield and McCoy aliens, like buddying up to save each other. Yeah, but but there's there's some really cool things about that alien species that you find out later in the movie. Yeah. Louis Gossett Jr. does a great job. Dennis Quaid's great in it. I love that movie. Yeah. I did too. As as a kid, man, I watched that like fucking twenty times. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that and Starman. Yeah, Starman for sure. Very familiar with. Yeah, this is right up there with Starman. But Enemy Mine is such like it's it's basically it's it's all science fiction, but on the flip side, it's a it's a character story. Yeah. Mm. Like that fucking the first and second arc, the first and second act are just like it's all character. It's just those two for a really long Long time time. and trying to cope with like this is my fucking enemy and I'm here with him and Mm -hmm. somehow we both i need to survive but also like how can i survive without him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it also has to do with like you know people like accepting other people for like different cultures really yeah that you know what i mean because like you know he's got his like dude's got drax is the dude has got his own like religion and shit yeah you know what i mean it's it's really crazy it's a fucking great movie it sounds good i need to see that it's on el ray network brilliant yeah find that network when Mm -hmm. i get home it's on El Rey, and it's it's really fucking good. I love that movie. Um, yeah, you would like it. Yeah. You would like it. Next email, greetings, leftovers. I am the other Andrew Curtis who contributes on Facebook, hmm. except I'm from Indianapolis. We have two. Oh, shit. Indi- Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, and can spell Brian correctly despite having a brother named Brian as well with a Y. <laughs> so the other Andrew Curtis... I don't know which one's which now. I they need to fight to the death, so there's only one. <laughs> uh, we need to have an Andrew Curtis games. Yep. That could be like the um, the warm-up fight for the Hunger Games. Yeah, that'll be like, yeah, before like we have like the big... Yeah, we'll have yeah. Andrew Curtis versus Andrew Curtis mm-hmm. as, like to get the audience all warmed up. Get them all warmed up. <laughs> yeah. That'll probably be a better fight, though. You know, like the actual fight is always like the heavyweight title. Oh, yeah. The big card is like usually not the best. It's usually like... The, I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see Finn get thrown around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be quick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Painless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Andrew Curtis that can spell Brian's name right. That's how yeah. you remember him part. So we got two. We got one from Australia that doesn't care to spell my name correctly. And then this dude that spells it correctly. After hearing last week on your podcast that another Andrew Curtis sent an email, I felt it was only right that I did as well. Anyway, with the rumors that Kevin Smith's conclusion to his Batman trilogy coming out soon, maybe possibly conceivably uh, in this lifetime, I was wondering what your guys' thoughts are on Kevin Smith's comic book works. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. If you're ever in indie, drinks are on me, Andrew. Nice. Um, Love Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil was good. I hated Batman the Widening Gyre. I yeah. hated it. I thought it was awful. Yeah, I didn't like the Batman story, the onomatopoeia shit, but I did li- I did like Daredevil, for sure. Daredevil was great. A real renaissance for the character as a comic book character. Great vision on it. Yeah. The Batman, he onomatopoeia his pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. that was stupid. Yeah, that was weak as shit. That um, was not cool at all. 
I didn't care for the Spider-Man Black Cat shit. I didn't see. I didn't read any. I didn't of read that, that either. Yeah. I um never read any of the Green Arrow stuff. Mm-mm. He does him and uh, Ralph Garman do the the new Batman. It was the Batman sixty six meets the Green Hornet, and I didn't read that. Yeah, I wanted to read that. That looked cool, but I didn't read it. I read the first Clerks book that he put out. Yeah, I read and Clerks I, and I, and I read um, I read the Clerks and the Jay and Silent Bob comic book. Yeah, I read that too. I yeah. liked them both. I liked them both. A lot of Star Wars humor, and it yeah. was funny. I, they were like four issue minis mm-hmm. the first time, and, yeah. and I liked them quite a lot actually. Yeah. yeah, I might still have those laying around somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do too. But, uh, yeah, I'd say his Daredevil stuff's good. I, I didn't like his Batman stuff, though. No. Yeah, Daredevil's his best work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my opinion. Yep. But, yeah, he's supposed to be fil- finishing his Batman trilogy, and I don't really care. I didn't like Widening Gyre. I thought it was awful. Mm-hmm. So, Next email is from Anthony Rodriguez. And he says uh, he's got he's he's got these he's got a couple points numbered here, <laughs> just two of them. Here we go. Number one, who thought of pop culture leftovers being quote the dive bar of podcasting? That shit is genius. The absolute best analogy for the show. Number two, Jay, keep laughing. Laughter is contagious. It's the reason they they used to have studio audiences. And then canned laughter tracks for sitcoms. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's not cool at all. <laughs> I hate laugh tracks in studio yeah. audiences. Yeah, not a big fan. <laughs> but, thank, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think all, and, and point one, I think all the credit for Dive Bar Podcasting goes to Brian. No. Really? It was a listener. Oh, nice. There was a listener that sent us an email. Well, steal the credit. No. Go ahead and take it. Take it. No. I'll look the, I'll look the other way. No. No, it was a listener. I, I can't remember who it was, but there was a listener that either said it in uh, – either said it in an email first or he said it in one of our iTunes reviews first. Mm. So it was not me. I just uh, – You ran with it though. It was probably an episode that you guys weren't on and when you came back and I said it, you probably thought that I made it up and I could have gotten away with it. I remember you talking about it. I don't remember the guy's mm. name, but yeah. yeah. Goes on to say, I was uh, completely thrown a curveball when Jay said that he wasn't recommending anyone to see a particular movie. That his good pop, bad pop ratings. Oh, back to this. Were basically for himself. You selfish motherfucker. <laughs> I think what Jay is failing to realize is that the reason people listen to movie reviews is that we, the fans, are identifying ourselves with or against the critic. When we listen to PCL or watch a go- uh, watch a movie or even hear a song, in essence, it is human nature to link ourselves to the characters or host or performer. You either like that person or you are not like that person. Either every member, excuse me, every member that listens to your show is a Brian or Jake or Jason or Dave or God help us a Frank, <laughs> or we are none of you. We are a TJ Lamb or hmm guy and don't listen to the show anymore. That being said, of course, your rating is a message of whether or not other people will enjoy what you saw. Thanks to Jay and Brian, I found great shows like Sense8. Brian told me about the Babadook and got me onto Empire. Frank pushed me into Game of Thrones. Dave warned me about Terminator. And when Jake Tupper wears anything except Funko Pops, hashtag what the fuck, I think, oh shit, I have to check this out. 
So, so many great things I would have never seen had you not recommended it. Because of your last review, I am going to watch Black Mass, a movie I had no interest in seeing. He's got a little bit more, but I'm going to stop here. Back onto this whole... Jay, you selfish fuck. (laughs) 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 Well said, well said, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's all for me. This is all for it's all me. For me. <laughs> uh, Jay, it's like it's like it's like I want you not to give a rat's ass what anyone else thinks about what you think about a show. Right. Right. If you put your stamp of approval on something and I say I don't like it or Jake says he doesn't like it or a listener says they don't like it. You can just still stand behind it and be like, well, that's my opinion. And someone is going to gravitate towards your opinion. Right. I agree with that. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm totally I down just with did, that. I felt like last week you didn't put a lot of stock into your opinion. Well, I, I mean, I think I defended my Terminator Genesis on the actual show if anyone fucking listened to the actual show that we did it on. So I don't think I needed to defend it any more than I, I didn't already listen. did. I didn't hear that episode. Well, of course Jake didn't fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. listen. <laughs> so I needed it. I needed it to say. I, didn't, I don't need to defend it any further than that. I, I do, I do agree though that I need to take a little bit more stock on like, you know, okay, Jay wants to watch this, but does everyone want to watch this? So I agree, I agree with that statement. Like, okay, I need to think about a little bit more. When I'm now. saying I Tupperware something, I'm saying that there's, there's like, I loved it and that I think other people should watch it. Yeah. And if somebody watches something that I Tupperware and they don't like it, well, we just don't agree. Yeah. yeah whoopty fucking do. Whatever. Yeah. But I I don't always take that into account. I'm always like, Jay fucking liked it, but I don't don't give a fuck what everyone else thought. So I agree as a critic, I need to maybe think about that a little bit more. But I'm still going to – my opinion is going to be the basis for everything else. I don't really think about what other other people – As well it should. As well it should. I mean your opinion is your opinion. But what what you were saying is like – my opinion is for me and for only me, and I don't think anybody should blah, 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 should base their opinion on me. No, it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. People are going to listen to your opinion, and some people are going to, whether you like it or not, Jay, some people right. are going to identify with your opinion. True, true. There's going to be another guy out there that's like, oh, shit, dude, I watched this same thing. I have – it's all subjective, and I lean more towards Jay. Right, right. And his review. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, that's where you're going to connect with people. Yeah. Like, I can never sit here – like, me and Jake are never going to get into a conversation that ends well about Man of Steel. Right. Ever. Even this week on Twitter, <clears throat> I saw, you know, um, I low-tasted Scream Queens, and yeah. we find out this episode, you low-taste Scream yeah. Queens, but yeah. Jay Tupperware Scream yeah. Queens. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to cause some people to say, you know, I'm I'm going to check it out regardless yeah, of what Brian Yeah, it and was John from Friday Night Fandom said that he Tupperware's Scream Queens as mm-hmm. well. But, like, that guy has, like, shit taste anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and he collects Funko Pops. Yeah. So what the yeah. fuck does John know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, like, for me, for me personally, for, <laughs> for me... <laughs> Oh, shit. Quit being selfish, Jay. Spit it out. (laughs) I can't. That was hilarious. (laughs) But for me personally, like, yeah, if I go into it thinking about what other people are going to think about what I'm saying, then I'm going to give you a fucking dishonest review. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. Do Do you think it was easy for me and Jake to get on this fucking show and taste Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie? But we did. Right. Yeah, you did. You did. Do you think it was easy for me to fucking toss Avengers Age of Ultron once that fucking movie came out? When no. everybody else 
Ghostbusters. I was like, holy yeah. shit, dude! I'm gonna have to fucking like defend myself tooth and fucking nail. Yeah. To 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 come off as like legitimately not liking this movie yeah. because like everybody it it, it, it was guaranteed, it was uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes too yeah, it's like, like a seventy four percent it's not like we don't see the reviews before we even do the show we mm-hmm. see other people's opinions on mm-hmm. this yeah stuff, we all do it so. I tossed fucking Birdman yeah yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, for me, like, Terminator Genesis, like, going into it, I was like, yeah, this would be easy for me to toss. I could bring up about 20 to 30 points of why you should not fucking watch this. But for me, personally, I fucking enjoyed watching it that day, that and, fucking day at that moment. And I there it. are going to be people that identify with you. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them, and apparently. A, a lot of them, and I know one of them listens to our show. His name's Matthew Chakella, and he mm-hmm. hosts Never Submit Podcast. He loved, I don't know if he loved it, but he really enjoyed yeah. Terminator. I think he tasted it as well, like if he were to rate it. Right. So, I mean, you're not alone, Jay. Yeah. Some crazy-ass person gave Fantastic Four an 8 out of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you just never know what people are going to think. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it is a weird circumstance. Like, the more you hear from other people about what they thought of it, the more your opinion does vary. Because, mm-hmm. like, with you guys, I trust your opinion. So when you guys tell me, like, oh, dude, what what about this? Wasn't that kind of fucking lackluster? Yeah, you Then wait. I do kind of look at it again. And then you wait three months yeah. to watch Ex Machina. Right. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> shut, shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> wow! But you know that your your opinions <laughs> things aren't necessarily set in stone either. Like I can change my opinion mm-hmm. because my friends who I. I fucking value their opinion or telling me wow. something. I can change my fucking opinion. We too. have retrorated things, right? I mean, oh, yeah, it happens. Sure. Absolutely, it happens. Like I, I, I went when 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 uh, what was it? The Amazing Spider-Man Two came out. Yeah. I, I tasted the movie. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, for me, it's a toss. It now. I agree. So. Um, you know, there, there's things where, where I can, I can retrorate these things. I left that movie coming off kind of like a somewhat high of just watching a new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's my favorite Marvel character. And, and so, you know. It's weird with movies because, you know, it, it is an experience. When you go and you mm-hmm. take the time out of your fucking day to go see a two hour film and you put fucking ten bucks or whatever into that film. Mm-hmm. And and you have this experience, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what was that experience like for you? And sometimes it is better than the actual movie was. The experience itself was better than actually the movie itself. Yeah. I agree with Brian. It goes both ways, too. Sometimes movies are like a fine wine. Like sometimes the first time you see it, it was a low taste. It yeah. yeah. Comedies are that way a lot with me. Anchorman. Anchorman yeah. gets then, better then, with time. And then I'll see yeah. him like a couple more times on HBO, and I'll yep. be like, I fucking love this movie. Why yeah. did I not like it very much? First I time I saw Anchorman, I hated it. Me too. Next time I watched Anchorman, I was just like, "Wow, I really, really enjoy this movie." Yeah, it's really funny. And then like the first time I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I hated it. Yeah. If I just watch Napoleon Dynamite in clips, I absolutely love each individual clip. Yeah. I I, I think it's really funny and quirky. Um, it's almost like uh, I don't know. It, uh, and then also, like, uh, the first time I saw The Crow, mm-hmm. I hated The Crow. Oh, wow. And that's bizarre. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why I hated it, because the second time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck was I smoking that day? <laughs> this movie's fucking dope as fuck. First time I saw Lord of the Rings, I didn't like it, hmm. because I was just like, wow, 
those hobbits are whiny little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were. They were whiny in that first movie. Like, all, like, I don't know. I just wasn't used to, like, the hobbits being all, like, weird and, like, right. yeah. fucking, like, crying and shit. And, oh, Sam. <laughs> Samwise. Samwise. Ganji. <laughs> Ganji. <laughs> you know. For sure. Master for sure. Frodo. Yeah. Don't leave me in the the boat and like you know I just wanted like I wanted to see like badass warriors kicking orc ass and I saw that shit but I also saw a bunch of like you know little pussy hobbits <laughs> you know what I mean and I was just like man up a little bit you know what I mean yeah yeah and uh, the second time I watched Lord of the Rings I loved it so it, you know I don't know people you, you can change your opinion yeah, yeah opinions change it, it goes sure. both ways yeah yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Hopefully, uh, Karina Michelle will watch Fantastic Four again and realize it is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah. Hopefully, Jay will watch Ex Machina one time. I will fucking watch <laughs> Ex Machina, goddammit. Really? It's like the biggest episode seven homework there is. I, but goddamn, we had other things to watch that week. Nothing's I, bigger than episode seven, and the biggest piece of episode seven homework there is is watching next. Yeah, Martin, it's got two guys from episode seven. I know in the film. It's not that I don't want to watch it. Dom, not, <laughs> Dom, you, not, you have us fooled. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I had to watch. I had to watch like six fucking seasons premiere the other week that I did, I would not have watched otherwise. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't yeah, even yeah. fucking paid that, any that, attention. That, that, to that, that, that was, that was one week. That was one week. You've had the movie for like, I don't know, yeah, 20 weeks. We've had assignments every week. <laughs> every week we've had something to watch. I will fucking, I will, I promise you by uh-huh. next episode, Ex Machina will be watching. Next week there's and nothing then, to watch. And by t- exactly. And by 2017, you'll watch John Wick. I will, f- I fucking want to watch John Wick because there's a sequel in the works. Yeah. Well, the sequel will be out before you've seen the yeah. first movie. <laughs> That's true. That's what I'm betting. This is what happens. It'll be on HBO before you see the first right. movie. Welcome to my life, people. Jay's like, <laughs> Jay's just like, you know what? My fucking opinion doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. So I'm not going to watch any of them. I'm just going to make up ratings. <laughs> yeah. I just pull out of a hat every yeah. week. <laughs> Jay's like, I didn't even watch The Martian. Yeah. Whatever. It's a taste it. Fuck it. <laughs> I taste it. Though. I taste it. <laughs> and my reasons are, uh, you know, Matt Damon and stuff. Yeah. Matt right. Damon. Jake, what did you think? <laughs> I agree. Matt Damon and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate Disco Mars. music. <laughs> Matt hey, Damon. I'm not finished with dude's email. So this is where it gets really fucking kind of weird. This uh, is from Anthony Rodriguez. Get awkward. I don't know, man. Listen to this shit. This is fucking weird. He goes on. He's talking about like our opinions and shit and blah, 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 blah. He goes, the point is this. You guys are quasi pseudo somewhat sort of kind of celebrities in the podcasting world. What? <laughs> what? When? <laughs> That's a good catchphrase, too. You got Mark Barron. You got Adam Carolla. You got Brian Frederick. Yeah. yeah. The Mount fucking Rushmore of podcasting. Ugh, don't give out my last name. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. I, I realize it's never been done. Edit, edit no, it, it has. Like like our first episodes, we used to give out our Oh, yeah, we names. did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're not going to find me on Facebook anyway. If you do, it's a fake profile, and don't add me. <laughs> I don't use it to make friends on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook to chat. So <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, what, what? About what? Saying your last name. Oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 
He says, people listen to you. People follow you. Everything you say on the show has weight to your listeners. Your words give us direction in matters of all things pop culture. You change lives. Yes, I said that. People, people listen to the show at work and they laugh and enjoy the conversation, which makes their work easier, which makes their lives better. They watch what you recommend, and for that time, you have helped them find something else in their lives they can connect to. You never know what small thing with will lift someone out of depression, distract them from grief, or help them escape the harsh realities of their current life. It all sounds overly dramatic, but you should not take your influence lightly. And uh, P.S. What's up with the PCL Hunger Games? Smart Money is on the Pegasus Unicorn. Invisibility and MacGyverness, even if she is not really invisible, guys are just going to walk right into a slew of first blood nature traps and get impaled or hung upside down. Finn probably has the best chance of stopping her by faking an injury. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Whimpering out like a hurt puppy. Leave Finn alone. Then... Then choking her with his spindly arms <laughs> when she comes to help him. That poor guy. Good luck. I bet his. I like, love that spindly arm. If he like, it's try, like a Muppet. Honestly, I think like if Finn was trying to choke someone, it would. I think his hands would just be very moisturized and soft, <laughs> almost like like a like a baby. Right. And it would actually just feel like a, like a light massage, soothing, very nice. soothing. Like right. it, like he's trying to choke you and kill you. Right. On the flip side, he's also worked a crick out in your neck. Right. And you're like, that's kind of. I can't kill this yeah, guy. I can't kill him yet. Right. Work that crick out. <laughs> And then, then you just snap his neck like a chicken. Finn is gonna need fucking therapy when he when he grows up. For all this. He's gonna be like the most buff, heavy chested motherfucker you've ever seen in your yeah. life. Three hundred like, pounds in like ten years. Yeah, gonna <laughs> show up at my door. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jake. <laughs> wow. Oh God! Here it is. You guys ready for the longest email in pop culture leftovers history? Oh crap! Yeah. Can we do a smoke first? Yeah, we'll do a break. <laughs> you guys are gonna fucking need it. We'll be right back. Wow! We'll be right back with the email. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like the email of all emails. Like seriously, like it's huge. Like all of our other emails are yeah. like the shit that this email took. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. This email eats and poops fins for breakfast. Yes, <laughs> fin flakes. <laughs> Back. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, are you guys ready uh, for me to read the uh, world's largest, longest email ever? Yes. No, can we have another smoke break? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this fucking email is fucking, like, seriously, it's fucking ridiculous. It is so fucking long. Like, this is like, if it was a cock, it would be John Holmes on top of Ron Jeremy. Wow. On top of another John Holmes. That's a lot of dick. It is. That's, that's, that's like, it's like, it's, it's at least 12 meters of cock. <laughs> can we, can we just do the tip? 
<laughs> I don't know, man. For those in Canada, it's 12 meters. Can we just stick the tip in? It's, oh my gosh, man! It's like I'm, I'm, I scroll like through like the length, the entirety of this thing. Yeah, and it, like my arm gets tired. <laughs> Carpal tunnel. Yeah, it's big, man. Wow, this is like a two or three flusher. <laughs> is, this, is this it? Are we closing the show on this motherfucker? No, there's more emails after this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to kill yourself after this email. Oh, jeez. Oh, should sad. I start it? Do it. Like, get I'm, it over I'm with. scared. Like, once I start, it's like you can't, you can't stop. That's you true. You got to keep going. It's true. We got to do so, it. So, this email comes from Rachel Hohola. So, uh, the wife of Chris Hohola. Mm-hmm. They're both my... Both my tributes. Yes. And so this is her follow-up email to Chris's email last week that he sent me. And, uh, wow. Yeah, she leaves nothing out. <laughs> she, she gets it all out in one email. Like, this is, this is enough emails for the rest of my life. <laughs> this is, yeah. Chris, does she talk your ear off, man? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. She leaves notes. She says, I'm Rachel. Hohola. She says, I'm RJ Hohola, wife of your super fan Chris Hohola, and I just had to write you guys in response to my husband's last email, and also to finally say hello to you all. You're hilarious, and Jay, never change that laugh. Not ever. I can't, like, even if I wanted to. It's great, but I digress. <laughs> oh, does she? <laughs> in response to Chris Joe's Chris, oh, Chris Joe's, a.k.a. Booners. That's his nickname around oh, here. Booners? Booners. Oh. Boon. Booners. The Boonster. The Boonster. <laughs> Booners. <laughs> That's his nickname around these parts. Yeah, these here parts. The old Boon Doc Saints. The old Boon. <laughs> That's his nickname around here. Last email about our attributes. Yes, you are correct. My husband is and always will be full of shit. Oh. He stole my fracking Buster sword. Instead, it was his. I still got to post that picture on Facebook. Him hold, rocking that Buster sword. So oh. he said, here I am rocking my Buster sword. She's saying, uh, bullshit, motherfucker. Not his. That's my sword. That's ah. not even your sword. That's Look what not, you've done. Yeah, trying to take some credit for something that you didn't even do. Yeah. And while we did compete in a bodybuilding competition in place third, it was all natural and completely aesthetic. We may have looked good, but we couldn't have fought off a swarm of butterflies in that starving state. Oh, and we haven't watched MMA in a couple of years. LOL. Booner. She keeps calling him Booner. Yeah, she likes that. She wants it to catch on. <laughs> Hashtag Booner. That's gonna be it's gonna be trending. <laughs> be careful how you spell that when yeah. making that hashtag. Two O's, people. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Booner. Booner has always had a habit of exaggerating and also trying to emulate others' coolness. It's uh. not his fault. He had no friends as a kid. <laughs> he was too strange and nerdy for his own good. But that doesn't mean he wouldn't make a good tribute for you, Brian. So here are Booner's real attributes. So basically, he was full of shit okay. on the first go around with his attributes, and his wife is stepping in and saying, "Hey, listen, uh, here's my socially awkward husband who had no friends. Here's his real attributes, <laughs> and that's not his Buster Sword." Right. All right, let's hear let's hear Booner's attributes. All right, here we go. First, Booner is great 
is pretty good. Excuse me. Booner is pretty good at bullshitting, which is a desirable trait. He shit. Well, that's not good. You married, you married him. Yeah. Wow. What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> let's go back to those wedding vows. <laughs> let's, 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 let's reexamine those. Yeah. He's really good at bullshitting. <laughs> anyway, not, not, not trying to judge Rachel. Uh, he can use it to confuse the enemy, especially when he uses big words to try and sound smart, but in all actuality has no clue what they really mean. He once told me to stop acting so indigenous. <laughs> To her tribe, and <laughs> and tried to insult me by referring to me as Solaqui. I can't even say this word. Solaqui. S O L I L O Q U I. Tried to insult you with poems. Is that what it is? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Solaqu- I, I don't. Yeah. His Blizzard ID is psychosis because he didn't know what the word meant. He just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> I'll give him that. Mine is now Lanai. Oh, okay. Nice. You're on Blizzard? You, you got, no. You oh. guys don't remember the Lanai joke yeah, last oh yeah, week? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You just didn't find it funny? Fuck you. <laughs> and, I was just shocked that you were on Blizzard. And usually, in an attempt to fit into a scientific conversation, Chris will make up scientific concepts that make no sense because he forgot to pay attention during real science class, such as... Did you know that a gas station is one of the best places to find subatomic particles? It's incredibly distracting, giving anyone any more anyone giving anyone more than enough time to strike the enemy in their stunned confusion of Chris's genuine lack of basic knowledge. <laughs> she's actually she's obviously never had a gas station hot dog. <laughs> Have you ever had gas station fruit? No, 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 I see it all the time. I'll eat a gas station hot dog. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, me too. Gas station fruit? Uh-uh. Yeah. You've never seen like bananas? Oh, I've seen and, it. Yeah. Never buy a banana from a gas station. Really? Mm-mm. Okay. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. No, it, it's like it's like if you were to eat a banana. Like, like okay, let's say it's like uh, the you're living in a, in a nuclear world mm-hmm. and like everything that you can eat is probably infected with like, you know, nuclear fucking radiation and shit okay that's what it tastes like that sounds awful fucking gas station bananas are not good <laughs> it's a shame horrible. i love bananas i like bananas too i i you know and i usually I'll, I'll get them at the grocery store but just don't get them at a gas station okay, okay. Gas good station, tip yeah no to gas station bananas pro tip yep <laughs> pro tip growing up we're still talking about booner we got i think how many how many more paragraphs of booner <laughs> We gotta don't, stop. Don't look ahead. We gotta stop interrupting, Jay. I'm sorry. Holy shit. We've got, guys, we've got at least like six or seven paragraphs left of oh, Booner. God damn. Booner news. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm gonna have a fucking bumper made for Booner news. Yeah. You're gonna have to. Hey guys, you know what? It's, it's time for Booner news. <laughs> da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. Booner news. Booner news, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Oh yeah. Dude. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> this Boona News is gangsta as fuck, it's y'all. Gangsta as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, Booner was an indoor city kid. Playing outside was a dangerous realm where children might get scraped or bruised or maybe even die. Mm-hmm. This terrified Booner, so he spent most of his time playing inside, uh, time inside playing games and watching horror flicks. His knowledge of tabletop board gaming and video games is pretty well versed. His ability to strategize against the enemy is fairly keen. 
His drive to win at all costs makes him an asinine dungeon master in any game. Booner does not like to play fair, especially if he's teaching you how to play. This makes him ruthless, and you need a ruthless person on your team who will win at any cost, even if that means beating a 12-year-old and making them cry. Wow. Nice. Love it. It's like a real dick. But... (laughs) A real booner. Real booner. Real booner head. (laughs) These are I, okay. Number okay. I'm not. You're not selling me, on Booner, Rachel. You're not doing no. it. Like yeah. I mean, he can make Finn cry. We learned yeah, that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. He can make. He can make twelve year olds cry, and he has a shitty Blizzard ID name. Yeah. And he can bullshit. It's nothing good about yeah. that. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> I became Blizzard friends with Booner this week. Did you? Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah, we play the old Hearthstone. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, we haven't, but we're Booner friends. Yeah. We're Blizzard friends. <sighs> You're not helping this email. <laughs> <laughs> but Booner's indoor knowledge doesn't stop there. He can tell you what are the nicest and softest towels to buy, and you won't ever catch him drying off with a cheap towel, non-name brand towel. He's, I guess he's well-versed in towels as okay. well. Okay. <laughs> That'll come in handy in death combat. Yeah. They just aren't soft enough for his little bum bum. Oh. And you, Brian, you can use his incredibly soft and fancy towels to soak up blood with ease and comfort if you get injured or find yourself spattered in enemy blood. I don't think you understand the whole concept. Yeah, of you the won't be there. I'm that should never happen. Right. You're my tribute. Right. So I'm not there. Yeah. The whole reason that I'm not dying is because you two are fighting in my in my place. Yeah. So I'm going to be at home wiping my ass on your soft towels yeah. while you're fending for your life or <laughs> strangling Finn to death or, right. or whatever you're doing. Yeah, we'll be chopping popcorn while this yeah. is all yeah. going on. Or be yeah. going, yes. 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 I'll just, I'll just be waiting for the cannon to go off <laughs> yeah. and to see Finn's picture right. in the sky. And then you'll go about your daily life. I'll be like, that was a- <laughs> You can use Booner's a- towel to wipe up Jay's tears. Yeah, I don't, I don't cry. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, that J district has just gone to hell, hasn't it? District J. I remember when District J meant something. <laughs> now it's full of twelve-year-olds and guys getting thrown around. Yeah, Jay doesn't even care what other people think about District J. <laughs> <laughs> They've got fucking all their, the, all their walls, all the walls in District J have cocks drawn on them from Eric Marable. Just going around drawing penises Funny everywhere. Funny cocks, humorous cocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get, he's going to, he's going to have some trouble. What's good, the irony is like when he gets slapped in the face with a dildo. Right. When that happens. <laughs> One of my tributes is going to do it. Like Pete Neen is just going to. Slap her they will not hesitate. The dildo. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Pete yeah. Neen will fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> he has no shame. He's well. He said nothing's going in his dick hole. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More about Booner. Yeah, um, Booner. <laughs> the Boonster. Booster. Right. More along. Uh, since Booner stayed inside and watched horror movies pretty much his entire childhood, his knowledge of hack and slash and over the top blood and gore films are spot on. So he can tell you who is going to die first in the Hunger Games. Hmm. Oh, so can we, Finn. Finn. <laughs> and probably how you and the others may die. However, the sight of real blood sends him running for the hills, 
And if he gets a paper cut, he will most definitely begin to cry and tell you that it cut him to the bone. Wow. <laughs> Therefore, he is very good at creating sympathy for himself. Others around him feel sorry, and so this allows him enough time to incite empathy within his enemy and get away. And this may even allow you time to run, Brian. Once again, Rachel, I'm not in the Hunger Games. It's <laughs> yeah. not how this works. <laughs> yeah, she, I'm, she's not really selling me. I know. I mean, no. I, I would like to trick you into taking Booner, but even I can't. If him getting a you know cut or hurt or whatever, if it allows me more time to like get up and go to the refrigerator <laughs> yeah. to like grab another said snack right. from said refrigerator, then that's fine. Other than that, just try to stay alive long enough. Right. I want my tributes to win. You're not selling me. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. No. I hope you take this guy. Booner? Ah, uh-uh. I can't see it happening. Yeah. I can't see it happening. I can't see me taking Booner. It's not. <laughs> not even his sword yeah it's not even his sword but don't let booner's complete lack of outdoor skills deter you mm, it has too late booner is an air traffic controller he works for the government aka the man this means he is really really good at doing exactly what he is told <laughs> <laughs> this sounds horrible basically calling her husband a bitch yeah this is horrible chris can follow instructions like no other oh i'm gonna hand him some ikea yeah <laughs> Is, you know together. what? You know what, Chris? We're gonna watch the Hunger Games together, and you're gonna make a TV stand for me. Which will be okay. tight. We'll watch Finn die, yeah. and you can assemble the TV stand. <laughs> and that's yeah. awesome. Just don't get a cut, a splinter. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you tell him exactly what to do, he will do it without question, and he is also incredibly loyal. So she's basically saying her husband is a golden retriever. <laughs> Not only will he hang on your every word and do what you say, but he looks forward to it. He feels lost without your instruction. He often says, I'm not a master builder, okay? Reference to the Lego movie. Sings, she's singing now, everything is awesome, everything is better when you're part of a team. Jake will appreciate that because you... Most people appreciate that. Oh, Love God. the Lego movie. Oh, Lego movie is like the, one of the best movies ever. <laughs> Toss that fucking movie. Oh, man. You need to watch that again. I will never watch it. <laughs> You've never, never seen it? No. Uh, oh, it's great. No. It's awful. I don't want to watch it. It's, it's great. so fucking horrible. I don't care about Legos. <laughs> so fucking hilarious. Come on, Jake. <laughs> I'm not alone on this one. Yeah. I'm alone a lot of times. But... You you, and your Funko Brothers in Arms. Oh, it's more than my Funko Brothers your in Arms. Funko your brothers. Funko Funko <laughs> the Funko Brothers. <laughs> Lego movies fucking spectacular. Lego movies garbage. Ugh. Oh man. <laughs> the Funko Brothers. <laughs> I love it. All right. No, he's not alone. He's not There's alone. There's a lot of other. You're never alone, Jake. There's a lot of other people out there to like it. Like their little Lego movie. <laughs> Don't uh, here, okay. Here are we? Lego movie. What's more, Booner is an animal lover and a cuddler. Oh, oh fuck! That God. doesn't help anybody. I love. Well, I love animals. You do love animals, but that's not what the Hunger Games is about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? Hey, Katniss, could you could you get away from that kitty cat over there? Kill this guy. <laughs> I want to cuddle. Yeah, it's, it's not right. I don't remember that scene in Mocking Jay. <laughs> Speaking of mocking, mocking Jay, me. Finn's a pussy. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah. Good one. That was an easy lead up. 
<laughs> I love mocking Jay. Uh, he's, he's son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. What's more, Booner is an animal lover and a cuddler. Actually, you can refer to him more as a collector of animals. Okay. If he thinks an animal needs a home, he's going to give it to them. And although he has zero skills in training them in any regard, he is really good at cuddling. This sounds like a marriage on the rock. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Chris, Chris, dude, I think, like, honestly, it's like, basically, it's like, and I don't know. Let's go back. Let me scroll back up here. You know, I'd hate to go over this whole email again because it's the longest thing I've ever read. But on the flip side, basically, she's saying that um, you're a bullshitter. You're full of shit. So she can't trust anything you say. Your wedding vows are a joke. Then, And then she talks about how, like, you have no... Uh, pain threshold at all. <laughs> you fucking like if you if if a paper cut will make you cry, and if you see somebody bleed, you're heading for the fucking hills. You're right. done. Terrible vocabulary yeah, skills. Yeah, but oh my gosh, you love your soft towels. <laughs> and then she goes on to say that yeah, um, what what else? What else? Outdoor skills, lack, complete lack of outdoor skills. But you're you're everybody's bitch. You're company man. You'll do whatever we tell you to do. Um, you like the Lego movie? That doesn't work for you. Yeah. And then you're an you're an animal lover and a cuddler. Wow. <laughs> She's not making a good case. Yeah. This is a lot deeper than we expected. Yeah. <laughs> Hope that cut's not too deep. Yeah. He, he's not an animal trainer in any regard. Okay. He's really good. At, sounds like a catch. <laughs> he's really good at cuddling and squeezing them to the point of anxious growls. And panic meows. Oh. He just doesn't know when to stop cuddling. Oh. This means Booner can provide you a small army of flustered dogs and cats to fight your fight. After he cuddles them to the point of frustration, they're ready to take down any enemy. (laughs) (laughs) They can't take any more cuddling. Honestly, I think I don't want our Hunger Games shut down by PETA. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, I want this. I want this to be. I want the Hunger Games to kind of like live on. I don't need Peta's involvement in this whole thing. No, throwing blood all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, Booner will never betray you, and will be loyal to a T. He will always tell you what you want to hear, and he will be your most loyal companion. And in dark times like the Hunger Games, you're going to need someone you can count on. If you need something, he'll get it. If you ask him to do something, he'll do it. His friendship and adoration never fail. You can count on him 100% of the time, every time. If you're ever in a sticky situation, he'll be there to assist, no matter what. So basically, if I need a towel, (laughs) he's there for a fresh towel. A nice towel. I got something sticky on me. (laughs) It's all. Some cuddling. Some cuddling action. Tell me what you like about me. He'll bullshit me. You know what he with, likes with about words me. he doesn't know the meaning yeah, of. Yeah. Brian, you're very indigenous <laughs> to the show. With <laughs> without you, I would never have been homogenized. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Great points. As tribute, Booner also provides laughter. In oh. in oh, he, I just read that. Did I? No, 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 no. This is new. In dark times, you're going to need that—a lifter of spirits, so to speak. Someone who doesn't mind being made fun of, but also helps you make fun of yourself. When you're starving to death, bleeding out, or feel like all hope is lost, Chris can make it just a bit more bearable. 
I wish I had him here as I'm reading this email. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like seriously, like the Lord of the Rings is a shorter trilogy than this email. Like seriously, like Frodo has already fucking tossed the ring right. into Mount He's Doom. He's like, I'm done, guys. I'm yeah. still reading this goddamn email. We're already two thirds of the way through the Return of the King appendixes. Uh-huh. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> the appendices. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All the elves are dead. Yeah, at this point, you're bleeding uh-huh. out. He's comforting you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> yeah, Chris can just make it a bit more bearable. He won't be able to treat your wounds because he has no first aid skills, but he can make jokes about them in any way you that may make you laugh about your deadly wounds just before you keel over. And least you will die with a, and at least you'll die with a smile on your face. Thank God. So yes. So, so basically, let's say I have like a like an open wound, right. mm-hmm. like on my uh, on my abdomen. Okay, he can like you know do like he can take it and like move it like a mouth. Right. Hey, I'm, a, <laughs> I, I'm the reason you're gonna die. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh god, oh booner, oh booner, <laughs> oh booner, <laughs> you kill me, literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and he'll laugh and you'll snuggle. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm lightheaded right now. Yeah. I see a light. Everything's funny right now. Yep. <laughs> he provides me with a fresh towel at that time. Man, this sounds awful. <laughs> Actually, he, he's seeing my blood. He's going to run for the hills. He's not going to be there to make me right. laugh. He's scared. Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, if his jokes don't make you laugh, then his sing... I'm not done with the email yet. Oh. there's I got him more. <sighs> Last but... <laughs> And when she she teases you by saying last, last but, but not, not least, least. I true. too. Yeah. Who's the liar here? Yeah. Yeah, who's the bullshitter? Yeah, who's the embellisher? Right. Who's the real bullshitter? I would have loved this email if it would have started off with that sentence. Right. <laughs> last but not least. I'd love every email that started out yeah, with that sentence. Yeah, last but not least. <laughs> and then just give me one more sentence and call it a day. Right. You know what I mean? But no, she can't do that. No. No. Last but not least, if his jokes don't make you laugh, then his singing definitely will, especially when he sings Christmas songs. He has no clue what any of the words are. And so the words he makes up to go with them, while they make no sense, are still funny. And since he tried to sing in a Josh Groban-style opera voice, this will not only serve as entertainment for you, but a serious distraction and frustration to the enemy. It's Chris's... CC move? CC move. What's that? What's that stand for? I don't know. No idea. Close captioning? Chris's close captioning move. (laughs) His horrible Christmas carols? Oh, it's Christmas Christmas carols move. move. Yeah. Yeah. I got it too right there. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> after, after I said Christmas carols, I think we all kind of did. Oh, I said it I, right then. I know. It's fine. <laughs> His horrible Christmas carols will have enemies rolling on the ground. This gives you a chance to finish them off. So, he will sing in the oh. games for me, and mm. la- la- <laughs> laughter will then ensue, which will lead to. Other tributes being slaughtered. Right. And cuddled. While you're laughing. He's going to cuddle them and hand them a fresh towel and <laughs> make them laugh as they go down. <laughs> this it- sounds like a detriment to your fucking team. Yeah, I hope you take this guy. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to, he's going to be the, he's going to be the last one on my team that's killed because like he, I think he's going to be providing fresh towels for all the tributes. Oh. And you guys are going to be like, 
really think we want to take this guy out because he provides fresh linen. Fresh towels are important. Yeah. Linen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially in such a bloody game. <laughs> yeah, right. true. true. You're going to need fresh towels. Right. Right. Goes without saying. You want to yeah. look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you're looking for a tribute who is intelligent mostly about air traffic control and tabletop gaming and has almost no common sense, who is very loyal, very caring, incredibly dependable, cuddly, and can provide loads of comedic relief, then Booner, also known as Chris Hahola, is the tribute for you. And of course, I say all of this with love. It's all in good fun. Am I right? I love you, Booner. You are my person. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for reading, Brian and Leftovers. Left outs. I shall have Chris send you my real attributes once he hears you read this email. Oh, ha ha. No. Sincerely, Mrs. Booner, also known as RJ Hohola. So. Oh no. Another email. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, she, it's funny that she says, I shall have Chris send you my real at. Basically, she's going to give him instructions. Yeah. And he, he's, he's, he's going to, okay. Okay. All right. You Here's got a it. towel. You got it, honey. <laughs> Here's a towel. Let's cuddle. <laughs> oh, Chris, you're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> God. Laugh while we die. <laughs> I'm telling you, seriously, that's like my only wish. When I'm on my deathbed, I want Chris Ahola there to make it all so much more comforting for me. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to take the moment seriously. Right. I want to laugh away my last few breaths. I agree. I agree, too. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm no. dying. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to stop it. Might as well laugh. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Life is leaving me. <laughs> Death is hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Wow. Thanks, Chris. Man. I'll send you a Hallmark card on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. Please don't tell him I sent this. I want him to be surprised when he hears you guys read it on the show. So we, yeah, we read it. No one's going to let him know. Only took 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, thank you, Rachel. Anybody that takes the time to type that out and to send it to me, um, thank you. Nice look into your life, too. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Guys need some marriage counseling. Yes. (laughs) Agreed. And if you tell Chris that you need marriage counseling, he'll go because I'm not going to argue with you. He wants to. (laughs) Here we go, guys. New email. Here we go. Hi, guys. New listener. Uh, you know what? I started it off with like the longest email. I'm going to go to our shortest. Oh, let's do it. Here we go. Hi, guys. New listener. I'll keep it short. Love the assholery. It's all in good fun. Love the long episodes. I'm a self-employed contractor who works all fucking day alone, all day long alone, and good conversation is always welcome. Sean from Minneapolis. That's Thank his you. email. Oh, Thank nice. you, Sean. Yeah. 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 All right. Go, Sean. He killed I it. feel real. I feel like reinvigorated that from was that awesome. fucking email. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. He Sean. gets it. <laughs> he gets it. Oh my! You know what? It. Seriously, like I have more respect right now for Minneapolis too, yeah. as a city. <laughs> you know what love I mean? Minneapolis. Like right before now. this, I was like, okay, what's there? Oh yeah, Mall of Minnesota. <laughs> Sean's there. Sean's fucking yeah. there. <laughs> Sean and his short ass fucking emails. Getting that to I the love. point. Getting to the point. <laughs> 
You know, so like, it's like, like that's like a, that's a man's grocery list. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Give me some fucking hot dogs and beer. Right. God damn. Yeah. You ask. You know. You ask the wife what she want on the grocery list. Oh my god, you're there all goddamn day. <laughs> and then you come back and half the shit that you bring home is the wrong thing. Right. She's gonna let you know about it. Good smelling stuff. Yeah. Oh <laughs> here, here, honey. Good tasting food and good smelling shit. Yeah. Here's a towel. Yeah, here's a fresh yeah. towel. Sean, he fucking killed it with this email. Man. That was amazing. Cooking MC's like a away. pound of bacon. Quick to the point, to the point. He, no can, fake. he can email. Yes. He, can, he can email every week. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Next week it'll be like, uh, hi guys. <laughs> Sean from Minneapolis. <Yeah. laughs> and I will give him another. I, yeah. You know what? I'll give him a fucking standing ovation yeah. for that oh, one. Oh, shit. Holy fuck. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. I'm that was gonna, a sitting. I'm send an email. That was a sitting. Leftovers next week. You are. Yeah, I want to hear my name dropped. <laughs> Jake Elliott. It's gonna be brilliant. Like, gonna be like, Dear Brian, why are you such a monster for not liking the Lego Movie? <laughs> oh, God. There's Hitler and then Brian. <laughs> the, I, the Lego Movie was just too. Oh God! It Hilarious. Was just, it was no. It was just juvenile and stupid. Funko Poppy. And just silly. Written by two of your favorite people. I like Chris Lord and Phil Miller. I do, but I did not. Their best piece of work? No, it's not. (laughs) It surely is. 21 and 22 Jump Street. Love those movies. Great movies. I agree. But you need to see Lego movies. I will not see it. It's by those same writers. I will, just to spite you, I will not watch it. (laughs) I, I, what am I? Just to not spite me, you wouldn't watch it. (laughs) You son of a bitch! God damn it! Just to fall in line with everything else I do, I will not watch it. (laughs) You fuckers! God damn it. <laughs> you get me. Ooh, what a threat, Jay. <laughs> you get me. You understand. <laughs> it's not an empty threat that Jay will watch it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read. This is one of the most disturbing emails I think I've ever gotten in my entire life. Ooh, that's saying a lot. Um... It's from Matt, the foreign comic collector. And here we go. Well, shit, I'm running behind on shows, guys. Boss Man at Work has me more involved with others in projects, with which sucks. So bear with me. I'm running behind a bit. I got to say, though, the Force Friday coverage, speculation and prediction was wonderful. The idea of Ren somehow starting out dark and uh, turning towards the light in some kind of reverse original trilogy Vader Order has me nerdgasming. This prediction has some dualistic balanced force shit going on with it. So, quick email, as I do not want to take up much, too much time, uh, but I'm loving the Dave Empowered Woman Train, Why? so I want to hop on. Oh. So he hasn't been listening in a while, because Dave hasn't been here yeah. in like seven episodes. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Dave's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Dave just kind of fell off the planet. Yeah, yeah I don't know where that guy went. Yeah. He's in like Narnia or something. Yeah. <laughs> Narnia. <laughs> Taking a nap in Narnia. Last, Honestly, guys, the last time we talked to Dave, we asked him to kind of keep more in contact with us. This is true. This is true. This yeah, is true. True story. This is true. There were some things that we that we talked to Dave about, and we wanted him to actually stay in more contact with us about things that are going on with him. Um 
which I don't know if he went into frightened bunny stage right. and he ran because he has not contacted anybody really yeah. since then. So kind of seems like it. So I don't know. Yeah. If anyone knows that Dave's alive, let us know. <laughs> like, he may not be back, but we're, we're still a little worried. <laughs> he has our phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a direct line. That's one of the things that we talked about. We yeah. were like, dude, we want you to, we want you to keep in contact with, with us more. Let us know what's going on. What can we do to help? And we left it at that. And yeah. he, he just kind of left – he left it at that, and yeah. we haven't heard from him since. <laughs> kind of disappeared. Just say, hey. Not, no. No, not no. even a, like, hey, how's it going? Nope, nothing. Yeah. Love yeah. that bumper, too. It's it's a shame. Oh, the Natalie Dormer one? Yeah. yeah. That was a good bumper. Yeah. I'm going to change it to Domesticated Jake. <laughs> Can we do it one last time? Can we RIP the, the bumper? Play AK3. Oh, play <laughs> You want me to play the bumper? Yeah, well, let's... Just for old time's sake. R.I.P. the bumper. <sighs> the last time you're ever going to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> a tribute to our one of our fallen comrades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't call us so, on our direct yeah. lines. <laughs> First it was Dan. Now it's Dave. Dan who? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, here we go. Domesticated Dave's comic book corner. He sounds like Macho Man. Yeah. You haven't heard of me in weeks. <laughs> Maybe he is a Narnia. He might be a Narnia. Eating some Turkish delight or something. Yeah, with some goat guy. <laughs> have you ever had Turkish delight? I no, wish. No. I have had it. Sounds fucking awesome. It's not that good. Oh. oh. I, I, <laughs> it wasn't as delightful as I was hoping it was yeah. going to be. I'm sure you were excited. You're like, fucking Turkish delight. It was probably delicious, you monster. It was not that good. <laughs> I went to, uh, I went to TJ Maxx and they had like their like candy there and shit yeah. and like they had like this box and it looked like a Fannie Mae box and shit mm. and it was it said Turkish delight and I was like holy fuck that's what that little fucking kid in Narnia is fucking eating <laughs> yeah. and shit he sold out his fucking brother and sister for this fucking shit <laughs> that he did that I, was, did I was like you know it's I mean dude it's you know this shit's got to be really fucking good right if yeah. you're gonna like so. oh, fuck my brother and sister right. fucking I'm gonna sell you out for fucking candy yeah got to be really good fucking candy right brilliant you think brilliant candy no this kid's taste buds are fucked up because <laughs> this candy is not that good it's really not that good damn seriously a- like like if this kid ate like a box of nerds yeah oh my god he'd be like whoa <laughs> <laughs> i'll sell out my whole fucking lineage <laughs> you could take kids i don't even have yet I like mixing them. He's yeah. like, he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Cut my dick off like Theon Greyjoy. I don't give a shit. Give me another box of nerds. What can I do for some more Willy Wonka fucking candies? Give me a, here's a, here's my cock. Here, give me a golden ticket. More Turkish delights, yeah. please. <laughs> this is my favorite rant we've ever been on. No. I know. I won't. It was like one of the things I was looking forward to in my life: Turkish delights, and you just. Fucking shit on. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Dave's comic book corner. No, like, no, no. What? No. He doesn't know. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't know. I can I can bring it back. <laughs> no, don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good theme song. God, I'm going to miss this theme song. 
<laughs> Come with the shit. No, I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna get a fill in, Dave. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> fill in. Dave. I'm gonna find another. I'm, we've got another listener out there named Dave. I'm sure. Does he read comics? I, I'm gonna make him. Does he? <laughs> Does he sound like Macho Man? You fucking Does he fit these requirements? <laughs> I'm going to tell Chris Ahola to change his name to Dave. Legally. Tell his wife to tell him. Yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> I like this new Dave. He always- <laughs> tell him to get plastic surgery to look like Natalie Dorber. He brings me fresh towels and he sounds like Macho Man. <laughs> A new sexy Dave. <laughs> yeah, Turkish Delight. I wasn't a big fan, man. Man. Well, okay. Well. Yeah, because like, they say that shit in the fucking movie. Yeah. Most of us haven't eaten fucking Turkish Delight. No. I thought it was fictional candy. It's fucking real, dude. Uh, fucking real shit. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dreams have been shattered. I'm like that. I'm shattered dreams yeah. over Turkish shattered Delight. Shattered dreams. <laughs> and like, uh, another thing that I haven't tried that I always wanted to try was the fucking butterbeer. Oh, yeah, me too. I want to try some butterbeer. Sean, Sean was pooping all over that. Yeah, Sean from League of Geeks was shitting all over the, the Said it made him shit all over, too. Well, I mean, you know, you're in Florida. <laughs> Isn't that shit hot? Yeah. It's hot, right? It's probably yeah. the heat. Yeah, it's like, who wants to fucking, like, oh, you want some hot chocolate in 100-degree uh, weather? Right. Yeah. You're in Florida. Black stool. Like, you know, fucking <laughs> give me a fucking butterbeer when it's cold and shit. Yeah. yeah Ice cold. Agree. You know? It's not like I want to fucking, oh, yeah, uh, let's go to the snow cone place in December. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. They close fucking like, mom and pop ice yeah, cream stores they in They fucking close the end of August. They don't keep that shit open in September. There's a reason. And it was hot here in September. Yeah. And they still close a snow cone place. <laughs> you know what else they don't open? It's Turkish Delight fucking places. Yeah. Because it tastes like shit. <laughs> and that kid's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I love Turkish Delights. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Go back to Narnia, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Aslan. Okay. No. Uh, oh shit. Yeah. Fucking uh, Matthew sent us an email. I'm gonna here we go. So quick email as I do not want to take up too much time, but I'm loving the Dave Empowered Woman train, so I want to hop on. So hear me out. I've been thinking you guys need to get. This is disturbing. This gets more disturbing with each sentence. Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna dive into it. So hear me out. I have been thinking you guys need to get this Empowered Woman stuff out of Dave's system. How about we all pitch in and get a true empowered woman to see little horny David there for a session? A true dominatrix session out of Chicago can't be that expensive, right? Just picture it. Dave with a ball gag, naked, bent over some metal bar, taking pinpricks to his sweaty nutsack by Mistress Ripley. Spankings, electroshock, pegging, and all the empowered goodness his body could take. <laughs> Come on, Dave, you know this sounds great on some primordial lizard-brained level. It's okay, bro. We are your friends, man. We won't judge. Oh, jeez. Why quit? (laughs) (laughs) If I had, if I would have eaten Turkish Delight, I would have vomited. My stomach audibly grumbled when you were reading that. Yeah, yeah. You had me a ball sack. (laughs) Yeah, it was... Disturbicated, Dave. Like, 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 like the visual alone. Makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, why would he say think about it? I don't want to think about it. Afterwards, Dave can come back and let us all in on the juicy details for paying for it. No! I really do think Dave is subconsciously calling out for help, guys. He wants... No, he needs to be overpowered by a woman. Dave is begging to be a bottom, but doesn't yet know how to make it so. 
you guys can make it so. Like I said, I have missed some stuff, so there is a good chance I'm not the only one who has thought of this for our good friend David. I no, you I are. You're the, you're the only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, no. I've never thought that. No. Um, Dave, You've known Dave the longest. Yeah, and da- never I've never thought, thought of Dave with a ball gag naked bent over some metal bar, <laughs> taking pinpricks to his sweaty nutsack. Domesticated by- Dave, power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, I've missed some stuff so there's a good chance i'm not the only one who has thought of this yeah yeah you've missed some stuff because nope. dave's not even on the show anymore yeah keep up the good work i'll probably miss some stuff but i'm always listening as actively as possible matt the foreign comic crazy wow them foreigners yeah thinking of that crazy shit he's not a foreigner he lives in uh in new mexico oh okay he yeah. just collects foreign comic books jay oh okay i got you and has dirty thoughts it must be that influence mm-hmm. about the, the, the french and german influence yeah. <laughs> it must be something he must have had a butter beer at like 120 degree temperature and wrote that email oh, shit <laughs> very inventive and imaginative i had to read it yeah, you I did feel, have I feel read. your pain. Yeah, I'm that sorry. That was hard, man. I'm sorry. If I would have got that email in my inbox, I would have went, ah! and deleted it. Yeah. It was rough, man. <laughs> it was bold. It was hard. Oh, man, I, I wish I could read Sean from Minneapolis's email again. <laughs> I had a good time with that, man. Yeah, you did. It was like five seconds long. We did. It was like... I'll take world's longest email again after that. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this is not an email. This is a question that was posed to us on Twitter from Joe Martin, um, at Joseph Martin. Uh, he asks, at PC Leftovers, what movie are you guys looking forward to the most for the rest of 2015 besides The Force Awakens? Mine is most definitely Spectre. So I actually – I wanted you guys to have plenty of time to think about this before – you know the show, so I sent you guys this this Twitter message huh? in, in a text. <laughs> you said you got it, <laughs> but I sent it to you, especially like like <laughs> if you didn't know what movies were coming out, I want you to be able to have a chance to see what other movies are coming out. So I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, well, he wanted to ask you guys, Joseph uh, Joe Martin wanted to ask you, what movie are you looking forward to the most? Besides, he knows that the most anticipated movie. For the remainder of 2015, of course, with the leftovers, is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah. What other movie though besides that one? What's the runner-up? Well, I, for me, I agree with him that my runner-up is Spectre too. Mm-hmm. But just not to have a crappy cop-out answer and say the same thing he said, even though it really is my runner-up. Another mm-hmm. one I'm really looking forward to is uh, Joy, which is the new uh, David O. Russell movie who did uh, American Hustle and Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. what is this about and who stars in this It one? comes out on Christmas Day, and it kind of has a lot of his reoccurring people that have been in his last Jennifer few Lawrence, movies. Jennifer Bradley Lawrence, Cooper? Bradley Cooper. Again? Again, and Robert De Niro has a big part in this mm. one. And it, it like follows like four generations of a family, and it's about like a, a woman becoming like a really powerful matriarch within her family. Oh, okay. Uh when you said I was thinking woman becoming a powerful dominatrix, and I was thinking, no, that. no, I'm sorry, <laughs> so I apologize. Dave in a sweaty nutsack again. But yeah, I, you know, I'm really excited to see this. I kind of, it's a movie that I know I'm going to see. Yeah. So I've, I, there is, I believe there is a trailer out there, but I purposely avoided it. Okay. Because I'm just like I'm going to see this anyway. I'm more excited to see this on Christmas Day than I am the Hateful Eight. Really? Yes. Mm. 
Wow. I've Tarantino been there, done that. Yeah, I've been. I have. Uh, but, but 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 the thing is with like Tarantino is like when I get a great Tarantino movie. It's an experience. I don't it remember really the is. last one though. Kill Bill. But that's oh my God. it's been over a decade now, right? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, what else has uh, Tarantino done since then? I didn't really care. Django. Django. I love Django, and I saw that on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, but before that, I did, when I watched Inglorious Bastards, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. I thought the trailers were better than the actual movie. World War II movies, I like something like a little bit more historically accurate, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was just like. Not so much. No, it wasn't. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm a big Bond guy too. So Spectre is. Oof, I'm, I'm excited. I am not a Bond guy, so I could care. I will not even watch Spectre. No. Yeah. I saw Casino Royale and I was out. Didn't really care for it. I've never been a James Bond person. Same way. So I've never, I've never really cared. I watched one of the Pierce Brosnan movies and I thought it was fun. I thought, it was, yeah, that's cool. That's all right. It was just not enough for you me. You monster. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. Just not my thing, dude. I'm sorry. British spies don't do it for me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Jay, what is your most uh, anticipated movie in two th- the remainder of 2015 uh, aside from uh, The Force Awakens? <laughs> well, I hate to say it, but Hateful Eight is my most anticipated movie. <laughs> Kurt Russell, Tim Ross, Samuel L. Jackson. Don't hate to say that, A man. fucking uh, a 72 millimeter panoscopic fucking vision, yeah. a winter fucking Western. I'm excited about this post-Civil War story. In a room together, these guys. I'm fucking excited as hell about it. I, I'm looking forward to seeing this on Christmas Day. Fuck all the festivities and going to see this great fucking Tarantino. I'm surprised film. nobody said, um, I, I agree. I, that's a great answer. Mm. That's a great, I can't dispute it. Uh, I'm surprised nobody said, uh, is the, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I, that's my second. Okay. That's my runner up. Okay. That fucking looks brilliant as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What my, about you, man? Mine is not. Hateful Eight. Mm. What was the other one that you said? Joy. joy. Mine is not Joy, and I like, uh, was it David O. Russell? Yeah. I love his movies. Me I've too. never been let down by one of them. Um, oh, my God. American Hustle, I thought that was just like one of the best movies. It was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. I saw Wolf of Wall Street, and then I was just like, wow, that holy shit. How can you beat fucking American Hustle? Yeah, well, you did with Wolf of <laughs> Wall Street. Yeah. Even though American Hustle is great, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But holy fuck, Wolf of fucking Wall Street. Holy yeah. shit. Anyway, mine is neither one of those. Mine is a movie that was originally supposed to come out in March, mm. but the studio had so much hope in, uh, for the movie that they actually pushed it up uh, to uh, December, I believe December 18th, a week before Christmas. Uh, my movie is the next Ron Howard movie, In the Heart of the Sea. Oh, okay. Uh, starring Chris Hemsworth and our new Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it is based on the real story of Moby Dick. Yeah. So these guys, uh, from what I understand, it's based on a book, and um, it's supposed to be like the real story of Moby Dick, mm-hmm. where Moby Dick was inspired from. And these guys, I think they're stranded out at sea for 90 days uh, off and on battling this fucking whale. Yeah. And this movie, the trailers, I remember seeing trailers for this fucking like last year. Because they thought it was going to come out in March. Well, the studio's like, fuck that. This movie is a fucking Oscar contender. Uh-huh. They've got a lot of hope in this movie. And so, and I like a lot of Ron Howard movies. Yeah. So, I'm pretty anti Ron Howard movies, I think. 
I'm not a big Da Vinci Code kind of guy. I'm yeah. not into that whole thing. But uh, there are a lot of Ron Howard movies that I do love. I, I think he, I think he is a brilliant director. And so this is this is one of those movies that I'm looking forward to. Uh, so yeah, in the heart of the sea, I cannot wait to see this one. It looks like an epic kind of like I, I want. I like I like really cool uh, movies that uh, show like big ships and things like that out at sea. Like that's why I love Master and Commander yeah. with Russell Crowe. I thought it was so awesome. And so I can't wait to see this and the storms and them battling the elements. I mean, like one of the books that I fucking loved was what was that fucking book where the dude is uh, the old man in the sea yeah mm. i fucking like that book yeah you know it's just like a fucking guy out at sea and shit trying to fucking survive and like he's got like a shark on the hook or whatever the fuck yeah <laughs> fucking dragging him around and shit Good i movie. love that about the trailer yeah. where chris hemsworth's character is talking about being cursed by yeah. god you mm-hmm. know everything that's happened and they're stranded is because they've been cursed by God. Yeah. The trailer does that. look good. The trailer yeah. looks really good. It really does. I saw it before Black Mass for the first time. Yeah. It did, it did look good. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how, like, dude, that trailer, they originally released it in theaters, like, last year. I that never saw that. Seen it. Yeah. And they originally, re- because it was supposed to come out in March. Okay. The, the, if you went to, I remember seeing this, like, for uh, movies, Back in 2014, they were premiering this fucking trailer, and then they were like, no, we're pushing this up. Wow. And I was like, god damn it, you guys are pushing this movie back, and I was like, fuck. And so uh, um, now it's coming out in December. That whale needs a big old hug from Chris. (laughs) Uh, Here's a fresh towel, a hug. Those mean I, I always loved that story as a kid, though the Moby Dick story. Yeah. It was just one of those stories that caught my fucking attention. Yeah. Among all the other, bo- I didn't want to read as a kid, but Moby Dick—that's a story. Fuck. Anything like Man Against Nature and stuff yeah. like that is—it's compelling and it's interesting. So yeah. I just hope that the special effects of the whale are done right. You know what I mean? Uh, just, sometimes when it's like real, yeah, like animals and it's giant versions exactly. of them they can really fuck that up. Exactly. So like this is gonna be this is gonna be quite a task to pull off, but it looks like from like most of the scenes that I've seen of this, it looks like they're done at night. Yeah. And that's gonna be a lot more that's gonna be a lot easier to Oh it off. helps. Yeah, it helps quite a bit. You know the only movie I've ever walked out of was Master and Commander. You didn't like that movie? It's not because I didn't like it. It literally made me seasick. Oh, okay. Like, because on the big screen, it was like constantly rocking back and forth. And yeah. like a half an hour in, I literally got up and was like, man, I'm, I'm liking this movie, but it is literally making me sick to my stomach. It's one of those movies that I'm pissed off that they've never done a sequel for. Like, they, they, like, they ended it and it was so set up for a fucking sequel. It's yeah. based off a series of books, if I, if, if I'm not wrong. I think you're right. I think you're right because like – and they – they I mean even as uh, – like a couple years ago, I was still hearing like they were still talking about making a sequel to that. Yeah. And it just – nothing's ever happened with it. Wolfgang Peterson directed that? I, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I really wanted to see that movie and I liked what I saw but it literally made me sick to my stomach. I wonder if like – is like Russell Crowe not wanting to do it? I mean like I can't believe like he would do like Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, has Russell Crowe ever done a sequel? Now that you mention it, mm-hmm. not that I, I can can't. Think of. Yeah, a beautiful mind too. I'm, yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Gladiator two, the did, afterlife. Did you guys see the Krumpus trailer? The I Krampus. love the Krampus. That looks trailer. fucking great. I was hyping on Krampus. that in the porch a couple weeks ago. Okay, you haven't seen it. <laughs> no. Yeah, watch the trailer on YouTube if uh, you can. I was hyping on that a couple weeks ago on the porch. That about, looks fucking great. Oh, it looks so fantastic. I've I've heard about it. I haven't watched the trailer yet though. Okay, check it out. Be- I mean, there's an there's another movie that's like that's like it that's out right now. Yeah. That's about the Krampus or whatever. 
But this fucking it, it looked great. Like it, it started off real fucking funny, and then it got real serious. Have you guys dark. ever watched on Adult Swim? Uh, your pretty face is going to hell. No, 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 I've heard about that. I've heard about that. Okay, I was watching Heroes Reborn, and you know, like the the chubby guy with the curly hair and yeah. the beard. Yeah, he's the main guy, and your pretty face is going to hell. It's like a fifteen minute short on Adult Swim. Okay, but like, yeah, their next episode is gonna have Krampus. Cool, in it, but. Yeah, um, fucking, uh, I haven't seen the trailer for that. It looks fucking great. It's a great trailer. I agree, Jay, it's, 100%. It, it's funny, but it's fucking creepy as mm. shit. It looks like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, like B-movie. Oh, no shit? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's going to be a wide release? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's like the dis- the dysfunctional family and how dysfunctional they are is what brings Krampus to yeah. the forefront, too. <laughs> yeah, I like it, love it, man. Yeah, it looked really great. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we got two, I think, two, three more emails. We're going to burn through these so we can get out of here soon. Uh, Jay Poke, hey, guys, I've given up on guessing which ones will be there, so I just wanted to get some opinions on something. I read the news about Hugh Jackman wanting Tom Hardy to play Wolverine after him, and I have to say I disagree. Brian, I know you're already a fan, but I was wondering what you guys thought about Anson Mount as the new Wolverine. I would love to see Tom Hardy become James Bond, and I would go crazy if I saw Anson Mount play Wolverine. I think he would be amazing in the role, but I wanted to get your opinions on it. Anson Mount, I still, other than you bringing him up here and there, I've still never seen him in anything. Yeah. 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 I mean, has he been in anything besides mm-hmm. Hell on Wheels? No. I'd have to look at his IMDb page and what he's done in his filmography. But the only thing that I've seen him in is Hell on Wheels. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not doubting Anson Mount could fucking pull off a great Wolverine. I'm not doubting it whatsoever. I think he could pull off whatever the fuck he wanted. He's a great actor. But Tom Hardy to me. Is a is like the perfect fucking choice. It's like when I saw that when I saw that that announcement, like okay, I want Tom Hardy to be the next Wolverine. I was like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. totally behind. And we it. know Tom Hardy will put on a damn mask. He will put on a fucking mask. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I just you know, Anson Mount's fucking great. Like when Brian Brian's the only reason I know about Anson Mount. The only reason, from Doctor Strange to Batman, you have mm-hmm. brought him up every time, and I'm like, God damn, that guy's yeah, fucking I just, great. Yeah, I don't see him as Wolverine, though. I don't see him as Wolverine. Tom Hardy, though, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, no doubt in my fucking mind. I never question it for a fucking second. Tom, I, I want to see, see more of a uh, – and I'm not saying that Hugh Jackman. I just want to see more of a stocky, jacked Wolverine. Yes. I, I don't need him mm-hmm. to be so vascular. Right. Like, like Hugh Jackman is, like, really tall, really vascular. Yeah. And when I think of Wolverine, it's like I don't think – He's of, a runt. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I, but I want to see him just, like – just like kind of like crouched a little bit and fucking just like jacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to be so goddamn vascular and right. veiny. Just like what was that? That was that, that fucking MMA movie where Tom Hardy was in when he was fighting fucking uh, Joel Edgerton. Was it him and Joel Edgerton yeah. fighting in that movie? Well, I've never seen was that. Was it called like The Warrior? Yeah, like, The Warrior. Yeah. I mean, watch that movie, dude. Fucking uh, – I'm not kidding you. Um Tom Hardy gets jacked in that movie. Like, his trapezius muscles are insane. And that's what I think of when I think of Wolverine. Yes. And, and he could he could do it. He could get really stocky. I mean, hell, give him some fucking fur on the arms and shit. Give him a hairy chest. Yeah, give him yeah. a fucking cigar. And let's make a fucking Tom Hardy Wolverine movie. Anson Mount, on the other hand, I think, like, physically, um, he's just more of, like, he's he's another Hugh Jackman. If, yeah. if not... Even like leaner right. than Hugh Jackman. He's Bruce Wayne. He's Batman. He's Batman. I would give him should Bat- have been Batman or Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, 
Definitely Batman, though. Definitely Batman. I mean, when you look at his character from Hell on Wheels, like a character like where you know his wife and his child died, and Fuck. you know, and he, he's he's suffering, he's in pain, he finds love again. She ends up dying in the second season, mm. and it's just like you know, it's 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 Batman. Yeah, and fucking Anson Mount could have been Batman. Yeah, and I still think. Man, it's I, a bit of a disappointment that is. he wasn't. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's kind of a, it's kind of a blow to me because I, I thought Anson Mount would have been a great Batman. And you people that are still like drinking the fucking Ben Affleck Kool Aid, you don't know any better. You <laughs> you saw one fucking like uh, uh, you know fucking uh, you know mirrors and fucking tricks and mirrors and shit with the fucking trailer. We haven't seen that much of Ben Affleck as Batman. No, very little. Look at Anson Mount on Hell on Wheels. Just just go go Google him. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's Bruce Wayne. <sighs> but Jay... That's Batman. Gone, but-, but Jay, Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what people are going to say. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But Jay, Argo. But I, I but love... Jay, Argo. I love Tom Hardy as Wolverine. I love him as... I think he could pull it off. I don't care what he looks like, necessarily. I think he can act that character. He will He will get into that character. You know what I'm saying? We know it's going to happen. But Jay, Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. <laughs> and not, not to say... Not to take away from a flag. I'm totally surprised by how happy I am so far with what I've seen from the Batman. Of course they're not yeah. going to show you shit, Jay. Right? They didn't show me shit. Well, yeah, they didn't show you shit. Yeah. But Anson Mount... I can show you somebody that looks good in a suit. Yeah, true. That true. can stare at something and look angry. Right, right. I look angry right. every time fucking Dave's sitting across the table from <laughs> yeah. me. Or Jake talks shit about Man of Steel. Yeah. I can look angry. But Ans- Anson Mount was one of those characters that you see him. You don't even need to watch what the fuck he's in. You yeah. see that guy and you're like... I know from reading from the comic, this guy could fucking, he's Bruce Wayne. He doesn't even have to fucking try to be Bruce Wayne. And he's going to be Batman. Just yeah. look in his fucking eyes. Yeah. Just no, look I in agree. his fucking eyes. Now, you can't say that about Ben Affleck. Ben, I don't know. There, there's something, I don't know. Like, people are just drinking this Ben Affleck Kool-Aid, man. They saw one fucking trailer, and the trailer looked great. But from that trailer, you have not seen enough of Ben Affleck as fucking Bruce Wayne. You've seen nothing. Yeah. And you saw him, like, use his fucking, like, bat grapple hook to, like... In CGI. In CGI. Yeah. I mean, you guys... One cheesy line. One cheesy line. It was a good line. You though. guys saw him running. Running. <laughs> I thought it was a good line. He's running towards the building. I fucking like that. Jay, scene. I love the trailer too. I love that scene. I, but it's a goddamn gonna be a two near two and a half hour movie. True. True. And we've seen twenty seconds of Ben Affleck, and people are already saying that he is gonna pull off yeah. what no other Batman actor has done. <laughs> I know. Jay! I know! People are saying that Ben Affleck is going to pull off what no other Batman actor has fucking done! I know! There, there, <laughs> there is not one Batman actor that has unanimously... People have not unanimously united right. and said, oh, Christian Bale is the best Batman slash Bruce Wayne Besides ever. the studios. People have not come together and say, oh, Michael Keaton is the best Batman or Bruce Wayne we've ever seen. There is not one unanimous Batman. And for people to watch 20 goddamn seconds of Ben Affleck as fucking... 
fucking Batman and say that, yeah, this movie's gonna be fucking awesome because Ben Affleck's so goddamn good in 20 fucking seconds. You're a fucking idiot! <laughs> I agree. I I don't disagree. <laughs> I completely agree. I hope I made my point. You did. I mean, am I am I? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Oh yeah, I get you. People are drinking that cooler, choking on that cooler. I just wish I was a little bit more passionate about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, yeah. I'm fucking, I'm fucking holding back and shit. Yeah, you're just like uh, I like him. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Read all about it. It's leftover news. <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like people, people, it's like, like when the announcement was made, people were flipping the fuck out and yeah. being like, oh my God, this is horrible. Yeah. And then the studio gives them one trailer where Ben barely talks, barely does anything. It looks visually cool because, well, God knows Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder can do that. Yeah. And now we're all just like, oh, oh, Ben Affleck, best Batman ever. Yeah. Oh, it looks amazing. <laughs> you haven't seen shit yet. <laughs> right. Hell, Jake isn't even sold on fucking Cavill as Superman. Right. <laughs> I saw a whole movie. So now, you know what I mean? I don't, I, I you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. There, there was definitely, Ansem Out was definitely the best choice yeah. for that role. It didn't happen. We were all depressed about that. Oh, no. People are going to say Fargo, uh, not Fargo, Argo. People are going to say Argo. They're going to say Gone Girl. They're going to say Argo. I would say Argo. I would say Argo in the town. I wouldn't mention any of the other things. And I'll ask him, yeah, what, what, uh, what awards did he win for those movies? I agree with you, Jay. I love Gone Girl, but it's because of the work that Fincher did. Yeah, it's it's Fincher. It's Fincher. And then, uh, it's Fincher, and then who is the girl? The then? lead girl, the lead, fe- the yeah. lead female actress in that movie, and then even Tyler Perry was really good. In oh, that Tyler movie. Perry stole it, that it, movie. It, it, it's not like Ben Affleck had the fucking like uh, he stole the show in that movie. No, right. He's dopey, confused guy. Right. Yeah. As usual, yeah. <laughs> he's a serviceable actor. Yeah. But but for pe- but but for people to watch twenty seconds of a fucking trailer and then be goo goo gaga over fucking Ben Affleck as Batman and sold on him now. Over yeah. fucking twenty seconds, when Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, fucking Birdman, yeah. and fucking Christian Bale, Christian Bale, motherfucker, two fucking actors that I think yeah. they're head and shoulders better than Ben Affleck, yeah. and you're gonna fucking give Ben Affleck the crown of both Bruce Wayne and Batman? Fuck off with that shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like put they basically put a cover patch on it. By yeah. <laughs> Just wait. If the movie, you know what? I'll eat fucking crow. If the movie fucking comes out and he's the best Bruce Wayne I've ever fucking seen in my entire life, and he's the best Batman I've ever seen in my entire life, I don't think even then you should eat crow because it's not like these people can know because of twenty fucking seconds. You're right. You're right. So fuck that. True. Don't eat that crow at all, man. If he plays cocky Bruce Wayne, if he plays the character that he played in fucking Boiler Room. And he's a cocky, confident Bruce Wayne. Yeah, man, I'm going to give it to him. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. But it's going to be even harder to pull off Batman. These yeah. people don't know that he did that from what little they've seen. Yeah, so even exactly. if they're right, it, I right. still don't think you should eat crow. Exactly. Exactly. And until he fucking wins a fucking Academy Award, whatever. Yeah. yeah he won a Golden Globe for his performance in fucking L.A. Confidential, mm-hmm. which was like a very bit part. So oh, yeah. Whatever. Super bit part. I still think his best performance was in Chasing Amy. Phantoms. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chasing Amy for sure. I'm a big Changing Lanes fan. <laughs> next email comes from. Uh, Are you Jake? Next email comes from Scott. 
let's see here. Greetings, leftovers and left outs. After hearing last week's emails with folks boasting both Jedi and superpowers, I thought I would throw my hat into the ring and offer my tributes up to Jay. Uh, so yeah, Jay, you got another one. Uh, you're, you're, you're fucking inviting death. <laughs> Chris will cuddle you to death. Yeah. I, I believe I am the perfect tribute for Jay, as I have no combat or fighting skills whatsoever. <laughs> you get all the real winners. <laughs> I actually have combat skills. Can we fucking clarify that? Jay wants to be his own tribute. You he fucking doesn't, he doesn't assholes. Want a, he doesn't want a tribute. I actually can beat the shit out of all you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> Bring it. I am not even deceptively tough. Oh. God damn it. I I do have a very good survival strategy. It's just so simple. Finn and our team can hide out smoking cigars because, yeah, I won't see. Nobody is going to see like a. Finn's too young to smoke. Nobody's going to see like a cigar, a lit cigar at night. Or smell it. Or smell it. Yeah. God damn it, Finn. Uh, Finn, and, <laughs> Finn, Finn and our team can hide out. This is, well, this is Scott. This is, uh, this is actually, this is an email from Riker XL. And he says he wants to be on your team. Finn and our team can hide out smoking cigars and watching dwarf porn on my lanai. <laughs> on his lanai. This is Riker Scott. Lanai. The lanai. Yes, I get it. <laughs> and I had two of our listeners actually tell me what a lanai is. Okay. And I still, I still don't remember what it is. <laughs> kind of a, I don't know. Weird. Kind of a booner. I guess it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like a porch you watch dwarf porn on. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds right. And he's like, yeah, and watching dwarf porn on my lanai, nobody will ever be able to find us since they don't know what it is. Mm. Nobody, Except for the smoke. Nobody knows what a lanai is. Right. So you're not going to be able to find it. You don't know what it is. Right. Okay. Good should point. By, should by some miracle another tribute should stumble upon our party lanai, I could always distract them with my wicked dance moves. Uh, As I am a certified Zumba instructor. Oh no. Tributes would be dumbfounded long enough for Finn to go and bite their ankles. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little weasel. It would, it would be sweet. So basically he's going to take a page out of Star Lord's book at the end of <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Distract. Distract a little bit. Fuck you, Ronan. Right. End of the Hunger Games. Great character. Yeah. Go Jay, your team it. is really shaping up. I know. Yeah. Look <laughs> at this shit. They're shipping out. <laughs> Regardless, I believe Jay's team had the right attitude. If you're going to get taken out, at least have one hell of a good time doing it. Peace, Riker XL. I don't see how Finn's having any fun. And that's uh, that's from uh, Riker XL. That's Scott Shooty. Scott mm. Shooty. Scott Shooty. I like the short email. That was good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, guys, okay, I got one last email. We're going to end this show so we can get out of here. Guess who it's from? Finn. Finn Deets Creek. I would not say that you are wrong. <laughs> Let's throw this email out just like Finn's going to get thrown out. We love Finn Deets Creek. You love him. I love Finn. I like Finn, okay. Yeah. We all like him. He's a good guy. Yeah. You're like all right, him. Finn. He's, he's- <laughs> No, I like Finn. Finn's like one of our best listeners. I love you, Finn. I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's some listeners out there that I don't like. Yeah, we wouldn't give you shit. I would otherwise. say if we don't like you, we just don't talk about you. No. That's true. If like if we don't talk if we don't respond to you or we don't talk to you, we probably don't like you. Yeah, yeah. So I don't more even, than like. I don't even know why you're listening. Yeah, God. I'd feel like a fucking idiot if I was listening to people that hate me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I would immediately stop. Oh my god, these people fucking hate me. I yeah. love their show. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Is there any way I can donate money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, you... what, what can I do to help the show? Right. Yeah. <laughs> A show full of people that hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like that shit, though. Yeah, I got. They like the punishment. Yeah, you know? yeah. I hate your existence. Yeah, oh, I love these guys. These guys great. Yeah. <laughs> Only a few more weeks for Finn to be alive. So what's he yeah. got to say? Yeah, what's he got to say? Finn says, "Hey, leftovers and left outs. It's your scrawniest listener." <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will email a date earlier since I know you guys hate the last minute emails. Yeah. First, Rick and Morty is a continuous Tupperware. I think it's the most innovative animated show we've had in quite a while. The episodes just get better and better. My favorite episode from the new season is probably the Purge episode or Total Rickall. I love both of them. They're so fucking good. Uh, the creativity of this show is incredible, and I hope it doesn't stop for years to come. I Man, that's the problem with that fucking show is it takes them forever to get a season out. Because, like, the first yeah. season was 2013. I had to wait until fucking this year to get the second season. It's like I think hopefully with Dan Harmon not doing community anymore, yeah. he'll be able to get more involved with Rick and Morty. Less of a side side project, exactly. more of a main project. Exactly. And uh, if you like Rick and Morty, there is a comic book out for Rick and Morty, mm. which I do. Uh, it's, it's on my pull list. And it's not as good as the TV show, but it's still a nice – Thing to read so i was reading it when the show wasn't on so it was kind of a good filler um i recently picked up captain america white and it's a tupperware uh tim sales art is very unique and cartoony while keeping a realistic feel jeff Loeb doesn't disappoint and because of this issue i went to my local library and picked up hulk gray and spider-man blue nice captain america white did just recently come out i have it on my pull list um and yeah, Captain America White One and Two, so I have those. I love those Marvel color books. They're really good. Don't forget about Daredevil Yellow. Yep. Finn. That's a must read too. They're really good. And it took them forever to come out with fucking Captain America White. I got a teaser book from like six years ago, I yep. think. That's like Captain America White number zero. Mm-hmm. And it literally six years ago I think yeah. I got this book. Wow. It's been promised for a long while. So I haven't read it yet, but I just got it. Uh, to close out this email, I would like to say that I would enjoy fighting alongside Eric Marable. I don't think I could kill Jay Harms, though. I have mad respect for that dude, and his taste in novels is a Tupperware. Your loyal uh, listener, Finn, hashtag Team Jay. I wanted to point out real quick, uh, number one, Finn's a pussy. Number two... <laughs> I'm kidding, Finn. I'm fucking with... Dude, I like Finn. Finn, you're, you're a good guy. Yeah. You're a good guy. I'm we all like Finn. For a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I wanted to We're point out... We're all pussies. Agreed. The newest episode of the Joe Schmo comic show, if you want to listen to it, you can listen to uh, Jacob Harmon. He is on there. Yes. Nice. Yes. I want to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it was fucking love Harmon. Hashtag Beardcast. <laughs> beardcast. I, I saw that. I saw that on Facebook. That's good. Yep. Very good. I knew what it meant before even realizing Harmon was uh, on there. Yeah. Harmon's rocking the beard. So, all right, guys, this is, uh, I know this is not like a regular episode. We did the Martian, we did it like an abbreviated news thing, and then we read all your fucking goddamned awful emails. Yeah. <sighs> God. What a fucking chore. Fuck. Not a regular episode, but this is what you're getting this week, so deal with it. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Need some fresh towels. Yeah. We'd be, maybe, you know what? We not, who knows? We might not even be back next week. Right. You may never see Always us again. True. This might be the last episode. Yeah. True of every episode. Yeah. So yeah. cherish. You're this. lucky. You're lucky you're getting this fucking episode. Yeah.
cherish it. Yo, fuck you. You might even not get this one. Yeah. You might say fuck it. Yeah. Just not even publish it. Yeah. Yeah. No, some of your some of your Ben Affleck emails, so, and you know what? Some of your fucking Ben Affleck emails. Some of your emails about how great fucking Ben Affleck is in Argo and the town, yeah. and then how he's going to make a great Batman because of those fucking movies. Because I hear that, I get that shit all the fucking time. Right. People are like, they think that we forget about Argo and the town. Like they can just like that's their rebuttal. It's like Argo, the town. Argo, the town. I totally like him. He's but. a better director than he is in front of the camera. People agreed. So it's like, I don't, yeah, getting your Argo in the town. Changing lanes. <laughs> yeah. That's the movie. Crash. That's what I say whenever <laughs> I say how great of a Batman he's going to be. <laughs> oh, man. Him and Samuel L. Jackson ate up the scenes in uh, that movie. I had never seen it. Oh, it's, yeah. it's terrible. I'm I'll never him. watch it. They have a road rage fight, and then it goes from there. <laughs> okay. Trying to think if there's anything that I wanted to say before we close out the show. Do you guys have any last thoughts? Mm. No. Go fuck yourselves. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear Season him. finale tonight, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Jay promises he's going to watch Ex Machina. I will watch episode. Ex Machina. Yeah, by the next episode. Yeah, empty promise. Hear my fucking uh, yeah. review. Yeah. yeah I will a, not watch Fear the Walking Dead. Taking out a page. <laughs> taking a page from Chris Hohola's uh, bullshitting there. <laughs> yeah. So. We may uh, throw you off the show if you toss it, Jay. Okay. No pressure. Okay. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, you don't know me anymore at that point. Yeah. I, I understand. Don't, I don't know you. I understand. Since we recorded Jay's, that's gonna be really awkward. That's true. We'll throwing, do it. We'll throwing do it him anyway. off the show. Yeah. That'll be weird. <laughs> we'll get over it. Jay's like in the kitchen and shit. We're still recording. We'll, we'll get over. It'll be yeah, awkward man, for us, but yeah. me and you will get over We're not that yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that close. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Get on iTunes. Give us a one-star review. Um, get on uh, – like us on Facebook. Uh, find us on Twitter. And uh, I don't know. Just say, want. hey, fuck you, leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Your show's shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. People aren't going to affect me. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. <laughs> Hope you barf on your own cocks. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. Hey, there's our next T-shirt. <laughs> our logo, and underneath it, it says, "I hope you barf on your own cocks." <laughs> we need that as a bumper sticker. <laughs> I'm Brian. Until next week, I hope you barf on your own cocks. We'll see you next week, guys. Later. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, I hope you barf on your own cocks. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Ready like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture Leftovers Cool kids.
What's his name's already been said Let's go, pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Hot culture leftovers Podcasts that are original and good Have already been done before So we should separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft, the crap Even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't embrace it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushover Pop culture, leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture, leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't embrace it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.